You are watching the vodka stream. Boop! What is happening, everybody? It's Friday. We made it. Hey, what's going on? Everybody filing in? What's happening out there? What's going on? All right. Who's out there? We got Eric. Hey, what's going on, buddy? We got Andre here, Mr. Nicotina. What's going on? Let's go. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Indeed. We made it through another week. We're good. What's going on, Mr. Abel? Good to see you. Uh, well, someone's having fun. Wee! Yeah, sounds good. All right. Hey, what's going on, Mr. Hal? You dig the new background? I know. I know. On a Friday, they drop that. It's like, come on. Really? On a Friday? It's like, all right. I mean, that, that just tells us that they're going to be shooting tomorrow or this weekend or sometime or the next week with the with that Batgirl costume. So I'm sure that'll be a topic of discussion later on. What's going on, Mr. Loxu? How you doing? Uh, you doing, Mr. Fear Jason? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yo, what is up? Mr. Jose, good to see you as always, always. We got Mama Film Junkie here. Ha. Hi, Mom. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, this is a good second guest that we're having. You were the first guest, Mom, of uh, 2022, which was, <laughs> was so fun. So fun. What's going on, Mr. Chuck? Props to hooking up. Yeah. You know, looking forward to talking to Steve. All right. We got a hoy hoy. We got Mr. Jason McKenzie here. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to tune in, Mr. Chris Dell. Yes, for sure. Oh yeah, I finally got a haircut. It was getting a little. It was getting a little long, so I was like, you know what? Let's make it. Let's get it nice and uh, short right here. I hate getting haircuts sometimes. You know, it's just, especially now with all you know, you have to have the mask on. It's all weird, and that's <laughs> just. I don't know. I hate. I, sometimes I'm just like, God, I gotta get a haircut. But yeah, I went today. Since uh, I didn't have much work to do today, so I was like, all right, let's just do it. Hello, sir. Mr. Carlos, good to see you. Yes, we got William right here. Uh, do the Peacemaker opening credits dance? Well, I haven't quite learned it yet. So, I mean, maybe when Steve gets on, he can give me some pointers or something. But I'm just saying, like, uh, I haven't quite learned that opening dance yet. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to learn the Napoleon Dynamite dance, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, hey, what's going on, Gator Girl? Captain Gator Girl, always good to see you. Hi, Batmax. That's right. Good to see you, Batmax. Happy Friday. We have the Geek First guys here. Maybe they'll show up later. We got Mr. Valle. How's it going? Hey, Dave, it's been a while. You caught a stream. Well, good, well, good catching it, man. Mr. Hummingbird, always good to see everybody coming back. All right, we got Legend here, too. Yeah, let's see what's good. We got J.D. McRae. Good to see you too, sir. A lot of members showing up. We got Selena Kyle here. That's right. Yes. Opening credits. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good dance number. It's a good dance number. It definitely is. What's going on, Mr. Aaron Bailey? Always good to see you. Yeah. Let's see anybody else? I think that's about it with everybody showing up. But anyways, happy Friday. Time to crack open. I, I decided to do the Kettle One Cucumber Mint. I haven't had it in a while, so I was like, you know what? That sounds refreshing after this week. So 
I'm going to go ahead and pour myself a glass and we'll raise up a glass and hopefully, uh, yeah, we're going to have a good time tonight. So, all right, put that right there. All right, well, cheers, guys. Cheers to another good vodka stream. I still have that. There we go. Get rid of that. Cheers, guys. Ah, refreshing. All right, so um, hopefully you guys are watching Peacemaker. You guys saw my review of the first three episodes. I posted it uh, today. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously the Batgirl thing happened right after. And I was like, all right, I guess I should put post that. And then I posted it. So hopefully you guys have checked out the show already. Um, you guys heard my review of it. I'm digging it. I'm not going to lie. I'm digging it. I think uh, uh, definitely that <laughs> definitely the end of the third episode. I'm like, oh, I'm curious to see where the where the story goes. All right. Let's see here. Let me post my tweet. Join the stream. We'll get my guest in here. All right. All right. All right. Oh, we got Stephanie here. Good to see you as always. It's bringing my guest. You've seen him in the Suicide Squad. You've seen him in the Peacemaker, hopefully. Um, and then, of course, you know, and many other things. He's been out there. Mr. Steve G. How you doing, sir? Dude, you could do a whole show where you just welcome people into a chat room. That's pretty much what, like, I, during the week, I do Film Junkie Live. And yeah. a lot of it is just that. And then yeah. talking about stuff on Twitter. So, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of just the people filing in and like, hi. No, it's good to interact with your viewers. I mean, a lot of people don't do that. Um, yeah. I would love to see a show where 20 minutes you <laughs> you you welcome people in and then at the 20 <laughs> minutes mark, you're like, all right. And then one by one, you say goodbye to them. As yeah, just like, all right. So it was nice talking to you guys. Bye. Bye, Jason. Bye. Yeah, I know. Maybe how's that's a your, good idea. How's your peppermint? cucumber it's, vodka <laughs> it's actually not bad it's pretty refreshing i'm not gonna lie like I don't think when I've i ever, ever tasted flavored vodka yeah i don't like the uh the fruity flavors too much but i've i've uh i remember one time i had cucumber water one time yes. and I went, wow that's amazing and then to add a little mint to it it's pretty refreshing i'm not gonna lie it's dangerous dangerous well i have mint flavored pepsid with me there you go there you for go. My, you came hardcore for my acid reflux. <laughs> hey, you know I don't discriminate on what any guest drinks. You know yeah. you're uh, welcome to it. But uh, I thank you for uh, joining the stream, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Wait, now, what's the what's the news with Batgirl? You were you were mentioning. Oh well, they just re they just released the um, the image of Leslie Grace. Leslie Grace actually posted the image of her as Batgirl. Did you see it? No, I did not. Okay, let me uh, let me let me uh, cue it up here. Like uh, she just posted it, and like not to, yeah. And I was like, oh man, on a Friday, really gonna do? All right, that's cool. But yeah, but that's uh, that's it right there. Oh my gosh, that is old school. That is right out of Burnside, right there. I mean, the whole zip up, the leather, the uh, the leather jacket with the leather pants and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's very Adam West's Batman. Mm -hmm. era. Yeah, it's got That's the cool. got the color scheme of that. Yeah, yeah, I, dig it. I like it. Yeah, 
it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I mean, of course, anytime a new costume gets released, the social media is just a fun little, you know, everybody just goes back and forth. It sucks. It's great. It sucks. It's like, come on. just. It's always completely divided, too. It really it usually is. And then they compare it to other things, too. And I'm like, hey, you know what? It looks it looks good on her. I mean, she looks I think she's going to be a pretty decent back girl. I mean, yeah, totally. you know. Yeah, and I think the what I what I like about it though is the fact that they're filming it right now, and I think they realize, hey, we got to get ahead of this thing because we're going to be filming outdoors. Like probably her stunt performer is going to be on a motorcycle doing some whatever the hell, and they're like, let's just post an image before yeah. that happens. So I, I appreciate the fact that they actually released an image of her like that. I think every studio should release images right before paparazzi get to it and post like exactly. blurry self shitty cell phone photos. Yes. I've never understood that working on stuff where they're like don't take photos, don't let anybody see you and I'm like we could go around this by just taking some professional onset exactly. photos and releasing them exactly i i don't understand it either like anytime we know like something is shooting it's like just you know just take a nice you know good looking shot get a photographer or get somebody that can make it look pretty spiffy and just post it before we get all these crappy i mean it's been there's been so many times where we get those paparazzi or you know just people just you know push the side and they're they got their cell phones out we get so many of those crappy blurry images and everybody goes so fuck look at this piece of shit what the <laughs> fuck is that man i mean and then all of a sudden you get like the good glamorous shot and they're like yeah. oh that looks actually pretty cool 100 percent of the time if a studio tries to keep it secret yeah it comes out as paparazzi. It happened on Suicide Squad. You oh, know? I'm sure. They were yeah. shooting with the second group of heroes, you know, Javelin yeah. and Pete Davidson <laughs> and Nathan. And yeah, they were shooting that at a, you know, them walking in front of the giant flag. And it was at an airport. And of course, there were people that worked at the airport, like crew guys that were like taking cell yep. phone photos. And that's what made it out. That's what made it out. And then, of course, I remember when that happened, too, because everybody was like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, uh, guys, guys, I mean, it's the Suicide Squad, first off. And I'm like, compare it to like, look at the costumes, you know, compare it to, you know, the source material. I thought I was like, I was like, I thought they did a pretty good job. And not to mention, it's not the greatest quality either. You know, yeah, film quality photos and also, yeah. you know. Pretty comic book accurate yes you know james tried to do comic book accurate and you know representations and it, of the costumes and sometimes it's gonna look ridiculous live action and that's the point you know look especially at cena. look at yeah. john cena his costume is fucking ridiculous <laughs> it is so ridiculous <laughs> and the fact that uh it, it's made fun of in the series and by the way if uh you know anybody watching uh um, if you haven't checked out Peacemaker, it's on HBO Max uh, every Thursday, right? New episodes yeah, coming one out. Through, one through one through three are out now. Next week, uh, next Thursday, episode four comes out, and that one was directed by the great Jody Hill. Ooh, because the first and, Eastbound and Down, Righteous there Gems, it is. Gemstones. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because the first three were all James Gunn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
guy's a madman guy's a madman because i'm not i'm not gonna lie when i like when when i saw the suicide squad and uh i enjoyed john cena's peacemaker but i was like really they're gonna make a spin-off of him and you know and everybody's like well why not blood sport why not rat catcher why not you know and i remember seeing it yeah obviously it would be great too but i saw an interview with him where he actually talked about how well yeah you could do that but i mean why not and I even thought about that, too, like when I did my review earlier after seeing episode three, I'm like, well, you know, he was kind of he turned into a, like a villain in the at the end of the Suicide Squad, essentially. And, you know, yeah, we can go with like one of the like, Bud Sport or Ratcatcher. And yeah, maybe that'll be explored later on. But they were more of the hero type. This guy was not. And he said like that was much more, I guess, to him, like to explore that a little bit more. And yeah, now watching is, the series, I'm kind of going, yeah. Yeah, I Peacemaker get it. in the movie was very one-dimensional. He started out the moment yeah. you met him as a piece of shit. And at the end of the movie, <laughs> he's a piece of shit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone else, <laughs> Ratcatcher has an arc. You know, Idris had an arc. Everyone grows except his character. And I think James wanted to show people why he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I know. You find that out in this, you know, in this series, and it's you really do. And then there's something about John Cena that, how is he so likable by not being likable? <laughs> I mean, he's uh, he just pulls it off where it's just he has no filter, and mm. just the shit that comes out of. There's a couple of times, especially in episode three, there's a specific exchange between him and a character where I rewound it because I actually belly laughed because of the shit that he was saying to him as he was strapped to a chair. And it was just like, oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, the, I mean, so I was like, wait, what, what, what? And I just started laughing and I had to rewind yeah. and just go, he's <laughs> all right. I love, I mean, that's where I was starting to go like, all right, man, I'm, I'm digging where this is going right now. And John Cena is just kind of nailing. Yeah. yeah. We find out he's, shitty because clearly he was raised by a piece of shit like yeah robert, robert patrick, patrick is like Good old robert patrick worst tv fathers of all time and you you got a sense of that too when you just see like when you see the first scene with him yeah. and just like his hair alone <laughs> just like <laughs> what is going on with like i mean it's like it's like i mean my hair is like i mean I, i'm not like not got a nice little haircut but it's like longer on i mean it's just like shooting up shaved on the sides and then he's just got that look to him which he's he's always ever since we got introduced him as the t1000 he's always just had that that they, that they yeah. had to do some flashback scenes with him no shit like 30 years younger and so the day i met him was in the makeup trailer while they were trying to figure that out and they were like you know he did they didn't want to do like digitally making them younger you know kind of what they did with kurt russell and the flashbacks on guardians 2 mm -hmm. where it just kind of looks digital well you know when you see everyone using filters on instagram you can yeah. just tell um so they did it practically they like really like they taped his jowls back in his neck and tied them around the wow. back of his head and he's like people are going to see the ties and and so James you know justified it by giving him a mullet so you'll see a younger <laughs> wow, Robert, Robert Patrick with a amazing a mullet. mullet 
Oh, I'm sure it's amazing. I mean, that character, um, a younger version, I'm like, yeah, of course he would have a mullet. Man, they so they just they just full on went on, you know, they didn't. Yeah. So there's no there was no like mocap dots on his face or anything like that. No, it's all practice. Oh, I don't know if it's 30 years looking younger, but it, it really it's it's a noticeable difference. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. I mean, it's it's crazy what they can do with makeup sometimes. I mean, what's yeah. funny about like when anytime they do the uh, the CGI make somebody younger, it's like it's cool. But then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but it's still the same like old guy body <laughs> kind of thing where it's, it's like kind of the same with making them look older, too. Like, yeah, I appreciate the effort. But but like, you know, the, the last Harry Potter where they at the very end, they have them all as adults with their kids. And I'm like. <laughs> They still look like kids to me, yeah. you know. And yeah. they try to age them, yeah. Or Prometheus <laughs> with uh, Guy Pierce making him look like he. They it looked like they were trying to make him look a thousand years old, but like it was so prosthetic-y and weird. Yeah, yeah, you kind of notice it a little bit, and I mean, and, and it's funny too because uh, what was that show? Uh, did you see uh, what was that House? Uh, what was that House of Mass or whatever? I don't know. I think it was on Netflix. But it was funny because, I mean, it's a story point that happens in it, but like there's noticeably that they made some of the actors older. And I was like, well, what the hell? That he, they're, th that person's not that old. And then you realize because it's part of the story that it like, uh, but, it, but at first it was like, it was jarring because, yeah, you I, see an actor yeah. that you know, and all of a sudden they're like old. You're like, wait a minute, that's, that's off. I loved in The Irishman, they, yeah. <laughs> they were making, they were making them like, play themselves younger and they did some digital stuff and i'm sure some prosthetics to make De Niro look try to make him look like he was in his 50s but then i i just remember him his character he's like looking under the hood of a car and then mm -hmm. like walking away but he's still he's like in his <laughs> 80s and he's what he looks like he's 50 and he's hobbling like he's you know an yeah yeah and I apologize. It was Midnight Mass. I said that wrong. I was like, I couldn't midnight remember. Mass, right yes, midnight yeah. Mass, not Midnight Ass Legend. I see your, I see your. Yeah, that's a whole other that's uh, the porn, genre. The that's a porn, porn version of it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up after the the stream. No, but uh, <laughs> no, but yeah. When when there was like a scene where in the Irishman where De Niro is like beating the shit out of somebody, he's kicking him. But it just, it's still like even though he's supposed to be like thirty six. <laughs> He's, he's still moving like, like he's 67, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I appreciate the effort, but yeah, it's, at some point, so it's like, you can hire a younger actor. To play yeah, you know, I mean, with technology nowadays, it's like you could do that. But uh, I wanted to get a little bit of your origin story, Steve. So you grew up, you, uh, you were born in Riverside, California. Yeah, just an hour. Are you in L.A.? I am in Moreno Valley, which is right Holy next door. Shit. Yeah. Right now, when I re when I read that, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, that's right there!" Like literally, right. I look out my window and Marina Valley. Book. When I yeah. was younger, was known as Sunny Mead. Sunny Mead, yeah. Well, we got Sunny Mead uh, Boulevard right here. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! I can't believe you're in Marina Valley. That's where I'm at right now. Currently, it's it's okay. It's got you know. It's like yeah. I'm, I'm in a nice, you know, gated apartment, but you know, you go a little bit that way. It's a little sketchy. Were you but around, I got the in Were you around when that jet crashed into the hangar over there? Like no, no. How long ago was that? I remember hearing about that. Like three years ago at it's the like Air Force Base. 
No, I, you know what? I think that was right before I moved here. I've only been here for about two and a half years. I've been all around, yeah. like I've been bouncing around like Southern California, like Riverside and San Bernardino County area. But uh, Shit, that's all my old stomping grounds, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy knows. All right, cool. Yeah. Riverside, you know. Yeah, you're up. But uh, I mainly grew up. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. There you go. I actually, I, I actually, the only time I skydived was uh, in Paris, of course, with the big thing. Skydive like Paris. That. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's the biggest thing. But yeah, I, I mainly grew up in Redlands, California, which, of course, is like right over the hills right there. School. Yeah. I went to school in Loma Linda. I know. Okay. Your listeners are like, what the fuck are these? Oh, I know. Talking about? Who fucking cares, man? Who fucking cares, man? We're we're sharing we're sharing uh, you know our our stomping yeah. grounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's where I grew up was Redlands. Went to Redlands. That's there. so funny. Yeah, I grew up I grew up in Riverside proper, you know, downtown, and I didn't go to L.A. My I didn't come to L.A on my own until I was 19. Wow. It was there. It was an hour, yeah. it was 45 minutes away. And I never came to LA. I never was like, I should go to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I, of class field trip, we went to a taping of who's the boss. Nice. Um, and I also went to a taping of married with children. Those were my first actual first two times in LA nice who's the boss man i remember watching that i mean i, I mean watching that of course everybody you know being a, a young one too is like it's like oh, you, you know we had a crush on i had a crush on Alyssa milano of course, of course everybody yeah, yeah everybody did and then and then when it came to married with children i mean it was funny too because obviously uh, we lost a very you know iconic tv dad this week bob saget Oh, and um terrible. yeah i was right i was like that that one that one hit a little bit and i remember i even on twitter i posted i was like you know my tv dads were him uh james avery you know obviously uncle yeah. phil carl winslow and then uh yeah. the dad the dad from boy meets world because i love that show but then i was like yeah but also there was this guy and i posted like an al bundy gif i'm like he was also i grew up with al bundy as well Al so. bundy was the best yeah I'll, I'll tell you what man it's the worst part about getting older is like yeah people you looked up to when you were younger are now even older than you know like i look back i'm at an age where i do shit where i look at movies and then i i have to go and imdb and and say oh fuck how old was bill murray when he did rushmore yeah. right and he was i'm fucking four years older than bill murray was when he did rushmore and he looks like an old man in that movie <laughs> But you look good. You look good. Don't worry. I mean, you know, you don't have the dyed beard, right? I've got, oh my God. <laughs> that the day we wrapped was shaved off. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just funny when like when I posted it, we're like, you got dyed beard on. It was like everybody was already in on that name. He had me dye it for Suicide Squad too, but it was yeah. it's never mentioned in the movie. And I was just like, why the fuck am I walking around with a dyed beard? Part of it was because the actual character of John Economist in the yeah in the comic books had a, a dark beard, and um, I guess that was why. But it finally, at least, it's referenced in the in the TV show. Yeah, and it was uh, it was a it was a it was a good scene too because not only did you do that, you also made Batmite canon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, James did. James made it. Yeah, canon I know. Writing, but yeah, it's we live in a world where Batmite exists. Now. 
I know. It was just like, because uh, I remember seeing like people talking about it on the timeline. And then I, you know, I, I watched the first episode yesterday and then the, the uh, two and three today. And then when you just mentioned it, just, I mean, that's what I like about some of this stuff too, is the fact that, I mean, you could just mention something and then it's just, all right, you just mentioned that there it is. And then everybody's it talking exists. about it. You're, yeah. It just, uh, everybody posts like images of it and yeah. like, oh, this is Canon scan. And then of course, James on, on Twitter was like, Canon. It's totally canon. When, yeah, and I'm sure the people at DC are like, God damn it. Now <laughs> and, and yeah, it's it's every time he brings somebody like that into the script, I, I'm like texting him going, real comic book character, or did you make that up? And usually <laughs> it's like real or based on something real, like Nathan Fillion's character in Suicide yeah. is not. I don't in the comics he's not called the detachable kid he's called arm fall off boy which is crazy sounds sounds like a band name to be honest yeah it totally yeah. does yeah arm fall off yeah, boy like fallout I mean. arm fallout yeah. boy yeah exactly it's like a parody of fallout boy right there but i also read too that you uh you also were in like some bands too as well right i play yeah it's it's the it's the reason I came to LA was I wanted to be a musician and play in bands. And yeah. I got here and like, after, you know, six months, I was like, Jesus Christ, there's more fucking bands in LA than there are actors Pretty more much. than there are comedians. And, and for a band to work, you also have to make it work with four other people, five other people sometimes. And it's just like, that's hard enough to do on your own, make a career. Yeah. And then, trying to do it with people as you're growing older and you know, your personalities are changing is like next to impossible. Seriously. I mean, I, I can only imagine like, and you basically were like, what, like metal bands and all that. Yeah. A lot of punk and yeah. yeah. And hardcore and metal. And yeah. What were some of like inspirations? Um, I really, I was into like buzzcocks and, um, not so much. My favorite band in the eighties was Oingo Boingo, and there's nothing metal about that. That's like <laughs> really like Danny Elfman, yeah. new wave pop, you know, pop punk. Like it, it, that was crazy shit. And it was, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't into all the, like the hair metal that like is in the Peacemaker soundtracks. Like seriously, most, right? Most of those bands I've never heard of. There's some the only one I was I mean I remember they they, they emphasized Cinderella and I was like oh I'm no Cinderella but yeah there were yeah. some of those where I was like I don't know who that is <laughs> and you know now there are some dudes sitting around in their apartments who are just like holy shit we're on TV yes. did you see that thirty fucking years right right TV. that's our song that's our song we made it guys yeah John yeah. Cena is dancing in his underwear to us <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, we've definitely made it, man. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, I, I was I was never big on the hair bands either. And I was like always like a Metallica, Pantera. I mean, those guys yeah. were more of like uh, you know, the 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 anti-hair bands, I guess you could say, even though they had a lot of hair too, but it was like not glamorous, not glam rock. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. pink and purple and no. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's what I always kind of uh even like when it came to 
going getting into the 90s and the grunge era came and it was like nirvana and pearl jam and all that you know allison chain that was my era man nirvana yeah that was oh no that's okay yes right behind you i was like i was looking right there i mean i saw the stripes uh poster right behind you noticeable but then i was like there it is black Black sabbath Sabbath right there 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 you go my friend chris gaffaro took this photo no shit in his bathroom he still lives in the same apartment in hollywood um he's he's photographed a lot of rock bands it was his thing in like the 90s so they went over to his house for a shoot and there's photos of them in his alleyway and a bunch (laughs) in that bathroom and he was just like yeah you want this i was like uh yeah dude (laughs) of course jesus christ yeah i mean when it came to the grunge uh era i mean it was like it was nirvana for me i mean it was funny because i mean i'm like i'm I'm 38 so you know i was like i grew up in that but i it was funny because when the foo fighters came out i was i just was like oh that first song came out i was like oh this is great and then my brother's like oh you realize that's a drummer to nirvana i went huh okay and then i started listening to nirvana i went oh this is great and then i listened to more that of everything like that and just that was you know growing up it was that alternative grunge kind of music right there was definitely uh, my jam but yeah i mean foo fighters all-time favorite band dave girl yeah yeah but um happy birthday i think birthday oh yeah wasn't his birthday like 53rd birthday today either today or yesterday yeah something like that man and that guy you see him on stage you go what you're how old you're running around like you're you know like you're 15 older than i am yeah it's crazy (laughs) dude i mean like (laughs) i know i know you do that thing where i mean even like uh yeah i do that same thing too and i'm like how old is such and such and you just kind of go like oh shit oh man you get to that point but uh no i love uh i love uh uh dave Grohl. i mean obviously that guy's just there's just something about that guy where he's just He's got a presence to him. I mean, I've seen the Foo Fighters, I don't know how many times. And it's and just a like positive energy like nobody else, man. And nobody talks bad about him. You never like yeah. you never hear like really anything bad about the guy. It's like everybody always just raves about how like he's like the nicest guy in in, in rock, pretty much. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, he's like that. So so obviously, okay. So you went to LA like as you were uh you said 19 years old, right? That was my first trip to L.A. I went with a friend to watch some bands play, but I moved to L.A. in 95. Okay, in 95. And then just kind of just grinding it, just doing writing gigs. I met a girl who was taking classes at the Groundlings, which is a popular improv and sketch comedy theater. And I was like, fuck, this, yes, this is what I want to do. And I I had known about the Groundlings, and I had already been doing stand-up a little bit, and that was it. I started doing comedy at the Groundlings and um, yeah, never looked back. It, it was yeah. meeting that girl was the the best thing that ever happened. There you go. And you never did like stand up. It was mainly just what improv stuff. I did a lot of stand up. I, I still yeah. do. Um, okay. But yeah, I was, I had it in my head at whatever I was like 26 or yeah, about 26. I was like, I want to be on Saturday Night Live. That's it. That was right. my focus. And I know they get a lot of people from the Groundlings or from Second City. And I'm like, well, I'm not in Chicago. This is it. So I poured my life into that theater for like five years, um, but never stopped doing stand up really. Okay. Yeah. Because I know like sometimes it's like, 
either, you know, you ha- it's either just the stand up stuff or sometimes people shine more when it comes to like being in a group and doing the improv act, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, there's even like, you know, I, 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 at one time I had that dream too. It was like, man, it'd be awesome to be on Saturday Night Live. You know, me and my buddies would make stupid sketches and everything yeah. like that. But I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that's a hard gig to get. It's a rough one. It's a tough one to get, man. Yeah, when you hear some of those stories, even from, you know, the veteran guys, they talk about how, you know, getting that gig. And then sometimes maybe some of them didn't even have like the greatest time, but then some of them had a fantastic time um, with it, you know. And I I think there's even a new podcast coming. I haven't listened to it yet, but I think David Spade and Dana Carvey have a new podcast. I forgot what it's called, but they're going to be there. It's they're going to be basically talking to talking about. Saturday Night Live, essentially. Holy they shit. had. Pri- I would love to hear that. Oh yeah, I think look up uh, like David Spade on Twitter. He posted it. I think the first episode was uh, Dana Carvey and Chris Rock actually talking Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, have you heard of that guy? Yeah. Yeah. A popular. Yeah, you know, I know he's a, hopefully he'll make a name for himself <laughs> one of these days. Yeah. Totally. But uh, yeah, no, no, I've, I've been meaning to. I want to listen to that because I'll be. It would be awesome to hear the stories from that guy, from yeah. any of those guys. From I'm sure they'll get there for sure. Yeah, I'm sure look at Sandler, Neilan, oh, yeah. you know, all those guys, Myers, all those guys. I mean, when it came to Saturday Night Live, I mean, the, I, I always thought. I mean, when I was really watching it as a kid, I mean, that era with Myers, Carvey, Hartman, the Rock. Best. Sandler, Spade, and Farley. My God, I mean that was Farley. Are you kidding? Oh, me? Jesus best. Christ! <laughs> yeah. How do you? It's hard. I know. I, I when I looked at your Twitter, you even had like uh, Matt Foley, or yeah. was it Matt Foley as yeah. uh, as like your pin tweet? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's been there for forever. This is my favorite <laughs> character. <laughs> Living a den by the river. You know, it's just how do you? I mean, every every sketch, every Matt Foley sketch. David Spade is trying to just not lose his shit. The whole everybody's trying not to lose their shit. And that's what I loved about that too. Is like uh, I mean, Farley just he put his whole just everything into all his sketches and everything that he did. And and I mean, it must have just been so hard to keep a straight face. Just I can't even imagine. God, I would have loved to have met that dude. I know, right? God, he died so young. And just I, I and I always think about like what would he be like? Where would he? What kind of space would he be in now? I mean, everything. Yeah, yeah. I have always wondered that because obviously he went with Tommy Boy, Black Sheep, and you know Beverly Hills Ninja. I thought was great too. Of um, yeah. yeah, and it's like we're we're like, but then where would have would have been like in the two thousands and even now? Um, As a middle aged man, what would he? He'd be playing people's father exactly exactly yeah. i mean and i know he always struggled with a lot of things i mean I, when i watched that the, the chris farley doc and fucking oh. cried my eyes out oh, so uh, sad. dude it was like just yeah it was uh yeah but it just makes you think like where would that be guy be now with everything with yeah. would he be doing sandler movies like something you know just sure. having cameos or whatever maybe i don't know of course yeah yeah god it'd be great but um, so back to uh, okay. So let's talk about like a little bit of Suicide Squad. So you were not only obviously your character, but you also did mocap for King Shark. King Shark, yeah, yeah. Is that is that because you just like to go to work in your pajamas or what? That was the easiest gig, and that was <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got lucky. James wanted to use King Shark in it, and 
they needed somebody to do motion capture and i'm like six foot seven i'm a yeah you're dude, a tall man. dude man and so it just worked out perfectly he's like you're the right size you know he's like we're gonna put a chest piece on you and a you know a, a little That's weird true. bicycle helmet with a some eyes on it and shit and yeah you're just gonna be a reference for the actors to look at that's and cool. I mean, it's, I, th I think I worked more days on Suicide Squad than anybody else in the movie, including Margot. Like, I worked like 80 days on that movie. Yeah, because you, yeah, King Shark's in a lot of scenes in that. And then, and then the fact that, like, you know, then the character that you motioned gets to get voiced by you, you know, alone, yeah. man. With how, how early was that? Like, was that, when you guys were filming, was that already in the bag or was that just a later thing that happened? I, I knew for a long time that he wanted to do Stallone. I, he, I don't think he even asked Stallone until after we finished shooting and they were looking for a voice. But while we were shooting, he's like, just, he's like, just try and talk like, Stallone. he's like, think <laughs> like Stallone, like a slow, <laughs> slower Stallone. And I was like, all right, I'll do this. And okay. <laughs> Num -num. yeah that was it num -num. so i was like oh it's clearly gonna be stallone it's gotta yeah. be stallone it has yeah. to be <laughs> that's awesome so were you so you actually were talking in the voice like i was doing set. my best impression yeah. but yeah it was yeah and that's so it's awesome. weird hearing him do it because i'm like oh that's a much better impression <laughs> than i was doing <laughs> Like, oh shit! Really? That's actually him. Yeah. 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 Wait. That. Yeah. I was not doing it. I know. I, everybody has a Stallone in them. I mean, obviously, you know, you just gotta drop it down. Yeah, you just gotta drop it down, and then just, uh, you yeah. know, That's or whatever. You nailed it. I know. I mean, yeah, I know. Sometimes I'll just like you know, just try to just get those impressions out. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, they just kind of pop out of me right here. Uh, I got somebody that's going to be drawing the panel right here. Just a buddy of mine, Mr. Scott. What's going on, sir? Doing fine, Dave. Hi, Scott. Yeah. Hi, Steve. Hi. Nice to meet you. How are you? I'm doing just fine. What do we got going just, on in the background there? Is that? That's dark side. That's dark side right there. Okay. And are those yeah. bats above you? Do I see some bat? Uh, that's a Batman yeah. shelf. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Your, Scott, your, your movie's in there. It's right <laughs> there. There it yeah. is, right there. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but Scott just caught up on Peacemaker. How did you enjoy it? I did, it? actually, because yeah, I watched mm -hmm. episode one last night, but it got mm -hmm. so late and I had to go to work today. So then I was like, okay. I There was a really funny episode where my, uh, my five-year-old was wanting to play pretend out in the foyer, and I was like, buddy, you have to go into your room. And I just heard my wife go, Daddy wants to watch a show with some bad words that you don't need to hear. <laughs> so many bad words. So many bad words. Oh, no. oh yeah. When I recorded my little uh, uh, audio yesterday, and I was like, I was dropping f bombs more than usual. I even commented. I'm like, I just watched Peacemaker, guys. So just just to let you know, yeah. I'm dropping a lot more f bombs than I usually probably do. And that's just and I, I that's just a lot. It's a it's so yeah. fucking. It's, it's so yeah, horrible. I do. I, I don't curse as much as possible. It's embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> don't just don't do it around the you know the dinner table at I'm Christmas. Good about night. that, yeah. Parents yeah. and kids, I, I I'm good about not cursing for some reason. That's good. <laughs> but give me a fucking mic, man, and I'll. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah the 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 series is uh it's definitely. I mean, I I mean I I I wasn't like I like I said I wasn't sold on it at first, but then yeah. just kind of getting 
just um that first episode and then the end of the first episode. I mean, I don't know how many times I, I mean, we can all see, I guess, John Cena is whitey tighties is, you know, much as possible. But I mean, yeah. to see a kind of a fight scene happen, I was like, okay, that's cool. That is a dude who likes to be naked. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> all is when you see him in train wreck, he's naked on top of yeah. Amy Schumer. He's, you know, I think he did something with the Lonely Island about Le Mans bicycle racing. And I think he I, think I remember like, that. Yeah, I think he gets naked in that. Maybe like I think Bumblebee is the only time he stayed fully clothed the entire movie. A family movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of so. awkward. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, the guy's, you know, the guy is a specimen. That's for damn sure. Yeah, he has nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got veins that I didn't even know existed on a human being. Like when you yeah. see him with the shirt off, there's like a vein that goes all the way up that connects to like his chest and his neck. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's bonkers. It's yeah, it's really bonkers. But I had a question regarding the because you got to work with uh. Except for Jennifer Holland, really, you're working with a pretty much a completely different ensemble in the show than you did in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of curious about, like, what was the energy like when you're basically just stuck in, like, the, the Bell Reeve, like, op room? And then in the show, you really get to stretch out a little bit more. And I'm just kind of curious about a, those two different experiences. Abandoned video store? <laughs> yeah. Way more mellow in the video store. You know, we when we shot the the HQ stuff with Viola Davis, it was we had five days to shoot that, so it was oh, wow. it was like wow. we got to hurry up, we got to hurry, we got to move, and it, so it was a little bit stressful. This was seven months. We sh we shot for seven months, and so it was it was really relaxed and. Um, yeah, a lot less people. I mean, it was just the core group of, you know, the the squad in our video store. There weren't like extras playing other tech guys and stuff. It was just us. So it was not yeah, I I really loved it. Yeah. Did the, did the stress of having to film the suicide squad scenes in such a short amount of time did that just add to the performance of just having Viola there <laughs> being walled. Kind of, yeah, she's she's intimidating. She's an amazing actor. She's yes, very, she very serious and very like, you know, let's do this. Let's go. Let's do it. And um yeah, that plus, you know, the time restraints. And she was also working on a show in LA. So she flew out to do the five days with us and then shot him and went right back to LA to finish working. So it was like we didn't have time to fuck around at all. It was, it was insane. Wow. So time train. And when it came to the opening credits, thank you. You took the words. Yeah. Well, somebody, you know, you know, I was like, somebody mentioned that, but I was like, of course I'm going to ask Steve, how long did it take to shoot that, uh, that opening, uh, dance sequence? That was an afternoon. That was like, really? Wow. We had to rehearse. You know, we, we had like two months to rehearse it. Um, and it wasn't a solid two months of rehearsal. It was like, if you had a day off. You practiced. Uh, if you had a day off, you would go into the production office and you would work with the, um, with the choreographer, this wonderful uh, woman named Carissa Barton, who also married to Alan Tudyk. Oh, wow. And he was up there shooting Resident Alien while we were doing this. So they were in town and 
uh, we had a big rehearsal on that stage the day before we shot it, just so everyone could do it together. And, but it was a day when Cena was shooting with James. And so Alan stood in for John Cena. So there's a little trivia for you. Alan Tudyk is playing John Cena in our dance rehearsals. (laughs) (laughs) Nailing it, by the way. I'm sure. I mean, Alan Tudyk, come on. That guy, Renaissance man right there. No, yeah. When you watch that opening, that opening sequence, it's just kind of funny. It's like, I kind of wonder uh, when the discussion of that happened because it's like how do you open up a peacemaker series you know what do you do do you show like slow motion and him shooting guns and blah 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 or whatever the hell no 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 james gunn he goes number you dance he had done a dance number that was animated for the opening of super yeah i think it was for super and it much like this he used all the characters from the movie even like people with cameos and smaller characters and he really wanted to do that for this. Plus he wanted to try and do something that would discourage people from skipping through the intro. Cause all <laughs> streaming services now have, you yep. know, mm-hmm. credit start and it's like skip. And I'm always like, yep, I'm done. I've, I've heard the succession, <laughs> you know, theme song too many times. I don't need to hear it again. And yeah. this, I think people, you know, watch through it a few more times before they skip. I'll admit, I, I watch this. This one's up there with like I'm trying to think of. I watch this. I watch like the Westworld intro. Yeah. I'll, yes, I'll, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just there's something mesmerizing about the Westworld one. Oh yeah, especially that that piano music. It's like if you've got some good music and some cool visuals. And the I, weird, I, weird skeleton horse, you know. Yes, <laughs> I, I like that opening a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm okay, like, uh, that, makes, that makes sense. Because I, I was going to ask, like, what was the inspiration? I mean, obviously, the, the set has, like, screams 80s. <laughs> and I was oh, just... yeah, yeah. I, my, but even, Miami like, Vice. very Miami Vice. I was kind of curious about, like, th- was there any discussion with, with the actors about, like, the dance? Like, with the dance move? Like, was it, were you given, like, the inspiration for, like your particular dance moves i'm just kind of curious no it just i mean when we got the scripts it was written in you know there would be a cold open and then it would say you know you know fade fade to or cut to opening dance credit or dance scene and i I, the first time i was like what the fuck is this (laughs) and um yeah it's i was just like i don't dance this is uh I, I already knew. I was like, this is going to be the biggest headache because I'm going to have to be coordinated and have rhythm and rehearse a lot, which I did have to rehearse a lot. But, you know, they broke it down into groups of two or three. It was never until the day before we shot it. It was never everybody at once. Uh, I don't hmm. know what his inspiration for it was. I think it was James loves doing weird shit like that. He's like, yeah, we'll just have a, a dance number. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll have a dance number. I think he just likes to dance. I mean, I remember like what uh, opening yeah. of Guardians Two. He's basically uh, uh, he's Groot doing the whole dancing thing. I mean, that we've yeah. seen that video, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not like he's super coordinated, you know. No. But you know, he's but he stream of consciously just dance, <laughs> and that's kind of what this was. It was very loose. It was, I mean, there's definite dance moves in it, but it was. 
you know, Carissa came up with the whole thing. And as, as far as I know, she would figure out dance moves and she would make Alan do them. She would film him doing them. And then she would send them to James going, what about this? And mm -hmm. James would be like, yes, use that or no, don't use that. And, um, so yeah, out there, there somewhere, there's a bunch of video of Alan doing all of our dance moves. Oh, wow. Uh, that screams Blu-ray special feature to me. I'm just, just uh, saying, you know, fingers. I would yeah. love to see it. I haven't seen it. Or that, I mean, or, 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 you know, he's just going to post it on Twitter or something like that. Or, but yeah, <laughs> that that. Sounds, yeah, he would totally yeah it seems that. like, you know, you know, James Gunn's pretty, at, he's pretty active on Twitter. It's called extortion, Dave. It's called extortion. <laughs> it's called is that what that blackmail. is? Blackmail. Yeah. Blackmail. I got you, dude. That's right. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, even there's a couple other times where you kind of do some dance moves too. You know, when I, that I, I said tonight, I'm like, that's what happens when you don't have Carissa Barton, Corey. <laughs> you have me fucking doing weird, whatever shit. Like, I just, just like, and I was having an asthma attack while we were doing it. Just, <laughs> I don't know how they did this, but like that scene where I'm beating up Judo Master with the tire iron, it was completely snowing. I don't know. I mean, what? Clearly, what? they must have digitally fixed it, but it was. That was the coldest night of our oh, whole series, and it was fucking snowing. the The car, the Mercedes, when I'm walking by it after every take, they would have to get a, a brush and brush all the snow off of the car. No shit. Fucking it brutal. does. It. I mean, it looked like it was like you know, kind of cold, yes. but no, it, it wasn't was like freezing. The lake shit. where there's a lake where peace, you know, where Peacemaker and Harcourt have you know, the sniper rifles and there's like a lake yeah. between them and the house that lake kept freezing over and they would have to break up the, the ice that we all Holy. shot all that stuff on that same night. And it was, it was really cold. I think, I think I saw something on Jennifer Holland's Twitter talking about the scene where she shoots the bodyguard and like, she was like, yeah. it was freezing. It was freezing. Yeah, it was cold. Wow. Where, where's the, where's it being shot at, by the way? I don't even, I don't know if I know. We shot the series in Vancouver. Yeah. A lot of the stuff, the the head our headquarters is in a little town called i want to say cloverdale which also i don't know if you guys ever watched um the lonely island uh, movie hot rod mm -hmm. yeah there, there's a scene where it's just this really bizarre scene where the our heroes are walking down the street and the yeah. whole town starts to gather behind them and then yeah, there's a riot kind of like, yeah when some guy throws a trash can through the window <laughs> the building he throws the trash can through is the is the office that's right next door to our video store. So no shit, wow. He's been in like a million TV shows. Um, yeah, nobody I knows it. They they shoot the new Superman and Lois thing down there too. But oh wow, yeah, it was it, it's like an hour outside of Vancouver. So yeah. okay, so is that like Smallville? Is that what it stands in for? <laughs> I yes, yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like Cloverdale and Langley and yeah, I had no idea British Columbia was so vast. <laughs> it's funny though. I will say this as a nerd who's watched enough genre television growing up, you start to recognize Vancouver after a while because you're like, that's what's so impressive. I think for peacemakers, that I was like, okay, you couldn't have made me believe that was Vancouver because I've seen between things like every, you know, 
Arrowverse show in the CW, but I also grew up watching like Stargate SG One. I have seen so much Vancouver in my both, life. Both dead Deadpool's are in Vancouver. Yep, both dead Deadpool's. Yeah. The, in fact, the hospital in our first episode, the very first time you see Cena leaving the hospital, that hospital. That's an abandoned mental institution. Yeah. Oh wow! Yes, I've heard about this. Supposedly haunted. They they shoot a lot of um, Riverdale in there, and, and okay, on anything that has like a school or you know a library or a hospital usually shoots in that building. Jeez, so that building gets a lot a lot of use, I guess. Huh? Oh no, I've I've so. actually now that he mentions it, I. I've seen shows like he, I know that story he just said. I was like, Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. it's like in everything, <laughs> the exteriors too. Cause it's like really old. Like they shot a bunch of, I think butter, the butterfly effect shot there in the, in the, Oh buildings. wow. Yeah. Oh, God, that movie. I haven't thought about that movie in a long I time. I hadn't thought about it until I was like, what else is shot here? What else shot there? Butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. Okay. Yeah, that was a movie. Like, I mean, I, I love the crazy time travel type movies, and you know, especially the ones where it doesn't require an actual machine. It's just like you know, Mentally, something. Yeah. yeah, you know that that always intrigues me too. But I mean, I mean, it, that movie when that movie came out, I was like, I was blown away by that movie. And the fact that it was like, oh yeah, Ashton Kutcher, you know, he 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 he's got some chops. He's not just played the dumb dumb, you know. You right. know? Yeah. yeah, he's not too shabby, not too yeah. shabby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. But um, uh, Steve, like, is there anything like, uh, like, is there future projects that you uh, that you're working on right now, or is it just strictly? No, I'm just I'm sitting here hoping we get a season two. You know, I think you will. It seems to be doing really well. The reviews are great, and um, the response has been good enough that I, I think we'll get one. So, you know, contractually, I'm not allowed to do a ton of stuff while we wait to see if we get a, a second season. So, you know, I, I, I did just finish shooting a, um, a Guillermo del Toro horror Ooh. anthology up in Toronto about three oh. months ago. Ooh, nice. Cabinet of Curiosities. It's for Netflix, and he's just producing it, and it's all different casts each episode, different director each episode. I did an episode. I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but I'll say that it was with Panos Cosmatos, who directed Mandy. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, there's, there's some great people involved with it who I don't know if I'm allowed to say but <laughs> i'll be I'm, I mean, sure it wouldn't, I'm sure it wouldn't make a difference because it's so stacked with so many actors you know from all the different episodes but uh that was really fun sounds fun i know like uh, uh del toro just had nightmare alley that just came out and scott and i we've nerded out about we've nerded out hard we, about that about how we love that movie i mean that I guy seen it. i really want to see it if you, you like film noir you're going to eat it up like candy it is fabulous so it. it's so well, uh, so well acted. Uh, the cinematography is fantastic. It's got that Del Toro feel to it, like that aesthetic that he always yeah, creates. Yeah. And, and yeah, and then you just, I mean, the, the, the performances, I hope it gets recognized as much as, and there's like a, I guess in Hollywood, they're doing like what the, the noir, like black and white version, which I'm like, ah, can I see that? I want to see a black and white version. I would love that. Did, did you guys, where did you see it? Where'd you watch it? I, I just saw it at the the Marino Valley Mall Parkins right here. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at like the 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 
the local the local movie theater that has like the leather recliner seats i it came out the same night that spider-man came out so i was literally in the theater with two other people i'm like i'm okay with this (laughs) it's like having the movie dude that is really smart especially with everything that's going on now was it like one of those ipic theaters that also serves food and yes yes i love that shit i know isn't that great sadly sadly though the marino valley harkins not quite there yet no you're not gonna get that oh no this one's got this one's got the leather recliner uh, reclining with the heated seats and yes they'll bring the food to you heated yeah heated shit and he lives in alabama so i live in alabama so it's fine and then and then there's a bar where you know they won't deliver your alcohol to you have to order it's alabama you have to order alcohol but at least you can get it with you to your seat and you know that's enjoy not bad. It. i i like that i also you know i you know i was spoiled the very first time i went to an alamo draft house i was like oh we can eat and get you know booze and like <laughs> they're really particular about how people act in the theater and i love i love movie experiences like that man Oh, I know. Yeah. The Harkins in Redlands, though, that's the new one where it's like, oh, there's booze, there's food, there's oh, everything like cool. that. Yeah. So I, I, I most of the time I'm always like, I'm going to go over that way because, you know, I like a little drinky drink or something like that when I'm watching yeah, yeah. and recline as opposed to the Harkins over here in Movau where it's like Redlands is a pretty good, like hip little yeah of the inland empire man it really is no yeah. no man i mean i love it i mean yeah i was trying to when i was moving around i was like trying to get back there but the apartment i was trying to get to she, the landlady was like oh we're still waiting on this other person and i'm like i will give you the money now yeah. and then you know it was just like one of those things and then it was like she just getting back to me so i was like all right i'm just gonna take this this place right here i mean i don't mind it it's it's nice and i of course got a movie theater like literally a minute and you know six seconds away so it's not Marino too shit it's got everything you need man you really do it really Best does Buy. it's got costco it, it's, it's got, got everything. a mall it literally has everything it really you, does. you're, you're describing my town I, I love it it's like yay i'm the goal <laughs> so you have a town too? yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah totally yeah merino valley has everything and stuff like that uh but it it's got everything it really does even the shooting anyways um yeah yeah, steve i don't want to keep you i know like you probably you know i I know we said like a half an hour you stayed for about an hour so you know if you want to wrap it up yeah this has been great all this stuff yeah 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 and uh you're welcome back anytime i mean Let's Peacemaker season two. I mean, I think it's going to happen. It sounds like, you know, a lot of people were talking about it, you know, fingers, weather. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And, um, you know, I mean, who knows when it comes to um, another Suicide Squad, you know, maybe that'll happen. For too. That. I mean, I, I like any kind of DC extended universe. I'm a big DC fan. And so, you know, I would love to see, you know, people from Suicide Squad interacting with Justice League. You know, there you go. the universe is a well of like stories and characters like i mean way more than i think marvel had even well i think that's i mean that's always the lure that we had you know especially like scott and i you know a lot of us here like especially like when i have people on the panel we're i mean we're more dc fans than marvel you know we definitely are we've always been like that and then of course we're like a big push for the the snyder cut and that I all snyder man i'm a well, big I know. Snyder fan. Yeah. i know we'll get you you know Looking get you in... to rebel moon 
I know. I was about to say, I was like, yeah, get to like, hey, Snyder, we got, you know, got somebody right here. I yeah, mean, you're six foot seven. My, my friend Sophia's like nailed the lead uh, in Rebel. Oh, Rebels. so you know Sophia. Fucking great. She's going to be great. She's, she's a badass. I know. Yeah, she she, I've, yeah. seen, I've, seen the, I've seen her movies. She's, yeah. Yeah, she's got Trek, I mean, fucking Kingsman. Like she's. Dude, she's Atomic Blonde. Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> She's got it going on, man. She's great. She'll be, I know. she'll be awesome. When that was announced, everybody collectively went, Oh, yeah, that's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, I mean, that's one thing that Zach knows very well is who to cast. Like, you're like, when he's like, All right, we're going to get a female lead. All right, well, Zach's, I mean, you look at Sucker Punch, you look at anybody, you know, I mean, he just, he knows like who's going to fit well with his story. And then when, he's when great. Sophia was uh, cast, it was just like, all right, we all just collectively went, yep, yep. Yeah, That's I'd perfect. love to see him doing some more DC stuff, but I, I, I'm looking forward to this. I, th I think he'll, he'll do awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he definitely will. But uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Steve, for uh, dropping by. Uh, oh, drop pleasure. by again. We'll talk some more DC stuff, and yeah, let's do it. You know, and everything. So, uh, but I appreciate your time, man. It was a lot pleasure. of fun. Have a great, have a great right. weekend. Yes, yes. For sure. Steve G, everybody, peacemaker. Peace. Catch it on peacemaker HBO Max. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. That's uh, appropriate, actually. That's inappropriate, especially with uh, with uh, with everything that was, uh, especially with watching and stuff like that. What a nice dude. What a nice, very ooh. nice guy. Yes. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was funny too because um, you know, I was like, I, I when I when the name came across the desk, I was like, who is this guy? Oh yeah. You know. Oh, it's the. It's that, you know, it's, and the fact that he was also, he mocapped King Shark in the Suicide Squad. I thought that was pretty great, too. Like, I mean, to be a character in the movie and then also mocap another character, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he would appreciate the fact that, you know, he worked so many days. I'm sure his contract just, you know, you know some some contracts, you know, the more you work, the more you get paid. You know, we know that works sometimes, but, you know. <laughs> So, but yeah, I finished watching the the last two episodes like right, right before jumping on here. So, what were you, I haven't gotten to watch your review? What was your overall? Th okay, uh, did you do a did you do a video already? Yeah, I did a video. It, it was funny too because I uh, um uh yesterday I watched the first episode and then I was gonna go see Scream and but I wanted to make a, a stop first because. Uh, I wanted to make a stop at, cause I got a gift card somewhere and I was like, Oh, I'm going to stop at that place and, you know, get some jeans that I need or something like that. And then I wanted to get some dinner. So I was like in a rush. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't watch all three episodes. Couldn't watch all three episodes. And, uh, and, uh, so then when, um, when, uh, when I did my review, I just did like a little Patreon little like, eh, you know, I was like, at first I was like, you know, I'm easing into it. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. It's peacemaker for, for shit's sake. So I was like, you know, but the way that the first episode ended batshit crazy, you know, and I dug it. <laughs> I was like, I kind of, I dug it. And then when I watched the two episodes today and then I did my full review, I was like, I went after the third episode, I was sold on the, on, on this idea because there was just, just what, cause the whole time we're kind of like how Peacemaker is, what is happening? What is going on with this? Cause he's very much not in the know of things. Yeah. 
and then you get that reveal of certain things. I think episode three was just like, it just kind of, okay, so this is what's happening right now. And there was a funny, a super funny exchange that happened in that basement, you know, and that I, I and I've gotten a couple belly laughs. Does it all land? No, no, no. But it does I, I will say, though, it, it's gotten I'm not sure if I'm getting inoculated to it as it goes on or it's just landing better for me because I definitely I, my enjoyment of episode three was definitely the most start to finish i enjoyed one of the episodes because both episode one episode two would have like these extended sequences of humor that just wasn't for me um i'm trying to think Uh, it was definitely in episode two it was like the vigilante peacemaker sequence where he like shows up outside the window like that just went that one was just like stop just 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 stop (laughs) yeah yeah, sometimes but, like the bits don't go, but there will be like subtle jokes that just go. Oh, I just all of a sudden just, I just go, what? And I'll have to rewind him. Like, did he just? He just? Oh, that's all right. It's the subtle jokes that get me more than the in-your-face jokes. Oh yeah, very, very, very much so. Yeah. And as a DC fan, there have been some like, just like blinking, you miss it references to things that I'm yeah. like, oh, that's a thing now. Like, mm-hmm. like. Uh, Harcourt mentioning the DEO, you know, it like I was the DEO, and then Argus, I went, the DEO is a thing now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some things. Yeah. And then, like, I, you know, wanted to bring up, I'm like, uh, you know, basically Steve's character, you know, he, uh, I mean, it's not a spoiler anymore because it was all over the place. It's like, oh, yeah, Batmite. You, you, you kind of can't. <laughs> I mean, at this point, Man, I was getting there was there was I saw the video of the opening title sequence before I even had a chance to get home from work because people have no chill. And I'm just like they don't. Yeah, they don't. (laughs) But what but what I will say about this is that I I was I started the I, I was going to watch the show out of a sense of really obligation like yeah this is what i do i kind of have to i have to watch it but i will say right now that while i'm not loving it i'm also not hating it and i'm finding enough to enjoy and i feel like as the series goes on i'm like i find it maybe gaining its footing a little bit more as yeah. as, the, as the episodes goes go on, on. Yeah. yeah that's um, kind of that, I'm, I'm with you on that because you know, I, I even I even told him I was like, I know I wasn't sold on it at first, but it, it, I also saw that James Gunn interview where he goes, yeah, everybody wanted me to do Bloodsport or Ratcatcher. But I'm like, no, 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 that's the obvious one. It's like, no, go for this guy because he and then even Steve said it. He goes, he was exactly the same from the start, to the finish of the Suicide Squad. He didn't progress. He was still I mean, you maybe saw a little bit where he was like hesitant, but. He was essentially the same guy from start to finish. When he got, as, and I said this on DC Squadcast when we did our review of the Suicide Squad, because you got to remember, I surprised myself how much I really enjoyed the Suicide Squad. Suicide like, Squad, yeah, yeah, and but I remember when it got to the end when there was the face-off between Peacemaker and Rick Flag, and then between you know basically once that turn happened. Mm-hmm. Where you went, oh, you're that douchebag. Yeah. Um, 
I was enjoying Peacemaker as a character more than I did the rest of the movie. And then this show, I don't know. It's like, I just feel like Cena's having a good time. He definitely is. Cena's having a good time, and that's allowing me to have a good time. A good time. Yeah. There's just something about him and the way that he does everything but we got some people backstage we got the geek first boys right here we got kirkland we got travis and we got taylor oh um, boys what happened? <laughs> oh, i was like there's no uh camera right there but hey, <laughs> what's happening guys taylor you slipped up look at us we're all representing yeah. our jerseys yeah, here. i didn't on? get that memo <laughs> what are you even wearing what what's going on? No, no, no. Hey, but you know, it's a pretty cool shirt, so we'll forgive you for that. It's fine. <laughs> I, I have to say something. It was a couple weeks ago. Taylor, we were doing a podcast, and Taylor rattled off the links at rapid speed. I was like, Why are you going so fast? He says, Well, when we were on vodka stream with Scott, I want to be more like him, and my heart just broke. <laughs> my heart just broke. I'm like, you want to be more like Scott? What's going you on? You roll but- your plugs off the tongue so well, <laughs> I'm aspiring to be like that. Dude, this guy. I- I seek to be a role model to others. It's it's it was it was a goal, and I I'm Taylor. Thank you, thank you. That 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 warms my heart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It disappoints his though, right? Of course. Yeah, he's supposed to be more like me, but you know, it's it's a good thing. Scott's has a good, well-oiled ship over there. I don't know. Do you oil a ship? I don't know. But whatever you do to ship to keep <laughs> Probably it Probably oil going. something. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of moving parts. There's, there's, a lot of move, there's a lot of machines to get oiled, <laughs> exactly. you know. Yeah. Chat, there's some gear, a lot of gears. Yeah. yeah. If you have a boat or you know anyone with a boat, do you oil anything on the boat? Because it has to have happened, so. Oh, it does. Oh, I can tell you. It does. As someone who, ha- who I have family members who have boats, you absolutely do oil things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's not get too naughty here, guys. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, no, we're we talking, were talking about, about Peacemaker. Yeah, I, don't yeah. think I know. Naughty is even an option. Yeah, have you guys have you guys watched Peacemaker? I just finished the third episode, actually, nice. like five minutes ago. Yes, I'm uh, I'm quite liking the show. Okay, Travis. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it as well. I watched all first three, and uh, it kind of like what you guys were talking about. I it's funny that Steve was talking about SNL. It feels like that where sometimes one bit doesn't really work for you. you go, okay, that's all right. And then the next time you are laughing, I agree more of the subtle stuff works. But I think if John Cena wasn't so bought in, I don't know if I would be enjoying it as much, but he is just having such a good time. But uh yeah, <laughs> th- th- that I when I was watching, I was like, okay, I'm very excited to what the show's gonna be probably gonna be similar to the movie. But when those opening credits fired up I was like, oh man, this is this is going even more ridiculous than I thought. And I absolutely love that because why not? We got so much comic book content out there in the world. There's going to be you have to have some sort of variety, right? So I'm in, I'm with Scott when he said he enjoyed the third the most. That's exactly where I was. So it left me in a good place mm-hmm. of okay, I'm getting pretty excited for episode four when it drops next week. So, I mean, I can say this: I have I'm enjoying this more than I enjoyed this last season of Titans. <laughs> yeah, that was a <laughs> tough one to get through. True. Yeah, that was yes. a tough one to get through. And yeah. and Taylor, how are you feeling about it? Uh, I am an episode and a half in. So I'm like, okay. uh, wow, get through. Through. There you go. I know, Travis, you're surprised. Well, this <laughs> a, this afternoon, you're like, I haven't seen a single thing because this man's been trying to watch Eternals and fall asleep three times now. So No, <laughs> oh, I don't know where this three's coming from. <laughs> Just once. <laughs> Just once. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm loving the show. Like it, it completely caught me off 
guard with what we were going to be getting and it's just got a lot of things like you guys were saying like did you got to rewind like did they actually say that and i'm like i'm doing the same thing yeah. like holy crap they're saying some crazy things but i feel like some things i'm laughing at like should i be laughing at this but oh 100 percent, yeah <laughs> oh, it's it's those... always gonna be that i know yeah there was like in the first episode i mean my the thing i laughed at the most was just something that was so quick and then it was just gone. And I was like, wait a minute. And I had to like go back because I was like, he, like the way that he said it while he was saying something else, I went, see, these are the jokes that I get, not the ones that are just hardcore in your face. It's like yeah. these subtle little yeah. quips that just as they're setting up something else, I'm like, that those are the jokes I'm getting. I'm laughing at more than than uh, than the actual big time jokes, I, I would say, I guess. You know, like when he's drawing, he, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, when he, well, I guess we, we won't like full on go into sports. The problem is Taylor hasn't seen it all, so it's just no, like go for it. Well, no, 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 but I mean, this was a clip that was there, like when you know he didn't, he had a, a, a sniper rifle and he didn't have the, his dove on it. You know, <laughs> he had to draw it it's on so, it. You know? see, when I he actually that, did the drawing yeah. too, like that just got me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over his shoulder, like, Where's the piece of dove? But where is it? Yeah. He's just scratching <laughs> it on and stuff. And he's all every time I draw it, it looks like a ghost. And then he just does it, and then he's just like, fuck. You know, it's just like, yeah. And then they emphasize it throughout the whole episode. Throughout the whole episode, yes. The one thing I can appreciate, because like I said, Peacemaker was not a character that was not one of my favorite characters from the Suicide Squad. um, Was not one that grabbed me. But I will say that the way they've written the relationship between him and Robert Patrick as his father, Mm -hmm. once again, the beauty of what television can give you is you go, Oh, I get him now. Like you understand the man child that he is when you realize that that asshole is his dad. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I think that was what surprised me, honestly, like going into it. um, I had seen obviously Suicide Squad and then just like the trailer leading up to it. But when just in that first episode, their dynamic, I feel like, oh, this is completely different than what I was expecting. And it's it's fun because it just it peels back some layers on the character that is peacemaker and like what made made him think this way and you know you throw his dad dynamic in there and yeah just the ending of episode two it was like holy shit okay this oh, is where geez. we're going oh yeah <laughs> yeah it got to a point where like oh I, you kind of knew that there was something there was yeah something that he like what where's he gonna play and then i love the fact that you know there's certain characters like Lincoln like, and the how, how he get kind you know he gets arrested is pretty funny like it's just kind of funny how that rolls out but then all of a sudden when you see him in prison and then you go oh wait a minute this guy yeah. this is not his first rodeo at all yeah. and then when they yeah, the and you're like oh shit so this is going to be something are we going to have uh father son <laughs> clashing kind of thing here you know it's it's gonna be something interesting and i love the fact that it's robert patrick Come it's on, robert, robert patrick yeah fucking a man well Absolutely. and the thing i found funny about that like i didn't uh really cue into it to a couple weeks ago but john cena's first ever movie was the marine and robert patrick was the That's villain right on that movie. Yes. Yes. it's yeah. so it's like a really cool like full circle life thing of john cena's first movie role against playing up opposed robert patrick and here he is as the dad and i liked how they played him because i wasn't sure oh is he just like the inappropriate comedic dad and that's why i thought first okay he's saying some very racy things especially nowadays in age and then when you go to it more you're like okay this makes a lot of sense because even in episode one when they're just saying like yeah the people online are saying you're racist and peacemaker's like i'm not racist and then he's like <laughs> that one janitor is like oh well you know when you look at the statistics of the people you've killed it, 
the white people are very low in this category. So I just <laughs> feel that justice. So, and it also makes sense, though, that if he is possibly coming from something I'm sure we'll learn more of that does stem yeah. from some racism, why the like online people just assume like, oh, you're like your dad. So that that stuff that the things that were going down episode three with him questioning himself, that's on the same thing as Scott that I, I liked John Cena being, you know, peacemaker out loud he's having some fun okay but when they did that turn that's like okay this character is very interesting now we're kind of getting the 180 because he's kind of maybe turning the other way and I, I hope it's done well because i liked for the most part when he was having some doubts especially in episode three he it wasn't really too comedic vigilante who's always comedic came in and was comedic but he was it felt like john cena's legitimately suffering from ptsd and oh, yeah. I, I i really i i hope that continues and it doesn't get cut down with a joke so yeah, because yeah, the vigilante character, that's that's right now that's the character that I'm like, burn it with fire. Like that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, like there yeah, there's a couple of scenes where you kind of go like, What is this supposed to be here? You know? But then, you know, when you had that scene like in the basement, I guess you could say I, I, I actually really enjoyed that whole scene to be honest. I thought I it did was too. I, I will Yeah. I thought it was funny and then it was interesting <laughs> because it, it made like because you know we're also in not in the know as much as Peacemaker is of like what the fuck is a butterfly? Mm -hmm. What the fuck is that? And then so we're I like the fact that they structured it with okay, the audience is not gonna know what a butterfly is just like peacemaker so then now we're like learning with him and then when we see a little hint and then the way that episode three ends you go oh shit this is this is going to be something this is going to be something interesting i don't know how many episodes are supposed to be did anybody know the eight in total i, I think. think it is eight okay. but i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna double check that yeah okay. so if it is we got about five more weeks and that to me could be a good size because i think that was a big discussion this past year with some of the disney plus shows where people would say oh the marvel netflix being 12 that was too long but disney doing these six that's maybe too short and i think eight is sometimes a really good in between the sweet spot yeah, yeah exactly it and is it is eight by the way okay february okay. 17th will be the final air date mm -hmm. of the that'll be the finale there you go so yeah no i i think that's good and i'm i'm very curious to see when it ends, because obviously Steve is talking, I'm sure they, of course, too, are hoping for a season two. I'm interested to see what the numbers are, but I'm interested to see when this ends. Is it a definitive, like, oh, you could end it here and you wouldn't need a season two? Or does it end very, you know, open-ended, whether it's post-credit or setting up something for him? Uh, it will be curious to see, but I hope it kind of is like uh, gives Peacemaker a good full circle. And if we have another adventure with him, great. If not, then maybe we'll see him kicking around in some sort of other DC project, so... Yeah, and I'm wondering like what else is gonna like be open up. Like, I mean, when it comes to stuff like this, and I know some, you know, a lot of people take the cape shit stuff too seriously. No, that, you know, no, not at all. Right? It doesn't happen. <laughs> um, I, yeah, Jesus. Um, but when it comes to like this, I mean, I even said in my review, I'm like, you know what? What where universe does this fit in? I mean, I'm like, I'm like, this is a parody of itself. It's. I would say it almost even fits in the Harley Quinn animated show. Yes. Something yes. else, you know, and because they're going to be making jabs at all the other heroes. And it's like, you know, and if that's not your bag, that's not your bag. Um, um, but I'm kind of curious. I mean, obviously we got the Batmite thing that got, um, <laughs> you know, talked about. And then all of a sudden it's just like, what else is going to be, 
brought up or is there going to be a, I mean, there's always been rumors that a character, like there's going to be a, a cameo of somebody or multiple. I don't know who knows what James Gunn was like going to bring in. I, I think somebody talked about Bane at one point, but I think he debunked that, <laughs> which is good, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where it actually goes when it comes to this, because I mean, when it, when it comes to a character, like this, nobody knows who this guy is and it's a, a ridiculous character. You look into the, the backstory, you go, why was he dr dressed like that? And then mm -hmm. you got the first episode where they had literally talk about that. It's like, yeah, you're lurking in the shadows, but you're wearing a bright red shirt and white <laughs> pants with a shiny helmet. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It oh, was yeah, his car, funny, his though, eagle. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The eagle actually works for me more. Like, like yes. when I saw the when I saw the fandom trailer, I saw the eagle and I went, "Shut the fuck up!" Seriously. <laughs> like, oh, I was so on the other side of the spectrum. I was uh, like, "Yes, yeah, I cannot yeah. wait." You were an old sidekick. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. Do I it. was, I was not. But they played him in a way that I'm like, okay, I. And the CGI is really good on that eagle. Dude, is it really? Good. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on it, right? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's where all the budget went was into Eagly. They're like, John Cena <laughs> Had to take a pay cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have exactly. a sidekick character like that, like, you got to make him look good. Otherwise, yeah. it's just struggling for me personally watching that for, like, you know, he's going to be in every episode. Well, when <laughs> so... you have an eagle that's going to hug him, <laughs> yeah. you have to make it. You no, have I'm to sorry. Make it. The one that got me was when the eagle is sticking its head out the window with its tongue hanging it's out tongue like out. a yeah. dog. Yeah, that was the one I was like. And that's when I was sitting there going, wow, this CGI is like really good. Yeah. Like, I'm here thinking to myself, they trained a real a real eagle for this? Oh, wow. <laughs> that, is that what they did? Wow, amazing. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and bring in uh, Mr. Ray right here. Ray! Is this is this the is this the peace is this the peacemaker haters club? Oh nope. yeah, fuck that. No, show. Yeah, we're totally <laughs> yeah. hating on it. Oh yeah, totally hating. Ray, Ray, Ray. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I always forget. I didn't want to do that when I didn't want to do that when Steve was. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't do that in mixed company. It just doesn't. Yeah, in work. mixed company because I don't want to like you know jolt him like what the fuck was that. Yeah, <laughs> No, but no, we're uh, yeah, we're just talking about. You've seen it. Have you seen Peacemaker, Ray? I have. I've seen okay. all your thoughts. First three episodes. I like it. I like. I mean, I didn't think I was going to dislike it because I like the Suicide Squad. So, mm -hmm. but I I will say that the third episode's the best one. Yeah, so far. I think that's pretty much the consensus on this panel. Yeah, yep. yeah. But it, and and it wasn't wasn't that I disliked the first two. It's just story got going. Story really yes. got going, in the mm -hmm. and, and that's a thing. I was thinking about this earlier. Like, that's kind of like this been our standard. Remember when Brett and I used to do DC TV Squadcast way back when? We determined that was like just kind of a thing that happens with shows. You watch the pilot, and I can count on one hand how many pilots were like, "Wow, that blew me! That pilot was amazing. Let's keep going." Usually, especially with comic book shows, it's like. The first couple of episodes aren't that great, but then like three episode three or four, okay, all right. That happened with Gotham. Yeah, I like the first two episodes of Gotham, and then that third episode when the Dollmaker came in, I get, you know what it did? It was like for that show, it got me out of Nolan brain because <laughs> I went into the show thinking yeah. because that was the last live action interpretation of Batman you'd had, oh, yeah. and so I went into that show with that vibe, and it took me like to episode three to be like, no, this is closer to Burton. This isn't Nolan. They're not going for that. 
direction at all. And then the show like it really got good. Like after yeah, that it, it's yeah. really it's really it, it's an outlier when the pilot like like Superman and Lois was one of those pilots that went, damn, I'm in. That was yeah, an outlier. Yeah. That, that one, was an outlier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like I think nowadays when it comes to like especially when they're on streaming services, they're like, all right, you can watch the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. I think they all like right off the bat they go, hey, guess what? We're going to do it like this structure. We're going to release the first three episodes. So make sure that third episode is a good fucking cliffhanger. And, and you know what? Titan season three did that because yeah. like you watch the f- w- episodes one and two and you're like, oh, okay. And then you get to that third episode and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. You got yeah. me. Unfortunately, yeah. the rest of the season didn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. The third episode was like. Well, well, and, and, and that's like a. I think HBR Max and Amazon are really the two yeah. that do the yes. first three. Yeah. Consi- I was thinking for a while, I thought it was HBR Max. And I was like, oh no. You know what reminded me? Somebody, uh, someone brought up the boys today, obviously, Ooh, as a result. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, the boys does the same damn thing where it's yeah. the first three episodes. No, I think they, I think they established that right off the bat just to make sure like, okay, so if we're going to release the th- first three episodes, you better like have a fucking huge cliffhanger on that third and when it came to Peacemaker, it was like, oh, 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 shit. Okay, this is going to be one of those, huh? Okay, we're on. This is going to be interesting to see where they take this. Yeah. So, so, Scott, in case you haven't already told everybody else, what are the butterflies? <laughs> I don't know what the butterflies are. I, so, we're still so the, wondering what the butterflies are. So this isn't a comic thing. This this doesn't ring any bells. As far this as isn't I... ringing any of my bells. Uh, okay. Geekverse boys, you any any of you got something? <laughs> no, I, I relying was... on my DC knowledge. Scott, <laughs> really? You were there for the DC trivia? Come on, I, I, I was there the year before that. I was the one asking the questions. So <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I, I didn't look it up because I wanted to be surprised. But I feel like even what C was saying that even if it's not something tied to DC canon yet, it might be. But he might be using the butterflies as like a kind of cover for it it could just be something completely made up but uh i'm enjoying it so far i'm I'm pretty surprised at the potential size of what this threat may be that is a (laughs) that is a catastrophic amount of things potentially that could happen but yeah no i it didn't ring any bells i was searching any comics any animation i've like watched and nothing really struck a chord i mean you, you got you got a good idea of like the the sonic boom from the helmet in the first episode, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, if we're going that far with powers, yeah, on yeah. just his helmet, where the hell are we going? With this well, show? I know. Well, we also got like, I mean, the fact that there's like a whole big, huge room that has mm-hmm. different helmets. Yeah. I'm going okay. I like, totally got like, did, a, I got like a TARDIS feel from that because I'm like, it's there on the inside. I'm like, yeah, yep. yeah. I was kind of yeah. like, how is that inside the house? But I was like, but I, what I liked about it, and then of course, you know, obviously, immediately I went, all right. So Robert Patrick, the dad, he, he's got some backstory with something with like this, and then of course, episode two, we find out a little bit more about it. But which is not so great. But um, the fact that 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 Peacemaker has, you know, he has some different helmets that for different things, and you know, that I mean, to end the fight, I was wondering, I was like, how is this? little fight scene gonna end where he's in his whitey tighties fighting this meta human and <laughs> that's how he did it and it was just like and, and, and that just led to like an o- the opening of of uh, episode two 
my God. <laughs> Good thing that John Cena is a big dude because Jesus Christ, there's many times you go, oof, oh my God. I mean, obviously the stunt performers mm -hmm. too, but man, fall well, apart. That's um, <laughs> there is a moment that's where it reminded me of Family Guy. Actually, was when he kept falling oh. and falling oh, yes. and falling, and that's where I was like, oh, this feels like anytime Peter hits his knee and he's down for five minutes, and they really run that joke. Yeah, and that's what this was. He kept falling from like different amount of heights, and I appreciate that. Where again, that's stuff that that really worked for me. And thank God, eagerly threw away though when he hit the helmet. You know, like I, I was really concerned for a second because it was a big boom, and I was like, okay, good. Eagerly flew. He wasn't around, but I was really concerned for him for a moment. But uh, yeah, it, and that's what I was gonna say too. And C was talking about how he's like naked in all his projects so far that he's done with Hollywood. You gotta remember, this is a man whose career he's been in his underwear for most of his life, and then switch over to jean shorts. So he's probably pretty used to it. As like that's what he made his living on for about fifteen years was being naked in front of like thousands of thousands he's of comfy. people. Yeah. So a set of twenty people doesn't really probably doesn't bug him at all. You know. Not at all. I mean, yeah. but Jesus Christ. I mean, the fact that it just seems like he's gotten more ripped as he gets older. It's like, dude, like, what the fuck regimen are you on? I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, there's multiple things. I mean, obviously, when you see like somebody like The Rock and Jesus Christ, that guy, I don't even like, when do you sleep? When do you sleep, Dwayne? When do you sleep? You know, you're at four o'clock in the morning. You're you're posting an Instagram video. I, I, I the word sleep means the same. For sleeps him. in the back. I don't day. think so. Yeah, I think <laughs> they have some kind of hyperbolic chamber <laughs> that they use yeah. for an hour, he, and it's just it, it, but it equivalent to like eight hours somehow. He's got he's the got money like, for it. He's got like a yeah. homemade back to tank. That's what it is. Probably, exactly. yes. Yeah, like fucking Boba Well, I hope he just doesn't have a bunch of PTSD flashbacks all or the time. Or a Wookiee waking him up. Yeah, yeah. or a Wookiee waking <laughs> him up, yeah. I also want to take this opportunity to uh, call out Jennifer Holland's arms. Like, if Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, oh, God. Yeah. can we talk about that? I mean, yes. I, I, mean, I <laughs> said that in my review, too. I was all... By the way, her, you know, and that's uh, James Gunn's girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I was like, props to him because I'm falling in love. <laughs> I'm falling over. But yeah. I noticed it during the dance number in yeah, the opening title sequence. It's like which, when that door, oh, yeah. I'm just looking at her arms. I'm just like, arms. I'm like, yeah. that's, and that's then the opening of the second one where she gets woken up and then she's very much in her undies too. And it was like, whoa, all right. There's a <laughs> yeah. complete eight pack also to go with that. And she's like, she is ripped. I went, like the bar scene God. wasn't enough. It's like, oh no. Get, continue like okay <laughs> oh the bar i had someone i think i think jonathan uh tweeted me and was like scott if you haven't seen it go look i had seen it he was like dude you're gonna love the bar scene and yes i enjoyed i enjoyed the bar scene i enjoyed watching her kick that son of a bitch's ass so hard i love too yeah, because... in that sequence i feel like he like went and told his dad like oh can you believe what this this woman just told me and then he goes yeah. over what did you just call my friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, you're kind of thinking like because you know that you know obviously peacemaker is like he's gonna show up and it's like oh is, is he gonna say yeah the totally. they didn't they, i mean that's what i like when they do that misdirection it's like no he's mm -hmm. not gonna save the day she's just gonna just totally defend herself and and show that she can do all this and yeah, yeah. i mean i like her character too because she's she doesn't trust anyone like anyone <laughs> she's just always like what about you what about you she and trusts she, she no one probably shouldn't no, no she should <laughs> not and, and that's, not what, just, that's why i love her character and, and not just for like nefarious means like you know what's going on without a bio but like 
the rest of them are not really that smart. No, <laughs> like going like, like like going through, and that was another thing that hit me. Like the uh, the whole switching identity scene, I was just like, "Oh, they're all stupid." Okay, all right. <laughs> like that was just that was that moment where it's like, "Oh, they're they're all dumb." All right, all right, I can roll with this. I can totally roll with this. Yeah. Well, I mean, come yeah. on, you, you you backstabbed Amanda Waller. That already shows that you have no regard okay. for your no, own no, life. No, no I, I thank you for bringing that up, Scott, because I remember that being a major point of contention after we all saw the suicide squad and that came up on the vodka stream the whole a lot of people did not like that all of those agents weren't gunned down after the betrayal and so now here we have in this show this is this is the bullet this mission is the bullet we just don't know how it's the bullet yet but this is their cannon fodder they're complete cannon fodder at this point and we just don't know how. So interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where, yeah, where all it goes. And I mean, obviously, you know, there's certain people that are connected to Amanda Waller in a different way, obviously too. And like, there's like some curious, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting to see um, where all that in the distrust and everything and who's, you know, who's, not who they say they are i mean i'm there's probably going to be some kind of reveal with somebody that's like oh yeah i'm here because of something or blah 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 man put me here for a certain reason to do something i don't know i think there's going to be some kind of you know backstab or something that's going to end yeah. up happening because in... that particular character that's not like that's an invention of the show that's not canon. okay i was going to ask you that too if that was no because okay. actually uh, Waller's backstory that Ostrander gave her is that her family, they're from Chicago and her entire family got gunned down by like gang violence. Like, so that's okay. the, that's the reason she's the way that she is, is because she lost her sons and her husband and they all got yeah. gunned down. And she, then she became the bad mamma jamma oh, yeah. that, that she was. You actually, yeah. I, I know I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to touch a nerve here, but there's Ooh. a, but there's a uh, full, there's a flashback vision sequence about that because remember Angela Bassett played Waller in the <laughs> Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. <laughs> True, mm -hmm. yep. and there is a reference to the death of her family in that movie. Oh man, I wish that scene was in that Green movie. Lantern's canon. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Green Lantern's canon. Always. Canon. <laughs> it has been so long since I've seen that movie. Ooh, I know. I always it, forget. Revisit it, Ray. We're getting there. We're, we're we're working our way there on Squadcast movies. We are, oh, no. yeah. And wow, that's. It, but he, you know what? And that's the crazy thing is like, it, nothing against Angela Bassett, but it's like, aside from the movie itself, aside like Viola Davis is just the wall. It's like mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Oh, like, she is. No, oh, she is perfect. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and I was. I was pleasantly surprised she was in the first episode. I was like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting to see you. Great, awesome, yeah. that's cool." Yeah. Oh, that was that was like a bo that, that was like bonus points. It was oh, like, totally. Thank you. No, no, I was I was glad that they uh, you know incorporated at least her with there and within well, it. But we're, we have Mr. Steven joining uh, right now. But also help when you put her on a Zoom call. Hey. And you're able yeah. to, you know, go like, yeah, that was easy. shot in a couple it's hours. Easy. Very easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're just talking about Peacemaker, Stephen. What are you? What are your thoughts? Um, I like it. 
it's okay. uh it's be it's better than i anticipated i you you chill you <laughs> yeah no i i remember being um like getting progressively more concerned about suicide squad um as the trailers came out and then just generally like the first time it was like fun enough and then the more i watched it, it kind of fell apart but the thing that i was the most surprised about because we knew the peacemaker show was coming out um the thing i was most surprised about was that when um I saw Suicide Squad, I was like, oh, I actually understand now why this guy is interesting for a show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was kind of my one takeaway from that was like, I wasn't really a fan of it, but I was like, oh, I that could actually be pretty good. And then once again, the marketing, I was just like, I don't know if this is something interesting at all. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, and then you guys were just talking a minute ago about like the third one being the best. Um, and I, I agree. I think it's the, the distinction is I think I was I was in after like the first episode, like the first two episodes, I think are great. But at by the time you get to the third episode, you're at that point where it's like, OK, tell me where you're go. Like I'm in like I like these characters. Now go somewhere. I'm interested in this world. No, yeah. no. Give me a reason to watch it more. Yes. Like you don't need to sell me on the concept anymore. Now you need to sell me on the vision um, or the plan. And then and then episode three did that exactly um yeah. so i like um hbo max releasing these three episodes at a time mm -hmm. um because you can you can get that in your um well that's what we were kind of talking about like that i mean obviously when they do something like that it's like you got to plan ahead when it comes to like hey we're going to release the first three episodes so make sure that third episode everybody kind of goes this is where we're going and i think that's why we all collectively are like yeah episode three strongest now we know where we're going with this and we're kind of like all right yeah i'm i want to see what's happening with this and i will mm -hmm. say that with the three you know i'll take the three at one time and then one a week after that i'll take that depending on when it releases over say like a netflix model where it's like here's the entire season at one time because, oh, I'm going to get my ass spoiled in no time like that because mm -hmm. ain't nobody got time for that if it's not Christmas break or the summer for, me, for you know, my family. But I will say that some of the shows like what Disney Plus does where it's literally just one a week, that makes it hard. Like, I, I, I yeah. do have kind yeah. of a – even with Boba Fett, I, I banked two before I, before I started. Mm. Well, and those Disney Plus shows are always so weirdly paced um, that, like, I think Mando for the like, Mando did a mostly good job with pacing, um, and like WandaVision, I know people were like tuning out of that the longer the sitcom stuff went on, went on. But like, even that, they had like the first two episodes released at once. But like Mando, you had a 30 minute first episode that was mm -hmm. like, okay, I don't know where this is going. Mm -hmm. And then an hour long second episode that was like, oh, okay, here's some really cool backstory. I'm into this. And then a third episode that's like, oh, that backstory should have just been all the first episode. And like, now I don't know where you're going. It Like now you just, it, it was the opposite of Peacemaker for me where it's like the third episode ends and you're like, oh, now I just, now I, I thought I knew what the show is and now I don't. And not in a way that like got me, super more invested in it i might be different on that than everybody else but i, I well, had the, re the reverse reaction to the third episode of mando with disney plus i sometimes have a theory that they may shoot most of it as like a big movie and then figure out later where episodes are gonna be because i remember yeah. when wandavision was coming out 
I think it was Foggy or the showrunner was like, oh, we don't know how many episodes it is. And it's like, yeah. well, that's an odd thing to say when you're making a show. <laughs> like, and that's where it's like, that was a weird what, thing with, with yeah. Hawkeye. Because yes. I was watching Hawkeye and like by the time we got to the finale, I was partway through the finale and I was like, wow, this actually would have made, it feels like a, like a, like an assembly cut when you think of the entire show. Mm-hmm. It just feels like an assembly cut of the movie. And the longer that, that finale went on, I was like, wow, this is just like the most protracted third act I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. And, and, like, and sh- yeah. Well, no, I, I, I like that though. Like, you know, what you're talking about, like having episodes of a different length, it's and it, especially in Star Wars case, I, the book of Boba Fett for me is just reinforcing my thesis that Star Wars is better as a TV franchise than as a film franchise. And that's part of why, because if you do things in assembly cut length, but you're not willing to do the Zack Snyder's Justice League for hours, but you want to cut it up episodically and call it six to eight episodes, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's exactly what they're doing. I, I like that personally. But well, I like the, the different lengths too when it serves. I don't feel like it always serves a purpose though. Um, mm-hmm. is my thing. Like I think there's times when it's like 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 Mando. Like Boa, yeah. I think Mando did it great because some episodes are an hour, some episodes are like twenty minutes. But like the twenty minutes ones are like about Jawas, and the hour long ones are like <laughs> about Krite dragons, and it and it works. Um, but between the Marvel shows, I think it's it's used more effectively sometimes than it is other times, I guess. Anyways, Scott's been trying to... And it's normally what happens. Stephen has gone on. And now I have... Oh, <laughs> I will say, though. <laughs> of course you will. Of course you will. <laughs> no, wow. my... my... My, my choo-choo jumped the track, you know, about three tangents back. So. I know, right? <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Anyways. Sorry, I, I, had, to, I had to throw in a drop there. I, I, I will say, I, I am legitimately surprised. I, I was not sure, based on reaction to Suicide Squad, how many of us would like it. And I, I, I didn't think I would. I mean, the yeah. fact that I don't I hate it, told on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, that's the thing for me is that I'm enjoying it. I, I, I I'm, I, I'm not loving it, but I'm also not, you know, yeah. burn it with fire. Like it's it, it's enough to keep me watching. It makes me wonder if maybe um, Peacemaker should have been the POV character for the Suicide Squad instead of like. I guess maybe Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Bloodsport, and, yeah. And um and maybe the Suicide Squad would have been because like the maximalist approach like in a way it's more intimate, but also with Peacemaker it's just so maximalist that and the, and it works. Like that's what that's like where Gun excels. Even with like the dick jokes, it's it's almost like he's um I don't know. Like I'm not normally like a huge fan of the dick jokes, but like the show is almost like mocking the like it's it's like dick joke, dick joke, dick joke, and you're like, oh, here comes a dick joke, and there's no dick joke, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, dick joke, gotcha, and you're like, you did get me, actually. <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't think you were gonna get me, but you got me with that thirteenth yeah. dick joke. <laughs> but what what I do appreciate about the show is that because of what I expected going into it, and. I had no expectations. Like that's how low my expectations were. I had no expectations going into the show. Um, but it has moments of like real sincerity and like real seriousness that it's like, okay, you're like, you're a real show. 
you were a real show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and it helps. And Travis, you look like you've been trying to say something. So no, but what I what I will say off of that point is <laughs> no. I think Gunn, when his work is the best, he usually does sneak that in. Like I think you look at the surface of the very first Guardians, most of it for the first act is very joke heavy, very fun, very playful. It's Peter Quill with the girl that he doesn't remember the name of. But then as the movie goes on, you peel back the even Drax. I talk about two in a different light, but when you first meet him, he's just one liner, one liner, but then it gets into the family and you talk more about, he bonds with Gamora. So I think he does sneak that in there. And it's funny. We, you were talking earlier about, uh, Dave with his look and everything like that. And I think the good thing with the show, and I think Guns even said, oh, would you do a Justice League? And he said, absolutely not. With Guardians, with Peacemaker, and lots of people with Suicide Squad, he likes picking these characters because at the end of the day, no one's going to get too mad. Like, okay, some people will get too mad about this, but the real normal people, <laughs> if Peacemaker is a mess of a show, it's going to be like, oh, okay, because it's Peacemaker. You know, it's it's nothing yeah. people hold too The stakes through their aren't heart. that high. Exactly. No. Yes. So if it's not a perfect show, that's where I go, okay, that's fine. I like it enough. I'll be back next week. But if next week completely sucks, go, okay, it's Peacemaker. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's fine with me. And I think he is smart that way because he gets to play a lot more in the sandbox. Like if he was doing a bigger one of the justice league members i don't think you'd get a dance sequence opening credits you know both peacemaker no. they can do that and go oh yeah sure we don't care it's peacemaker yeah. sure well, it's, prob it's probably why I he think... doesn't want to do superman 100 percent. yeah i think that well, that's why a, he a did brightburn bit. him and his brothers were yeah. brightburn they're like <laughs> yeah. you know what let's do they were like that was <laughs> good though <laughs> killed everybody <laughs> i really liked it but yeah i think that plays a little bit into his his approach to these characters also because it's not just that they're on like lesser known characters it's he likes to find characters where there's a there's a an empathetic connection that people don't anticipate mm -hmm. um where where there's the the and i think the opening credits of the show is like the thing that a lot of people don't really get about them is is that there is a a sort of meta level of um of of drama kind of under the surface there where it's this really silly facade but like everybody is so like just super serious like like, yeah. when, like when jen holland and uh who is it that comes through the door when the door opens and they come out oh, sideways uh, and uh, like, yeah <laughs> oh man it's like, like I, I watched that like on loop a whole because well, and, and, just, and well even when like when the wife so... oh even when the wife is uh when she's dancing and she's like she's shooting birds yeah. the all right yeah <laughs> the whole but time it's just, like emotionless it's... but 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 no he's right when harcourt like that's the part that hits me in the opening was like when when harcourt and the other dudes show up i'm like okay this is great because yeah because it's just it well, especially the more you it's one of those things where like i was he said it, he was gonna abolish the the skip button or whatever and the first time i watched it i was like oh, i don't know i'll skip this the next time and yeah. then it, it's like the more times i watch it the more times i have to watch it where yep. it's just like i need to see them coming through that door just with a perfectly straight face yeah. or, or even at the end when he lifts up uh that the little dude and then judo master you know what i noticed the third episode is like John Cena is like breathing really hard. Oh, he but is. But he's yes. got a straight face. He's just like, yes, <laughs> like that. And I'm like, I just started laughing because he's breathing <laughs> so hard, but he's got yeah. a stone solid face. He, he, but he's, yeah. I think, he's breathing hard, and so is Harcourt. If you like, look yeah. at it again. But yeah. I think that was that was by design, obviously. Oh, and his yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like oh yeah, that's just because he's out of. And I think it was like fully by design because it looked ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and there, I think the whole idea is that, as with Peacemaker himself, 
and and as we're starting to see with this show there's there's more under the surface he's got this mantra he's got this you know literally the, the, he wears the helmet and the costume to dinner right like those are all <laughs> like james loves these characters like like rocket who looks like one thing on the surface and then when you start to peel it back you're like oh they're that way on the surface for like they don't want you to look under that's why he w ha drives the flashy car and wears the toilet bowl helmet because he doesn't want to talk about how much it it bothers him that he that he killed rick flag mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. he doesn't want anyone to know how much that hurt him and like that and to me that's what the that is what the whole purpose of like that entire dance sequence opening is it's this the, where it's a song and dance it's like mm, the song and dance is a, is a distraction <laughs> like it's from from the fact it that there's like actually really... something going on yeah yeah no it's gonna be interesting to see like i mean especially when after you watch the episode three you see like what's going to be coming on you know the future like they show like a preview of what's going to be happening in this season there's some stuff in there where it's like all right yeah it's gonna you know i'm curious about the robert patrick stuff too with him and you know peacemaker and his dad they established that in the first episode when like when they're just like literally just sitting at the dinner and like he's trying to like make them laugh and just try to do something and Oh, he made him but laugh. Goes, yeah, he, yeah, he definitely did. And like, I, I don't know much about that character. So I, I'm like, you know, but, but based on what you saw and what people are saying, I was like, okay, I wonder if they're really going to go in that direction with his character. And yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. going in that direction. Like, I mean, the, the prison scene was chilling. It was like, ooh. Okay, mm -hmm. that was a little heavy. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, they're gonna go with that, and then, uh, yeah, we'll get some more '80s rock music. Which, again, like some of it, I, I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Like, I love how Steve said that. He was like, I don't even know who. I, you know, he loves he, you know, just being in growing up in the '80s and whatever. I'm like, I, yeah, I only knew Cinderella. I think that's why they emphasize Cinderella when <laughs> when that whole exchange happened. Um, okay, but, yeah. I, okay, I will say that. That was one of the extended on the nose joke scenes yeah, that actually yeah. worked for me. Yeah. I, yeah. him uh, holding the married couple hostage. <laughs> it oh, that stare that they had with the yeah, wife the and him. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, what is going to progress here? Well, it, the payoff <laughs> is great later on. Oh, like, yeah, the payoff is. Believe it. Yeah. The payoff, the payoff yeah. was like, whoa. And. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, it was just like okay, all right. So I got to that point. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, when he was holding that that them hostage, I mean, and they were just bickering back and forth, and <laughs> even like even went in the interrogation room too. It's just like there was just a, you know a couple of things were like oh yeah yeah the hot guy. It's like and then apparently he was like what the fuck you know or something like that. It's just I don't know that whole yeah the whole marriage couple thing worked for me too. Travis, let, let me ask you this question because I know if I ever ask Brent this question, he'll give. I know what answer he'll give me. I want. I want your answer for this because I've had this theory uh -oh. about James. I've had this thought about James Gunn and his work between the franchises. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, he is. A, he's being given a level of freedom here with DC that he, in my opinion, was never allowed to have. In, with Marvel, even with how Guardians Volume 2 went. 
So I will say that you are right, but I'll say the unpopular opinion that I like Gunn better when he kind of has a bit of a leash on him because I think this show for me proves that I like majority of it, but there are times like someone put in the chat the butt baby joke. I hated that joke. And the <laughs> fact that we sat on that even for like a minute, I was like, please move on. And even they call back to it. So for me with Gunn, if you like him on Lee's, him with DC is the way to go. I think there is still a good creative process of him working with the team, with the Feige. And that's where I think with Guardians, it is, like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. But there might be, like, okay, we are still Disney. You're not, not going to make this butt baby joke here. Now, Guardians 2, he definitely, I think, went off the leash from somebody that likes that movie a lot more than other people. But it was still maintained. He still had a, he, if he was like a dog, he still had a backyard to be in, where DC has literally opened the fence. Like, okay, go play in the dog park. And even with Suicide Squad, I don't like Suicide Squad as much as either the Guardians movies, but he definitely has a full-on level of freedom that, and that's why after Guardians, he's done. Like, he's already said that, but we I think we knew that he'll finish Guardians, and he already has kind of hinted about two other DC projects he is working. I think he, he wants to finish off those characters, specifically Rocket, and then I think he's a DC guy for quite a while you know i think he's gonna be doing that which i really hope soon he does do something original i was a little disappointed at, between guardians 2 and suicide squad he didn't do something just unique again but if it's this and if we get another dc one i hope soon he does do something that's not an ip but hey whatever makes him happy right so no, well, no, I mean, you also knew that he that. was trying he had to get to adam warlock too so mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent, yeah that's going to be interesting. But no, no, I agree with you, Travis, because I, I, as much as I love when these directors are doing like the cape shit and all the nerd shit that we love, but at the same time, it's like, I want to see something original, you know? I, I yeah. do. I want to see something wow. absolutely original from, you know, because if you have this creativity with it, something that's existing, put your brain towards something that you just kind of came up on. You know, that's why, like, when it came to, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, when it came to, before like with slither and super and yeah. all that stuff when it came to james gunn i was like you know stuff like that yeah i like the fact that you took certain genres and you turn I it on still need to see super that, that's oh yeah you should yeah, I need yeah. to see that too uh, it's great too, it's great yeah. yeah well and that's why i'm really we at geekers really excited for there's a horror movie coming out called the black foam but it's scott derrickson's first yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. oh my yes. god that looks so good yeah that's all, that was on my top 10 list yeah, yeah, and I always think when directors kind of have like, not that he had a big conference, but he left Doctor Strange, he obviously wanted to make it. I always think they kind of feel like they have not something to prove, but they really want to show off, okay, I'm going to make something really good here. And the trailers have been good. He obviously has a good working relation with Ethan Hawke. I loved Sinister. So that's when I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see. He didn't get to do Strange 2, but now he's doing this completely original thing. And I'm I'm really excited for that. What's <laughs> funny about that, though, is like when you see like what's happening with Doctor Strange 2, you can kind of understand 100 yeah. because i think probably derrickson was like i want to do it like this and just be like a contained story that's mm -hmm. more <laughs> they're like they're like no we are bringing in everyone that we, we just called ben affleck scott yes. we need to bring them in right? <laughs> you realize you left a message on ben affleck's phone to come yeah, back yeah. As Daredevil. you realize what has happened here and he probably was like fucking i don't want to do that that's like too crazy so that's why i that's now that we know more details about the multiverse of madness which how much of that is confirmed though well i'm just saying there's no there's gonna be some cameos dude there's but you also gotta remember that they they did they did confirm that they had to rewrite yeah. multiverse of madness yes. because it was supposed to come out before 
no way home mm-hmm. right. and so you know what so that you remember that whole story about all the reshoots is like well the reason the reshoots are happening is because they basically had to go back and rewrite whole so tom cruise is in the movie as tony stark <laughs> i hope so. who knows if that's gonna be that because <laughs> that that's, that's the cabin pressure that everybody's been losing for the last week is like that's going to happen i was like okay that has come believe- up a lot, though. That that came up even a year or so ago that they were talking to him, and I don't know if it's happening. But it would be fun because he was apparently Marvel's first choice, and if you read into it, he wanted the Iron Man mask to be clear so you could see his face. So it would come down, <laughs> you'd have the suit, but every time you had the suit on, you would see Tony Stark's face, and there's like there's concept art for it and everything like that. And That's such a Tom Cruise thing. A hundred percent to be like, well, we got to show my face, uh, but well, they can't know your you can't, can't know your Tony these thrusters because I always he's got to run. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah no. right. He's got to run, I, I, and then he. I mean, to be fair to the MCU, the Matt Damon cameo was very unexpected mm-hmm. in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> was not, did not catch, did not expect that at all. I was like, oh wow, okay, <laughs> left field, all right. So, not not impossible, but but still, I I wonder. Not if... Mission Impossible. Um, uh, sorry, that was stupid. Um, no, I, I opened the door. I opened the door. You just blew it. Yeah, I know. I just further open. I just that's I all. totally. That's You're what supposed I just... to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that trailer's supposed to be coming out soon too. According to Simon Pegg, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. he said, oh, it's it's cut, it's ready. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Hmm. I mean, obviously they're gonna show a little bit of that motorcycle going out out into the whatever the canyon and then whatever who knows that fuck tom cruise is insane he likes to run and that's great if want, yeah if he uh yeah i know if uh if uh he ends up being like a crazy off the wall like yeah all of a sudden you see iron man show up in multiverse madness and the helmet opens up and it's tom cruise i don't know how the the, the theater reception will be with that that's a that's good question <laughs> That's yeah. a really good question. I don't know. That's yeah. I think they will play it in a way that you are not happy to see Tom Cruise, but in a story <laughs> way of like it's not. Oh, it opens up and it's like I feel feel like they might want you to be disappointed because I guarantee you they might just show the outfit first, and then when that yeah. thing comes up, you're like, oh, it's it's not down. That's kind of a b- dumb bummer. And I just want him to tap more into villain side because my favorite role of his of all time is collateral. Right, and right. I, thank you, yeah. thank you, so I, great. He's so no, scary but, but, in that movie, and I want more villainous Tom Cruise back. So yeah, so do I. But I think it's going to be like uh, the beginning of uh, Austin Powers three when they're doing like this crazy <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden he turns around, and it's Tom Cruise. He's yes. like, yeah, baby. No, yeah. I had that. I had a Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Because where's the drop? Where's the drop? Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I do have those drops. Yeah. Keep talking, Scott. I'll find them. I mean, because there there was an unexpected Tom Cruise. I remember watching that movie going. My wife didn't even know it was Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, that's Tom Cruise. It was like, I didn't know he was in this movie. He stole the movie. I will fuck you up. He he stole the movie for me. Seriously. Like, I, 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 I have watched his scenes in that movie more than I've watched the whole movie. I'm incredibly busy, so why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass? 
Well, and I think that was really smart of him to do because that was in a time, if you look at it, I feel like his popular, popularity was the lowest. And not because movies, just because like in the public eye, he was doing a lot of things that people were like, eh, I don't know how I feel about Tom Cruise. And I think this played right. the, yep. he is a fun-loving guy. He can have fun and stuff. He, because I, he got this reputation of being stuck up. And if you watch Tropic Thunder, you go, oh, he couldn't be stuck up. Look at this stuff yeah. he's saying. Look how much fun. And I think <laughs> I think that legitimately really revitalized his career to the point, remember, they were going to make a movie about that's gross when they never did but they did announce they were going to do a solo spinoff movie i think for the best I remember hearing about that no. yeah it's probably best they didn't do that because i don't uh, think it would have worked but uh yeah we it. we recently on geek first we just reviewed uh <laughs> eyes wide shut and that was a fun time i i want cruise to go back to that i love i love a mission possible but i want some more just cruise and drama movies i don't need to see him jump i don't need to see him shoot but i feel like he feels that's what the audience wants and mm -hmm. i remember there was these conversations at one point that he was talking with tarantino about being once upon a time hollywood and i would kill to see cruise in a tarantino movie i would love to see what they do together but i see, don't i think they would not mix well <laughs> i loved i loved vanilla sky mm -hmm. I, I right that i was, really enjoyed that movie so yeah. you know that was Something like that, you know, because yeah. like that, that, that early 2000s cruise. Yeah. Magnolia. Magnolia and, yeah. and Vanilla yes. Sky. And, I mean, yeah. Magnolia is arguably like even more out of character for him than Collateral was. And I know he's a hitman in Collateral, but still in Magnolia, he's like, wow, now you're actively giving me reasons to hate you mm -hmm. with your character. Okay. So, yeah. But Clara you know, was just Michael Mann goodness. The, the, okay, movie. My, my, Michael Mann. Oh, end of story. There it is. But like the other funny thing is, yes, Mission Possible 7, but I think everybody keeps forgetting. I think a lot of people forget about Top Gun Maverick. I guess yeah, we, no, I'm not forgetting about it because we were supposed to have already seen it. Seen but, it by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, but that trailer, that that's it's not Morbius level yet, but it's getting to that point where it's like, okay, I'm seeing this trailer enough i the thought theater. you were trying to quit your excitement for top gun for morbius i was like we need to have a serious conversation that no. you're as excited for morbius as top gun <laughs> because that is a shocking revelation right no there. i mean i i'm i'm intrigued by more by morbius but no top gun maverick that's oh yeah that's, that's like childhood right there i mean yeah. seriously i'm always confused why oblivion doesn't get more play i that movie loved you know, oblivion okay you know why you know why that movie doesn't get talked about enough because i mean trailers man that's that's the thing if you take away morgan freeman out of all those trailers but of course they had to put him in there because it's morgan fucking freeman that movie works so much better because you get that surprise a better surprise or whatever the hell it's the same thing with the island when it came to michael bay mm -hmm. i loved I, I i still think that's one of michael bay's better movies to be honest but it was i agree the whole the whole like uh, I guess you say the twist gets spoiled because they have to sell the movie. movie, right? So then they have to like show you like, oh yeah, these are clones. But like, yeah, imagine if you didn't know that they were clones and you were watching it. Holy shit! Same thing when when it came to like, if you didn't know Morgan Freeman was in this movie, and then he's the one that reveals to Tom Cruise what is actually happening, which also has to do with clones as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't spoil clones. Your clones. Yeah, yeah, don't don't show your clones. clones. That, I think and then, where's clone, Brent? Yeah. I feel like we're. I feel like we said clone enough times that like Brent should oh, just yeah. magically yeah. appear. <laughs> ben Riley, a couple of years, you know. So nothing wrong with clones, but yeah, I know. Yeah, but you're right, Stephen. Like Oblivion should get 
mentioned very you know many times uh when it comes I, to the discussion of tom cruise movies I, oh i need to see i'm that an idiot i was gonna say like because joseph kosinski like should be doing way more he's literally doing top gun maverick <laughs> with tom cruise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like he's one of those That's guys right who, like, you would have expected yeah. him to like like it's like there were multiple not that oblivion should have been a franchise but he's one of those guys that should have gotten plucked up after like he did multiple movies that either should have become a franchise or should have resulted in him being given a franchise based on how other directors are kind of treated. And he just never. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, am liked... I the only one that liked Tron Legacy? No, I like Tron. Okay. Because yeah, that, that was where I, what you just said about him, that's, where, that's what I thought. I thought I was like, okay, here we go. Let's see what he does. And I need to, nothing came I, of I, it. I bought that digitally. I've watched it one time. Of course, I grew up on the original Tron um and seen that numerous times but i've only seen legacy once i need to i need to do a rewatch of that soon yeah, the same i've only seen what, it once yeah. like to whatever me, happened to the more jared about the leto. experience than the isn't there supposed to be a jared leto third one i think there's still i think there's still i heard that they were like doing some sort of scripting or whatnot or at least maybe leto got asked what? about during gucci era like in He's those trying to figure and... out how to digitize himself yeah, so yeah. he can method <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can't method act like digital. wouldn't surprise yeah. me if that's half true steven oh, no it's true it's a thousand percent true his house is riddled with commu computer monitors and he's wearing wires and stuff and uh but how yeah. can i get my brain into this taylor whole thing? by the way because you, you and kirkland have been way too quiet you, you guys yeah. gotta jump in here i mean come on man but taylor i've never I seen wanted... tron legacy i don't know where to jump in here i haven't seen oh, vanilla man. sky all these movies you guys have been spewing on just write it down write it down no, right uh, there's a I list like jerry mcguire mission possible fallout yeah. it's probably my yeah. favorite one so yeah. you complete me <laughs> Taylor, I do want to say I saw your tweet the other day about you know can we stop hating on Book of Boba Fett, and I appreciate that tweet. And I'm I'm there with you because I'm yeah, enjoying I was, it. I feel I was like on the I'm review, just on shitting on it <laughs> with yeah, Taylor. I, I I I have I get vocal about it on Twitter because the only people I'm associating with are Kirkland and Travis that don't like us. So well, and, and our and our Geek First Discord, we put in after episode two, and I was like, "How's everyone feeling?" And everyone was just like, "I don't like this show." Like Taylor's just dropping gifts of like heartbroken and whatnot. And I I, I don't Taylor, you have your moment. Talk, talk about why you like Boba Fett because you you are yeah. in love with Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's the storytelling so. aspect. I I love. How how going forward with a show like this, when I was younger, I didn't appreciate, you know, Tuscan Raiders, for example. I didn't appreciate any of these different uh, sequences that were just thrown into the movies back then. But now I like the dynamic. I like the relationships and the development. I like the backstory showcasing so much more the, to, again, their culture, the parallels and so many things that you can adapt this to like to real life scenarios. I think that's a very good eye opener that you can look at. And it's just such an expansive uh, show where... Not every Star Wars has to be necessarily like some exciting story with epic reveals and, <laughs> and lightsaber fights and guns blazing and everything. At its core, have have I, I really do like those moments when you have, you know, Boba and Fennec looking at the different districts of Mos Espa and they're just kind of going over like, oh, what, uh, you know, the Trandosians own this side of the city uh, and all that kind of stuff. And I just love that dynamic. And I think that we should a lot of good stuff coming we should be getting more of that in the Bravo. show it was like Bravo. 10 seconds in that last episode that oh, thing that you just on. highlighted and i defended that as well and then the tuscans off screen gone just oh that was a nice <laughs> little moment uh, cool okay <laughs> no I, take it go for ray Let's go ray I, yeah I, defend your baby come I am on completely in, hey listen we, we're the ones happy 
right? I'd rather be happy than unhappy. I'm just saying, you know, that's because I, I, I see, I see enough of that on Twitter enough yeah. times. Yeah. So. But, but I, I, I'm completely with Taylor on the, the world building aspect. And again, this they is, definitely are doing this, that. Yeah. This is a thesis that I've had in my head since I binged rebels and clone wars during work from home. Cause I was first, I hadn't seen any of them and my coworkers, my old job were like bugging me for years. Ray, watch Rebels, watch Clone Wars. And I finally did when they sent us home. And I, it, it just hit me in the middle of Rebels. I was like, I think this franchise is better as a TV series. Like as a, as a, as, as television series, because there's like so much expert. And I feel like, quite honestly, Travis and Kirkland, that like part of the, the, the issues that a lot of people are having with it are because they're used to the grand, like incredible spectacle of two and a half hours. Right. Yeah. It's like you go to the theater and it's like, I want to see the force and I want to see the lightsabers. And I just, the grand spectacle there. And it's funny because there are a lot of people who are into the Disney plus shows that are like, I don't want to hear the word Skywalker ever again. Mm-hmm. Let's just do something without the Skywalkers, which of course is not going to help them when Ahsoka starts or Kenobi. But <laughs> the, the idea of like Clone Wars and Rebels clued me into this idea of like, and, and Rogue One as well of like, the world of Star Wars for anybody who isn't named Skywalker and isn't connected to the Jedi or the Sith. Who's not fighting the war? What are they doing? What are mm. their lives like? Which is another reason why I like the Canto Bite sequence in The Last Jedi, because I really feel like that sequence sells a lot of that too. But a lot of people don't like that. A lot of Star Wars fans, a lot of diehard Star Wars fans, they want the Williams score and the grand crazy set pieces, and they, they want all of that. And it's great. But yeah, the, the the more intimate moments, I, you know, like the, the, come on, Danny Trejo, <laughs> come on, and, yeah. and, and 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 you know he he talked Taylor talked about like the, the 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 getting deeper with the same people, dude. I have a different appreciation for rancors. Now. Yes, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Come on mm-hmm. now. That was I know awesome. they, they did they did shine light on that like how all that is and explaining a little backstory on that. Now because... I know why that dude cried when Luke killed him. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I Exactly what I thought in that last episode. I was like, oh, okay, there's a connection. There's something that that uh, that has to do with these creatures. And yeah, I immediately thought about the dude who was wearing, you know, the <laughs> in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, totally agree with you. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still wish you know whatever is going on with that Rogue Squadron movie that Patty Jenkins mm. was supposed to be doing that breaks my freaking heart because those Michael going back to the, I will still call it the EU. I'm, I refuse to call it Legends. I'm going to be that old man. Yeah, but, let's do it. But you know, those Michael Stackpole novels of of the Rogue Squadron books, it's and then the comic books that he wrote too. And the funny thing was, was that there was some mixed media because he would reference his comic books stories in the novels. So if you hadn't read the comic book stories, there was all this backstory mm-hmm. in the novels that you were like, what the hell did I miss? And, and 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 that would make a great TV show because it's just like I said, Rogue Squadron, the way that Michael Stackpole wrote them was basically they were the Suicide Squad, but for Star Wars, because it was like get a whole bunch of X-Wing pilots and send them on black ops missions. And so you get spy craft and top gun in one story. And that's why I loved Rogue Squadron so much. And hell, give that to me, the TV show. It would actually be like Dave. We talked about last week about space above and beyond. It Mm -hmm. would be 
it would be like space above and beyond, yeah. but in the Star Wars universe, because you could get yeah. like a dogfight a week, but then also mm-hmm. like some soldier shit, and I would be <laughs> so down for that. We speak in Taylor's language yeah. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This summer have been going for seven years. From the first month or two, he had pitched a rogue squadron. Like, that's what they should do. And uh, he, there was no one I knew more excited when they announced that. And then now it's. Uh, I, I actually went happen. back and made a clip. Yeah. I, I, we were doing a newscast. And I'm like, they should call it like Rogue Squadron. And everyone shat all over it. Like, stupid name. <laughs> yeah, I got that. all on audio. Learn, bro. <laughs> yeah. They already had Rogue One. Why do we need Rogue Squadron? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, rest in peace of that movie. But yeah, well, well, we'll see what happens. It's, it's on the shelf. It'll happen. Yeah, it's, I, I don't I, know if Patty will be doing it, but it'll happen. I think D- DC. You know how much of a reputation they get for movies not being happening and all their problems. Oh, Star geez, Wars Chris. still somehow flies under the radar that they have sometimes just as many problems as that company has. Is that Ryan Johnson trilogy yet? Yeah, the right. Ryan Johnson trilogy, you know, <laughs> you have the Game of Thrones trilogy, Game of Thrones, guys, the Game of Thrones yeah. trilogy. Yeah. you had, mm-hmm. you know, you had a Lord Miller solo cut, you had Rogue One where they basically right. told the original yeah. director, "Hey, just sit here while someone else directs the rest of your movie," which is like, <laughs> "Oh, that's cool." Like that, that like it, it, yeah. yeah, with, with Boba, had their problems. Yeah, they've yeah. definitely had their problems and mm-hmm. I never know what it feels like they never talk about what they want to do before they make this announcement. They're just like we love Patty, we love One Room and let's announce it. And then two weeks later they meet, hey, what do you want to do for your movie and plot? And they go, Oh, I don't know if we actually want to do this. Like I guess I give them credit for like with solo they pull the pull the plug, like, hey, this isn't the movie we want. We're gonna switch out with Ron Howard, but that didn't necessarily work out either just from a business standpoint it didn't like if you like it or not that's fine but it's uh well yeah boba i'm just i'm waiting to care for boba i'm i feel in my opinion uh kirkland might feel a little the same that i feel boba fett as a character is a little goofy uh there's a moment in the newest episode when he is petting the rancor and this robot comes to tell him this very life-threatening information he says <laughs> He's like, no, leave me alone. I'm busy. What are you busy with, dude? You're, you're, you're petting this animal. Like, Travis, what if... Travis, you just, you know, you, you didn't like him in his underpants as much as you like Cena. I get it. I oh, get 100%. It. And, and the Rancor did, or, yeah, the Rancor did not look as good as Eagly. Okay. It, oh, like, yeah. The CGI yeah, yeah. was so fuzzy and it looked so weird oh, when he was just yeah. rubbing it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just, he comes off a little, like, the way of this guy who's supposedly going to start taking over Tatooine, I have not seen that yet and then maybe that's what the flashbacks are trying to impose but i feel again same thing with the tuscan raiders that's great and then he just oh we got a flashback they're all just dead on the ground okay yeah <laughs> cool but his but his teeth look great i i can't stand the teeth because this is a man and i have no problem with him I, being I, unrealized. sort of crack it up oh you got me mid-drink uh, too this man uh, came out of the sarlacc pit his whole body is ravaged but he is the nicest looking <laughs> teeth in star wars you have ever seen so it's, it's just all this we have to overlook. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> just happy for Tamara Morrison? Seriously? No, 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 no. I am. We are. We are. We are. Never. We're just being dicks right now. We're just oh, yeah. picking little things. And again, I don't, you know? I don't think yeah. Boba Fett's a bad show. I'm enjoying yeah. it enough. I love yeah. Mandalorian. Boba Fett's just not really hitting it for me. And same thing with the Rancor. I, I don't mind that, but it's just kind of like first episode. Oh, you know Boba Fett, that ruthless killer? Oh, he's not actually that a bad guy. Second episode, oh, you know the Tusken Raiders? Oh, they're not that bad. You know the Rancor? Oh, they're not that bad. It's kind of the same thing over and over. And and same thing, I'm wearing the complete opposite with you, Ray. When I saw Danny Trejo, that takes me out right away. Because I, I don't think about that character. I think, oh, this is Robert Rodriguez working one of his friends who's a kind of memeable kind of actor with Machete. Yeah, machete and it take, come in. Yeah, it takes me out of the Star Wars universe. And I don't, I'm something I'm not... Nice. A, 
I don't what about really the Vespas? Like, Did that take uh, you out of the universe? Yeah, but it, that's a whole different thing. But I, I'm not a big fan of very recognizable actors in Star Wars. I like when we get the unknowns or very Broadway people because I don't, I don't need to. When people are saying, "Oh, Leo loves Star Wars, he should be in it," I don't want to see Leo in Star Wars at all. That would take me out completely, unless it's a voice. Sure, no. let him do some voice. Or if something. he's a stormtrooper, you hear his voice. Maybe. Perfect. Yeah. yeah but, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper. I dug that. Yeah, and so was Tom Hardy. Yeah. On, on some level, Travis, I. I actually I get it. I understand that it's like if you go back to way before, like I think a year or so before uh, the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie came out, there was whispers that Matt Damon was going to be Kirk. Yes. And I was like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I like Matt Damon. I have mm-hmm. no issues with Matt Damon. Not Captain Kirk. No. What are you talking about? He he convinced Ben Affleck to stop being Batman. How dare he? Um. How dare and, he look out for his friend? I know. Probably saved his life. Dare he? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah, so I, I get the whole, I get what you're saying, Travis, about like not having a, a recognizable name. And I, it, if Danny Trejo were like the lead, like I don't want to like a mm. machete Star Wars show. I agree with that. But like, if you're the one machete order, part of me does. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I kind of do want that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but uh, but you know, like it, the machetes, you, you know, got a laser. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but the, 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 there is a degree of uh, yeah that. Yes, him being in there is Robert Rodriguez fan service, but I like Robert Rodriguez, yep. so bring it on. <laughs> and the same thing happened to me with Solo and Woody Harrelson. I love Woody Harrelson, but I just saw Woody the whole time. I didn't see the character he was playing. I couldn't disconnect with, okay, this is the guy who I just saw in True Detective. And like it, some franchises I can, but Star Wars, I like the mythical magic of it. it does feel like a different world. I like that I didn't know Daisy Ridley, John Boyega. I had seen Oscar Isaac in like Drive, and I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, like the biggest name of that were the people that were returning. And I don't count that because Harrison Ford to me, I grew up with him as Han Solo, like even in every movie, I know everyone goes India or Han. He was Han for me. So when he comes back, it's not like I see Harrison Ford. So, oh, it's Han Solo. But in it's Force Han, Awakens, yeah. yeah, in Force right. Awakens, out of the new cast, who was the biggest actor out of that? Like, you, like I guess Laura Dern was Dom not to Last Gleason. Jedi, but yeah, Dom Hall Gleason and half the people probably didn't know <laughs> well, who that guy Oscar was. Isaac maybe was probably the most notable one, I guess. Yeah. Because he's probably. already been, he was already kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I see, I know like exactly Ex where he's been. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Adam Driver just had girls, you know, that was it. Yeah. Let me, let me pitch this to you, Travis. So when oh, Donald no. Glover was Uh-oh. casted as Lando, <laughs> now did you not like that oh. then? That was a rare occasion of that actually working for me because you know how I feel about Solo. There's a running joke on Geek First. We just pretend the movie doesn't exist because I'm not a big fan of it. But uh, I, for how, uh, what's his name, Alden felt completely not like Soul. Glover did work. So I think he is the exception to the rule so far as far as the Disney era of not seeing a star. It just kind of worked. I don't know if it's just because I love Glover so much. But at the same point, like I, you know, I love christian bale but i don't know if i need christian bale in star wars i'm fine with him being in thor because he's going to be all caked up in cgi and that's kind of a different world but uh, glover is i guess you're you got me there that it's definitely the exception the rule because i love i would i would take a glover lando series in a heartbeat apparently there well, is a lando heart <laughs> series yeah, but we know nothing about it one. What happened with <laughs> yeah, patty was gonna make that too and like well, oh sorry well, well, i mean i mean glover is a good actor oh yeah, oh, yeah. He's like, a that's, actor. So, yeah. so that's that's probably a big reason why it works Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and I don't want to. I don't want to bag mm-hmm. on Alden on on Aaron Reich, truthfully, because quite mm-hmm. you know what he was in the one and only season of Brave New World that they did for Peacock about a year or so ago. That was mm-hmm. he was good. 
He was really good. Did you watch? Did you watch Hail Caesar? Yeah, he's great in Hail Caesar. No, I have have not seen Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. He has one of the funniest fucking scenes in that. Who is he in Hail Caesar? He's like the 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 the, the, he's like that main little like uh, actor who's supposed to be like a cowboy kind of thing, and he has a scene where he's trying. Yeah. Yes. You know exactly what we're talking about, right? When he's trying. That's the only part of the movie I've seen. It's yeah. (laughs) It's. It's like um yeah, he's trying to do this scene and trying to like you know have like this accent and everything, and it's not working. So it's constantly doing it again and again. And it's just I don't it's know. I was like the laughing. singing in the rain. Um, yeah. Um, I can't stand him. Except yeah. I can't like, stand him. Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious though. You watch that scene. It's just like it's it's the best scene in the whole movie. That's why when I heard, I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think oh, he could oh, do it. Yeah, so you, know? you say would that it were would that it were so simple? Yeah. <laughs> would that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> would, yeah. Would would that it were? Would yeah. He couldn't. Simple. He couldn't say it right. Oh man. Oh, I mean, man. It, and there's like a whole build up to that, and then when it when it happens, I mean, I thought it was like, yeah, it's the best scene in that movie. But so that's when I was like, all right, that'll work. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it is hard to watch a Han Solo movie and it's not Harrison. Yeah. That was uh, that was that was always going to be the yeah. thing that was always going to push task. back against yeah. it, you know. And I think that's what 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 why Solo suffered, and who knows what what other things you know suffered from it too uh, when it came to that. But but the whole but again, we're, everybody collectively went, yeah, Glover as Lando, more mm-hmm. please. And well, why hasn't there? You know. He's the exception to the to the recognizable yeah. face rule, I think, because we're talking about replacing True. Billy D. Williams, right? Yeah. So it's sort of a a not that nobody else was a celebrity, but Billy D. Always kind of like broke that broke through the wall, kind of where it's like, hey, it's Billy D. in Star Wars, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and yep. and like and then it's kind of and it's very much why Glover worked is because he's got that same kind of kind of flair that's a good it. point that's, that's like, a really good point yeah like there's it's a, one of those things where like you know sometimes whoever the actor is can get lost in the name of the franchise billy d and donald glover don't get lost no in the name of the franchise not. at all like you know true. you know who either of them are without lando period so mm. that's true because there's i mean something about billy i mean obviously he was harvey dent i was gonna say does that mean lover's got to be dent now like the younger dent in the in the in the the, the new i know in the flash movie is that what's gonna happen something (laughs) oh man you know it's like Glover as two-face yeah that would probably that could work i mean i think it could pull it off maybe that'd be crazy no 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 it's all yeah it's all crazy but you know with the the geek first guys here uh i actually wanted to talk a little bit more you know about spider-man no way home because i know you mm. guys yeah Look at this guy with me i mean obviously me. kirkland has like right there i was like all right i mean we all you know we talked we talked about you know our little spoiler thing right there and you guys you know couldn't make it but i mean obviously you guys enjoyed the absolute shit out of it right yeah no there was oh, yeah. tears there was tears in my tears. Face. Yeah. it was what yeah. an experience that was god yeah. that's Travis. the thing though like how 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 <laughs> yeah go well, ahead taylor <laughs> no, no, yeah well i'm just saying like i mean i i haven't i mean i didn't get to go out and watch it again which i wish i did but i know mm-hmm. it's gonna be i guess next month and the next month's gonna be available on whatever um i've got my still book pre-ordered 
But the thing oh, is, though, it's a, a steel book? Steel, it's a beautiful oh. steel book, too. It's a very <laughs> nice. Story. It's it's been huh? I've been hunting every day. And, like, I see it goes from, on the Best Buy website, it goes from five stars down to, like, four, then three. And it's all people saying, they got to stop people from buying ten at a time. This is so unfair. In Canada, we only get is that you commenting steel books per movie. <laughs> yeah, it's all me. <laughs> <laughs> Different Best Buy accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, at least based on the argue, at least my uh, my Dune actually came with the discs. Oh, so. look at you! Yeah, yeah, yeah hold on, hold on. Let's let let's let's get it pretty. Oh, That's nice. Oh, that is pretty. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, you're, 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 you're going to be buying the sequel in two years, or and the, then uh, probably a still book that has both of them in the same case. Ooh, like, not probably, <laughs> definitively. Uh, Scott, are you going to get the mother box steel book thing that was all floating around today? That's like 150 bucks. Yeah, which, yeah, which one are you getting? Don't say all. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting all. I, I'm probably leaning towards the uh, the human mother box because it's got the st- because the, the thing that fucking pisses me off is that like the little extras are different. Yeah. And so I know that. yeah, I know that. So I'm probably going to get. It's not the, nice at all. <laughs> it's not nice at all. So I'm probably going to get the human mother box because it's the one that comes with like the posable stand for mm. the steel book. Because instead of the steelbook that comes with it, you know, I'll probably just put, you know, this puppy in the stand. Oh, and- right. I forgot yeah. you have that thing, man. So, well, because the cover, the cover's better. Yes, on the, on the newer one. The newer one definitely it. has a better cover. That's, yeah. that's that's no lie. I I have never been a fan of the arms reaching. I don't like that. Put the damn <laughs> heroes on the flipping cover. What the hell? <laughs> like, you don't like but, their hands? What are you talking uh, about? But the steel book, uh, no, Taylor, no, so Taylor, you have seen the steel book design, though? The, yeah, with like the cool art of all the villains? Yeah, it would, yeah. like the kind of swirling. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very thumbnail. Nice. Amazing. It, the thumb, thumbnail. That, that picture came out the day before the review, and I messaged him, like, you got to make this a thumbnail somehow. It's not a full 12, 80, 720, but you're, you're going to find a way. And it, it looked good. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying it, I don't buy too much physical media anymore, but I am. Very much hoping I can get that steel book. And even if I don't, I will buy that because that is a movie that I will be watching quite a that, few times. Yeah, that'll be the first time that I've bought uh, an MCU physical copy since my phase two collection. Oh, wow. wow. Because they never did. A, they never did a. Right. They didn't do a phase, phase three, three box. Three, which pisses me off. It, it's stupid, too, because listen, Scott fucking and I have talked about this before, but like they had the briefcase. This fucking guy, he doesn't know what he's doing. Phase one. Yeah, no, <laughs> the Tesseract yeah. briefcase. And then they I had the Power Stone, like the Power Stone container mm-hmm. for the for phase two. It's and they right were just over... like, fuck it, we're not going to do anything for phase two. Like, <laughs> like, the gauntlet was sitting right there for the Exactly. Right there. It was a layup for him. But they're like, ah, nah, we got we to we gotta pay Downey a bit more. We can't afford these gloves, you know? <laughs> so, well, what's interesting, though, about Spider Man No Way Home is like, how, why have they not released more, like, we got those, uh, you know, obviously we've gotten posters and stuff, and there's been a couple of posters where just Peter like, that's alone, which, yeah, we get. That's how it ends. But it's like, where are the posters with all three? Where is the TV spots now with all three? Like, it's gotten it's, to a point where it's like, wh- why aren't you selling the movie like now? Like, it, it's been out for over a month or it's so. It's so surprising. We've gotten a couple of shirts. Like, you remember the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home? It was like a few weeks after Endgame. It was like, oh, hey. 
Tony's dad, by the way. It was like showing yeah. you almost the yeah. movie. The fact yeah. that I, I thought for sure after week two, you would get the, you don't want to miss this experience. And it's Toby yeah. and Andrew. They've really like held back on that. Like, oh, we want to make sure and squeeze every dollar. I wonder if they'll hit that hard for the home release. Because like, okay, well, this is really next last. month. Yeah, yeah but well, yeah. I'm still seeing people that are like, saying either like on twitter they'll be like i just saw it finally and somehow stayed spoiler free which i'm like how did you do that yes um, or then they're or then they'll be like oh i took my friend who was wondering what all the fuss was about and they were so I, I wonder like it's weird for a movie to give that broad of a clearance after it comes out but it, it seems like there's still a lot of people that are like kind of making their way for the first time well and it's it's working right like just last weekend they made over 30 million which is very good for what is like in its third or fourth weekend in a pandemic people clearly are seeing the movie so again maybe they don't feel we need to put our foot fully on the gas until it starts to really slow down i think scream will finally kind of dethrone it but still it's, it's making lots of money well, but it's... and i think they know that they've got a a path of of low resistance with um there's not a lot of stuff rushing in the theaters to compete no with yeah, it. yeah they're, they're yeah they're they're not worried until march of the earliest as yeah, far right, as that goes i'm yes. actually i'm trying to because i've got like three movies from december i'm still trying to like i'm still trying to catch west side story in the before it leaves because like i want to see that on the big screen but it's like but thankfully like it's holding on that's like it's like it's got its death grip because there's nothing kicking it out right now. No. Well, I mean, Spielberg, thank, thank him for that. That's for yeah. Sure. Well, and also remember that technically, uh, another reason why you might not be seeing a lot is because technically, Sony is supposed to be in Morbius mode for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's but not, they, that, you that, know that, what? That, that changed. To be, honest, that to be honest, that was when when they moved it to April. I went smart. I went. Smart. Oh no, I, I I agree. It's no. just that that wasn't the original plan. So yeah, now it's yeah. like, well, like how do how do they scramble and you know, back, it, it's almost like they're in backtracking mode. Like, oh, we've got two extra months. What do we do? Yeah, that type we of thing. We so, got we got to start promoting Uncharted, and especially if Morbius. <laughs> it, you know, and and I mean, this this speculation, I do believe, like that Morbius will flesh out more of their grand picture for post No Way Home. Do you believe though that that's the reason it was delayed? Because I don't. No, I don't. I don't okay. believe that. Yeah, I, I think that's I, a lot of people having fun, being I, like, "Could you yeah. imagine if they were?" I just think that'd be just I, I a don't bit believe, too much. I do not believe they called like what they say they like called Garfield or Toby. <laughs> wow. like, what you, you doing Tuesday? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, if that Thank was in there, it's already in there. They shot that yeah. back yes. originally, and it's just been under wraps. Yes, there's no Thank way. Thank you, uh, NFJ Films. But yeah, and that was the first Spider-Man movie they saw. That's Ooh, crazy. Wow. wow, that's a oh, lot of overload. See, I, right there. I knew there had to be somebody. I, 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 that was that was one of my questions. Was like, okay, who's the person that this is their first Spider-Man movie mm -hmm. ever? And now they're like, I got to watch the other eight. <laughs> okay, yeah, because all all these franchise movies. TV show. Yeah, there's there's always. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start here and work all the way, but. No, like all of our generation, there's always one movie or two shows like this is going to be their version or their first time, right? And No Way Home Now, it's like, okay, I'll go back and watch it all. And yeah, it, it, it's been interesting to see how it's done well. But I think uh, my theory was it was I think it was about a month or so before the movie came out that I feel that especially, you know, who knows, depending on these scoopers and whatnot, because you never know uh, who knows yeah. what. But uh, for me, I thought they were not showing them much in the marketing because I just thought, ah, they're going to do this again. So when it's revealed that Toby and Andrew are in there, 
they don't gotta market it because oh we'll market the next time when the secret's out so i think you'll see them again and you'll get marketing out the yin yang when they're back but it's just this one there i guess they want to keep that surprise factor because yeah i do still see people all the time say oh yeah i went in blind which technically i guess as long as you just log off twitter you, you're not going to see anything, right? Like it's people in my real life talk to me about Spider-Man, but they don't come up to me and grab me and say, hey, Andrew Garfield was in the movie. They go, oh, did you see Spider-Man? That's, did you like yeah. it? You that, know? That's very true. There, There's no like, there's no approximation in real life for your Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. It's not like you walk down the street and a bunch of people, Andrew and Toby are in the movie. Oh my yeah. God. No, but right. people in real life do just like casually drop like hardcore spoilers, mm-hmm. like unceremoniously all the time. Yeah. You know? Like you'll I've be like had I don't know like that yeah in a on a on a Zoom call or I don't know talking to whatever and <laughs> oh, they're just like yeah. I I don't know I, I, whatever whatever situation is people will just be like oh yeah and then they'll they'll say something because to them it's not like a revelation it's just this thing they saw I haven't seen I, and this, and forgive me I'm a horrible fan for this I have still have yet to see No Time to Die. Oh, oh, oh. And I was, I'm and, with you, Ray. Don't feel I, bad. And, 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 and no. so, shame to both of you. And so, yeah. I, was in a, I was in a game chat for a Star Trek oh. Fleet Command, and oh no, yeah, something critical. I mean, and dude, just <laughs> dude, critical. just dude, just well, no, what it was was well, it's, it was one of those like, I really, it, it's my own fault, but damn, oh, yeah, I wish I didn't know that. Damn, yeah. I wish I didn't yeah. know How that. Long happened. Was yeah. He was probably clear of well clear of any sort of uh oh he was spoiler window he was this, yeah. oh yeah but, it, it was november man. october it was october he still apologized because he he hated that he spoiled it for me but it yeah. was one of those things where he just blurted it out no one was talking about anything else he was like have you seen this I was like, oh, yeah. oh i didn't want to i didn't want to read that Damn. common courtesy you know, yeah. not just spoil was... the the first thing <laughs> yeah. you say. <laughs> Probably one of my top movies from last year, though. Not one of them. It's in yeah. contention. I think, it was, I, think it was, with... I think it was my number five favorite. I think it was yeah. my number five as well. Yeah. yeah, it's four or five. It was my number. It's my favorite one for quite a while of the year. But it's. Mm-hmm. I think I got it at four. But yeah, I, I loved that movie. That was just everything I needed from. So satisfying. The last I, Craig I, I, movie satisfying. was there. I, I think all of you. In fact, I'm certain all of you went to the theater far more than I did last year. Mm. So because you know I, I did, right? <laughs> no, I, 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 I. That's why I said all of you. I could have just said I know Scott did. Because yes, <laughs> no, yeah, I did too. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, Dave, yeah, for you, for sure. But yeah, I just, I wasn't like I was a lot more picky <laughs> with when yeah. I was going to the theater last year. So that's why, like, No Time to Die and like a handful of others, I didn't get to see at the theater, and some I still haven't seen. So I got to see that one. You but, didn't get uh, to see yeah. Dune in theater, did you? Oh no! Oh, oh. Yeah. Now obviously, <laughs> I'm sad I didn't get that in IMAX. No, no but no, but here's yeah. what I feel. Here, here's here's because I, I <laughs> firmly believe that when part two is released, they'll do a double feature. I will. I will do that. Yeah, I, I think will do. So. I will do it. They, 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 they have to come on. I think we're gonna get a lot of replay from twenty twenty one stuff yes. because they've. They we they delayed a lot of stuff, but there's also a lot of stuff that had production delays, and they and so I think they've smoothed out the schedule a little bit to try to fill in some of those gaps. But I think they're they wouldn't mind having a couple extra things come out in 2022, and plus the people that missed it first time around are going to want a chance to to check it out too. Yes. I, so I wouldn't be well, surprised if they... most 2021 m- movies get some sort of a one week limited. That's a great point. Thing. 
Dune, Dune did that right like the week before Spider-Man came out. They they put it back at the IMAX screen at my local IMAX. They it went back to the Science Center. Remember you guys seeing the video yeah. I shot oh, at the God. Science Center? We saw like a half a dome thing. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> isn't but, uh, uh, Venom 2 back to theaters as well? Isn't that something? It is for them, it? yeah. Yeah, for you guys in Canada, no. it never left. It never left. Damn Yanks. <laughs> Canada, it never left. Yeah, no, it is I, getting I, a re-release Venom, that's... and there's been rumors of a No Way Home like extended cut. Yeah, what is that? Venom. Which Brent apparently won't. No, see, Brent will amend his extended cut rule for that. He did the same thing with uh, with Endgame. One hundred percent, Brent will. He cause... will have to see these. He, he but... it's. If it wasn't for the pandemic, his views of these movies would be astronomical higher than just three or four. But, but, but he's Mr. You know, I don't believe in extended cuts. I don't watch director's cuts. Oh, how dare he? He's, come on. <laughs> Ugh. Come on. Ugh. No, there was that whole rumor, but I remember even live, someone was like, oh, that was a parody account that said something. I was like, shit. There's so many parody accounts out there now. You just like read something and yeah. go, oh, wait, maybe that's true. And then all of a sudden, like, that's no, see, that's not be my thing thin. when it comes to the internet is that I yeah. just automatically put on my bullshit goggles. Bullshit goggles. <laughs> I, I think basically when it comes to the internet, I believe everything is bu- uh, unless it unless it's from an actual trade that actually has the blue check mark next to it. Mm, because yeah. there's also the parody accounts that try to make you think that they're like Variety mm. or THR or something. But if it's not one of those, I'm just like I'm in automatic bullshit mode until oh. I can at least get like two or three independent when verifications. It, when it came to Spider-Man No Way Home, though, I thought I thought, well, that'd be brilliant if like if they want this movie to reach two billion dollars, which it's already what fucking like it, it's like one point six. Yeah, it's one point six. Billion. It's just about yeah. to pass Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like I, I you would think like, oh yeah, we have an extended version just to get it past that point right. i could see that because endgame i mean obviously it if, if did it, it game did it yeah endgame did it because i'm just saying like and all they have to do is market it like hey guess what we have three spider-men in here mm-hmm. you want to see more scenes with them because that's what worked the most obviously even if there go. was like an opening of the movie of all three of them sitting down and behind the scenes talking about it, because that to oh, me is uh, the oh God. Big, to yeah. me the biggest missed opportunity, <laughs> and I, I, they're fine with not showing it. Yeah, yes, is we marketing. didn't get a Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, all three Spider-Men together on a couch talking, and we that's, still haven't gotten that. We've got that's why when, when but, the whole thing about Tom Holland like hosting the Oscars, I was like. Put Toby and Andrew yes. with him. Yeah, have yeah. all three of them a trio. The Let's do it. <laughs> to okay. seeing Toby on that, that was, stage uh, doing uh, dude, dance number, doing, doing his, <laughs> his, yeah, while the other two can actually sing and dance. You know, yeah. Toby will just <laughs> snap. He'll just snap. I would have watched it. I would have watched it. I would have enjoyed it. And then that little devil yeah. voice in the back of my head would have been like, "Thanks, Mickey." That's totally <laughs> what that would have been. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what well, I hope with these Blu-rays that they do at least have some sort of sit down yeah. with the three of them. And if they don't, that's a huge miss opportunity. I'm because, sure they do, though. Oh, yeah. there's got to be. That's criminal if there's no behind the scenes. That's gonna, there's gonna be. The there's definitely gonna be behind the scenes. But what he's talking about is like interviews. Maybe, yeah, there's, there's a there's lot gotta of be like something. I'm, I mean, there, there, there's got to be something. But I'm also wouldn't be shocked if there is like less than we we might expect because of um, COVID restrictions I yeah mean, if you look at like oh, like for example two of the villains like you can clearly <laughs> see we're just never 
never on set yeah, and, they were just Liz, like, and there's Lizard gonna be a guy Sandman. there yeah. and then just like later on they were like I, i'm actually kind of suspect that sandman and lizard were one and or both of them were like potentially going to be somebody else and they didn't decide that until after principal photography um <laughs> just because all their Ooh. stuff is like and that's not it's, it's partially a like that's one of the weaker spots of the movie but more so a like if you can tell how generic a lot of that stuff is you can fix it in adr and stuff because you know that they were talking about like maybe rhino or whatever mm -hmm. and that's the kind of thing that you could easily like imagine if they were like you know what instead of sandman let's do rhino or whatever you could do that like with that would have been movie pretty shot, cool you could have easily swapped him out for rhino. the russian rhino get him in there yeah. and give him, give him a rubber rhino suit <laughs> instead of like the machine like give him like yeah. a, like a spider-man the animated series looking absolutely rhino suit. yeah and that's you what just i want well they teased that they did tease that yes when you see the fucking multiverse yeah. going and, crazy and you just take like Nataro in in there just do a bunch of cutaway shots he's like sitting on the couch yelling at him from the other side of the room and uh <laughs> and like paul giamatti just comes in for a day and just shoots mm -hmm. all these like <laughs> yeah and all their human stuff <laughs> at the end is all previous movies. so that, that's yeah. not a unrealistic theory or so like and even the even only then, reason that he put spider uh sandman in the statue of liberty was because they were like we need him to be inside of something that looks a little bit like the sewer in spider-man yes. yeah. 3 yeah. so <laughs> we can reuse that shot of him mm -hmm. Oh yeah, when I saw that shot, I was like, "Oh, that was reused." I yeah, mean, like, yeah. it's obvious. It's that's, obvious. That's but, his you know, shot. Yes, definitely. Yeah, his shot was obvious, but not uh, when the lizard. Yeah, I, I was like questioning that. They did a really good job with that shot when, when uh, you see. Well, I forgot the actor's name who plays the lizard. Rise, rise, I rise, 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 Yeah. There you go. Well, when we see him, I was like, I was questioning. I was like, is that was that actually? And then, but then of course, yeah internet said nope that's reused also but they did a good they're, job they're not even one. credited so that means yeah. like somebody else came in and did their voices too crazy wow really i thought i, I thought th i thought hayden was... yeah i thought they did i yeah. thought hayden did his voice i thought they, I thought they said that yeah i could I, be I, wrong on that then but i think I, you're i, I think that... yeah, i think he I, did his voice but there, was a, but there was a another person yeah. who was doing the mocap i, mm -hmm. I don't remember we're, we're, were they both in the credits? I don't remember if they were. No, they were. Thomas Hayden Church was in the credits. <laughs> he was, but not okay. So there you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he he did come back and do his voice. I guess I'm he didn't do the mocap though. He didn't do the mocap. Right. No. <laughs> no, he's not. Dead. Yeah. They don't need him for the. You want me to do yeah. what? I'm not going to do the mocap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all. Uh, I'm all out of shape now. Yeah, yeah. but well, uh, I mean, 100 yeah. yeah. of him as a human in the movie is reused. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. yes. Yeah, reused. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, when it, when it comes to the future of this stuff, too, I mean, uh, well, okay, so I want to ask the, the Geek First guys, how do you feel about, okay, when it comes to the future, I mean, obviously Tom Holland's still going to have a future, naturally. Uh, well, we not, also, remember, he'll stop when he's 30. When he's 30, it'll be embarrassing. Oh, is he's that what he says? Yeah, yeah, whatever. He'll still yeah. do it. It'll just be embarrassing. It'll be embarrassing yeah. for him. <laughs> and, and you know what? And, and, that, and, that's just, and that's just like, I love Peter when he's in his 30s in the comics. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's such a yeah. great period in the comics. Yeah. Because that's what we're supposed yeah. to be married with MJ. Yeah. Yeah. Until no, but I, I wanted to ask, like, like when it comes to uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 3 or a Spider-Man 4, what do you think? What are you guys thinking? We'll start with Taylor. What do you think? What do you think? Ma uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3, possible, or Spider-Man 4, or both? Oh, didn't you ask me this question, Travis? 
I feel like this is very similar to something you asked. <laughs> I've asked you many questions. Um, yeah. But now I'm asking. So. Yeah. Like, it, it's tricky because there's different aspects I want to see. I want to know, stemming from No Way Home, I want to see what's going on in Toby's universe. I want to know that. But then if we get that amazing Spider-Man 3, I want that to be that bridge into getting, you know, Spider-Gwen live action and all these other different aspects. Like, it's 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 tough. Like, if I could have both, yeah, just put it on my plate in front of me. I'll take it. But, I mean, if I had to pick one, oh, I feel like there's much more of a... Much more progress they could get with going uh, into an Amazing Spider-Man three, you know, whatever alien they want to throw at uh, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> and then give us you know Gwen Stacy and give us you know Spider Gwen and just lead that off into a whole variety of new uh, like content. So do the jackal, the jackal. Oh no, just just throw Hardy in there. Just have Hardy just do that. Just get that get that going. Do that. Hardy. Gotta Come squeeze on. Grey Goblin in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, oh, look wow. up Grey Goblin. <laughs> people, do some homework tonight. If you don't know who Grey Goblin is, look him up. It's great. Come on. Not Kirkland, what, do you had... think? What, what do you think, Kirkland? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want more. I I'm someone that never actually watched the Amazing Spider-Man two until like right before uh, the release of No Way Home. I just wasn't that attached to that that version of the character for whatever reason it was um but watching no way home and just like getting that one line from andrew of like there was that one point when i just stopped pulling my punches it's just like okay let's let's dive into this let's dive into this type of the character like i don't know this this path of the character has gone of just being i don't know a darker spider-man or something like that i'm i feel like also just no way home made me fall in love with andrew as spider-man even more so kind of like majority of people a lot of people yeah yeah so i'm always down for that but I, if it's one or the other, I'm honestly just gonna go Toby because that's just my Spidey. Like I was at a perfect age to just experience like that Spider-Man growing up. So, I, <laughs> if I had to pick one or the other, I would go Toby. I want to see him like being an older Spidey. I want to see him with his kids, with MJ, with just like being a dad. And but uh, on like the easy answer is both i i don't care yeah. if i'm getting spider pig not. i want all sorts spider of spider pig, pig. <laughs> spider yeah. it's spider ham spider ham <laughs> spider pig simpsons movie come on <laughs> spider pig spider pig they that's own right. simpsons now right it's all it's all that's canon. right yeah that's true yes yeah yeah, yeah. all spidey all right. content i'm always for yeah I'm, travis first yeah, I'm like them where I, I do want it all, and I think we're going to, in some ways, get it all. I think Sony, I think they've made a lot of these projects because they have an IP, and they clearly want to make money, right? And when you look at this film, and it's the biggest of the year, it's passing other films that open in a non-pandemic world without China. You go, okay, there is a want and desire for these characters. I, I My pitch is I think Toby will be more like Mark Ruffles Hulk, where you may see him appear in things. But I don't think Tobey Maguire would sign up for, oh, you want me to do another six-month shoot? Eh, no, I think it's like, hey, big Avengers crossover coming up. Here's Toby in a Secret Wars multiverse situation. There's that. Andrew, I'm in with Taylor where I think there's a lot more to play with. There's a lot more left unopened. I think Spider, my, my firstborn is named after Gwen Stacy. My daughter's name is Gwen. So that is a big character to me. And, of course, I'm kind of very much championing that happening. But I think it's... Business-wise, you have Emma Stone, who's only even more popular than she was when she was doing those movies. It all makes sense, and I think you will see them again. I'm definitely on the side of I don't really want Andrew Garfield in that Venom Sony-verse, because I think those are 
very very lazily made movies and i just i'm not a fan of that universe and i think andrew deserves better than what the venom movies and what maybe morbius might be putting out i think whatever Chris, yeah <laughs> i think a few guys know chris balga and i think he's put it the best way to me that andrew garfield when he was used in no way home was like a great player finally having a great coach and i like garfield i love uh, stone in the role but i did not really like those movies so i don't want oh yeah i want amazing spider-man 3 and just that quality i don't think yeah they're the worst ever but i think you could do a lot better than what those are and i hope that they just don't rush to oh let's get any movie out with andrew and emma because be a hit and huge like let's just throw it together get a script i want some care taken with it and i don't know if there's care taken with the venom and morbius one other than hey we gotta we're gonna put some money out because venom 2 was a that was a terrible experience for myself. That was that. That was that was a long time in the movie theaters, and uh, Woody Harrelson scarred me. It, it is, yeah. And there's tons. We talk about this in our Discord. Our geek for people that tons of people are like, oh yeah, I love how tongue in cheek it is. It's just for me, it it hasn't worked. So I don't jump on the oh I really want Andrew with Tom Hardy. I go ah we could. There's a story there without that other Sony verse. There, like Kirkland says, the pull and the punches. A Gwen Stacy coming back. There's there's lots on the tail, but I think no matter what, you'll see them again because money talks. So so let me ask you this question, Travis. Mm. I, I think obviously when it comes to like either one of those options, I think just kind of matter of factly, Garfield's eagerness to play the character again, plus he and Emma Stone's age compared mm. to that of Tobey Maguire or Kirsten Dunst seems to make an amazing three more of a likelihood anyway. However, do you think perhaps possibly the reason that it, you know, you look, because I agree with you and Taylor that there's a lot to be explored with that particular area with Garfield's version. Is it really because he, it, it, how much of it is because he didn't get the third movie that he should have gotten? I, I feel I like think... that's a big part of it. That is really it, because I feel that I am with Kirkland where I'd love to see what is happening in Tobey Maguire's universe. But even with that third one being not the greatest, it feels like it was complete. It ended with him and MJ. We're going to find a way. And then we found on this movie, they found a way, right? With Garfield, he was maybe killing some dudes. He was still pretty depressed. So it does feel like, yeah, he needs that one more almost mulligan to complete that. Where Toby, I think, is... He, he's pretty set with what he's doing and no way home even just cemented that as far as he was like uh kind of what you referred to him taylor on our review where he was like gandalf the white where when he came back he was like the knowledgeable spider-man that just knew all this stuff and was wise and didn't really like he was very nonchalant in a cool way about things where garfield still was very unsettled so i think it is very comparable and i know people always bring up the like oh could they make it work because they date absolutely go watch the dexter you know reunion or revival you have a couple that was also divorced there people don't know their dynamics in real life people could be completely fine i have exes that i'm completely fine with so when people kind of bring that up and go oh, i don't know if it could work i i think there's you could easily get there so i, I think th those are good points of why th uh, amazing spider-man 3 could happen okay so another thing too another question i guess you could say because Obviously, everybody's pushing for the Amazing Spider-Man three, but remember the the story they were building up to Sinister Six. They were building up a lot when it came to that, and then of course, like they just started chopping it up for mm -hmm. Amazing Spider-Man two. So it's like, okay, so if we get this third Amazing Spider-Man three with Andrew Garfield, do they try to still try to put all that together, or they just go a different route now? Because I mean, one of the things that, 
you know, when you're watching No Way Home, it's like, yeah, they're all like, they're not, it's not like they just jumped from the last movie they were in. It was like they were, they've had their times and they talk about that, you know? And I love that exchange between Toby and Andrew where, you know, they talk about, you know, like Andrew's like, you know, just kind of like, you know, you know, relationships, not really for us or blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, he doesn't exactly have his MJ yet, even though that was, initially shot there was going to be an mj in mm. amazing spider-man 2 so like what do they do did they just kind of just go off and do like are we do a story where andrew's peter parker or like his spider-man is no longer uh like he's accepted like hey i saved another peter parker's mj that kind of gave me closure for for me not saving gwen and now I'm rebuilding and then he meets a new MJ and it's not going to be Shailene Woodley this time. And it's, there's no sinister six. That's I mean, what I kind of wonder when it comes to that third amazing Spider-Man, like where do they go? Technically everybody in the multiverse forgot Peter Parker exists. That's true. So, um, <laughs> so, so is that with Toby? Right. Yeah, too? We, that we, should we, affect we, them too. I mean, we, per, we, the, logic of the, per I, the logic of the movie, I don't I, think they're going to stick to it. I think they're going to, no, but, I, but per the way that the spell, like the spell wouldn't have worked at all if it didn't. Um, because what it, what it, he said, make them forget about Peter Parker because the multiverse was converging on a single timeline um, because they were trying to find Peter. Um, and yeah. so the way they stopped that from happening was by making them forget about Peter. And so, all of the people in the sky that forgot Peter were all multiverse entities. So, you know, Aunt May for, for, doesn't remember Peter. MJ doesn't remember Peter. Um, you know, just, just go that, ahead and take a page what? out of the Fox X-Men like chronology book and just know the other multiverses don't count. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, I figure that's, what's that's gonna what happen, they're going to but... do. Or the Fox multiverse movies where it's like, um, we're just gonna forget this movie ever happened. Um, next one, or just Wolverine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, I really... though, even though flashbacks from that movie still show up later on, <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I mean, really, though, uh, that kind of saves like Dave was talking about what do they do with Amazing Spider Man 3 if they do that? Um, uh, that kind of is a get out of jail free card in a way if they want to just embrace that. And just have them all forget about the kind of the sinister stick stuff building up because I think that's the biggest hurdle to getting. And totally, if, I don't want to say if they were smart because they had so much other stuff on their plate. But there is a version of No Way Home, I think, where they bring in, um, um, oh shoot, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Green Goblin or Goblin from. No, from um, oh, yeah, um, if they'd bring him in along with Defoe and have him like see him as a father figure and kind of redeem that character a little bit, uh, and not redeem him, but like in audience's eyes, and then have some sort of a plot twist where he's the only one that remembers Peter when they send him back because that's like a button within that movie of itself where it's like. Oh wait, so that's definitely setting up Amazing Spider-Man three. The people would go crazy for that, and also I think it would get people excited for like the notion of more of that. Because right now, if you say okay, Greenlight Spider-Man three, everyone's like, yay, more Andrew, and then everyone's immediate next response is, and we're just gonna do that Sinister Six thing that nobody was into last time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I, I, I don't think they would because I feel like they're building up Sinister Six to be with Venom and Morbius and. Maybe whatever Michael Keaton's doing in Morbius. Like, I think they are building their roster to the side mm -hmm. there. I don't know if Garfield could get 
introduction or introduced into that world and that works that way but I still think it's almost like what I said before. I think it would yeah. it's going to be something with Gwen Stacy just cuz those two are they're very much linked as much as as important as he was in Spider-Man, she was just as important as Gwen like that chemistry that everyone talks about. So would yeah. I feel like you can kind of bookend it and they'll bring her back and do something and the villain might be inconsequential but who who knows with Sony? I, you never they they. Uh, I mean, you've got to do something that sets it apart. For, you can't just do like we're building another Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. You've got to do something outside. Like yeah. like there's a Craven movie happening. Does that mean that like we're gonna get a Logan style send off for um, Toby. for Toby or for Andrew <laughs> or something using the Craven? That'd be like, kind of sweet though. I like that idea. Mm, like big a, ass beard on uh, Toby. Let's do it. <laughs> Toby dropping f bombs as spider as, as, as youth. Oh yeah, man! Yeah, just put him some traffic. He's good to go. <laughs> All in that paparazzi. Yeah. Yeah. put some paparazzi in his face. He'll fucking drop some f bombs. Spider Man's changed a lot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's cranky. Have, have, um, have like a, so. So then he'd be like wheeling around Octavius. Right, Octavia, Octavia <laughs> Well, I think, like, yeah. <laughs> I think I think when it when it comes to Toby, his story is kind of like, all right, we don't need to do much here. But I think Andrew has a lot of potential, um, and I think uh, they they got to just totally, uh, yeah. If they're gonna do another movie with him, you're gonna they're gonna abandon they're 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 gonna abandon the Sinister Six thing. Yeah, and yeah. there's gonna probably go for like a Spider Gwen thing because that would be. Obviously, with him saving MJ in No Way Home, and that whole thing—I mean, that—that that just ripped your heart out. We're like, I mean, I mean, Andrew Garfield and his fucking cry face. God oh, damn, he's guy. damn good. He knows, right. you know. Well, yeah. and I think that could win an Oscar this have, year. Have him be the one because, like, like I said, you can't, you can't be like, okay, we've got three. Let's say they want to service all three Spider Men. To me, mm-hmm. what what I see is there's the MCU one, which is like the big franchise building one. Yeah. That's where all the that's where all the prime characters go, all the team building goes, all of the long term planning stuff goes, and then you've got Tobey Maguire, who I don't think is interested in. Like you, you can't start that. Like there's not a new trilogy to be had there. No. Um, and the begin like there's no way he wants to even start building that. And I think the only movie that makes sense as like a one off for him is to bring back either Otto Octavius or Green Goblin as a as a send-off and they can't do that because they basically did that in no way home so yeah. he makes the most sense it's as kind of as the sprinkles into into crossovers all over the place and then for andrew especially because of the gwen or the um the mj moment he makes sense as the like have him be like now he knows the multiverse is real and he's the mm-hmm. most scientifically adept of all of them so maybe he goes and seeks out he, he thinks there is a there is another gwen somewhere um, yeah, he that, seeks that out. Dude, they were, that ta- they, they were, that they were talking about making a Madam Web movie, mm-hmm. so um, so maybe maybe that would be you know something with him and have him and Gwen together hop in the multiverse and do all that crazy ass Spider Man stuff that the MCU isn't gonna really get into ever. Yeah, and I've seen that pitch that Andrew could be like the multiverse live action Spider Man, and there's some fun stuff there too because if you don't know, in her universe, Gwen Stacy loses Peter Parker. And it's obviously the reverse for him, right? So there's some kind of healing you could do there. I think the only one other movie you could do with Toby, if you're planning to kill him off, I was pitching this a while back, is that's where you do Miles Morales. If they don't know if they're going to use him in the MCU, 
Andrew, you could do it true, but like Toby, because he does have that wise kind of, you know, leadership type of mentality. If he were the one, if you wanted to kill off a Spider-Man, that would get you your type of Logan ending and you get Miles. And the good thing is with the multiverse, yeah, sure, Miles might be somewhere else, but you just bring him in because of some sort of event, some sort of snap. So, well, yeah, I think Peter, I think we kind of agree that Toby should be the mentor Mm -hmm. type. And I know he reminds me most of like, not that they're going to just rip this off. But he he reminded me a lot of like the Peter B. Parker, um, yes, yes, um, Spider Verse, um, more so than like I think everyone, I think the wasn't the kind of the consensus that like the Chris Pine one was like the was the um, the Toby one or or was that not? Well, it, well, because it went back and forth because we were like, well, it, it seems like it lines up, and he has like the blonde hair and he has the spider cave and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. where it goes back. And, well, and technically, he lived in a world where I guess Norman could come back, but remember, he was the big ultimate goblin, like oh, a big yeah, monster yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, true. So I think they intentionally made it so it didn't fit, but yeah, um, but in terms of like analogs in the in No Way Home, I felt like, um, even though they didn't play him up as that sad, he was like, oh, you know, I get by. Mm-hmm. Like, he was very much, like, not proud uh, or not, like, excited about his personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got a sense that maybe he's in a similar position with MJ and, you know, um, and she doesn't remember him anyway now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, I mean, assuming they're going to skip that. So, so yeah, I think that that's, I don't know, that's part of why I don't see them being like, let's do another movie here, because it's like, there's, I think there's something to do with the character. I don't think there's mm-hmm. much to do with the universe. Yeah. It'd be crazy, though, if like Sony and, and, uh, and uh, Marvel Studios was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do, you get a Spider-Man movie, you get a Spider-Man movie. We're going to have Spider-Man <laughs> movies like fucking like every year. First, we have Toby, and then we have Andrew, and then we're going to have Tom. And then it's just like, all of a sudden, they're just like, we're going to go full force. And like you said, Steven, it's like, uh, you know, they're going to, the fact that everybody in the multiverse forgets everybody. can you imagine like toby toby and uh andrews peter parker's go back and nobody remembers them i mean that you kind of intrigued me with that i was like oh i didn't even think about that like, fuck that how... kid we shouldn't have helped him he really yeah, know, right? <laughs> over. yeah well and the no, th- but I mean, at the same time uh but when it came when it comes to andrew i think it's more intriguing because there's just more there i mean mm-hmm. yeah i would love to have that old man spider-man even though, you know, Toby's still not very old at all, you know, but I, you know, I, I do like that aspect, but I, but I think Andrew, there's a lot there. And like you said, searching for um, Gwen, spider Gwen. And like, I, I can imagine just, just imagine just Emma Stone. All of a sudden she just takes off the mask and it's her and blah, blah, blah. Everybody would just cheer and the movie theater would go crazy. But then at the same time, it's like, eh, would they want to work together again? They're not together anymore. well they they could always <laughs> just bring in bryce dallas howard you know have her pull oh, you're always pushing for bryce where am i gwen i could be though there has been two gwens yeah. well and if universal the might have something this maybe i don't know no <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> well the thing is though dave like it does sound weird to be like oh you get a spider-man you get a spider-man but i think if the pandemic's 
proved anything is I think these studios are gonna lead lean hard into what works and whether that be IP and things like that. Like we've seen this year that you can have a movie get to pre-pandemic numbers, right? It's gonna be rare. It's not gonna be every movie, but you can do that. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Batman in a couple months and if that yeah. sticks. But like, well, those are gonna be the only movies doing it. Like Ben Affleck yeah. said, you're gonna have a bunch of No Way Homes every year, and like the right. the um the last duel is all gonna be uh, streaming only. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, how uh, you could get lot. You could get these Spider-Mans because somebody might be like, well, if we make this Spider-Man movie, we know we'll make this amount of money no matter what. So fuck it, let's yeah. do it. Where well, if we make this little indie, eh. Yeah, well, it, all of that for sure. And I also think that because one of the things that, you know, in the wake of No Way Home success, like one of the things that I was telling people, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, I was like, okay, I realize that this is Marvel Studios, technically, part, partially here. But you got to understand that when it comes to like, what is it, 1.6 billion it's at now? Yeah. I think that's the power of Spider-Man, not necessarily the power yeah. of Marvel Studios. So I don't think you can look to multiverse of. Ma- I mean, I guess it depends on multiverse of madness. Like if the cast really is when that Hugh Jackman insane. shows up in that movie, it's going to make three billion dollars. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Hugh Jackman, dude. Well, I mean, the fa- it, I mean, like, ha- what are the Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and Ben Affleck's Daredevil? Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Ben Affleck's Batman. Fuck, that would make a billion dollars. The the Monday morning, if and that Ezra were Miller's real, Flash, like, yeah. Ezra Miller's Flash, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, Hugh Jackman. Wolverine are gonna be playing poker with Tobey Maguire. The press <laughs> tour of hey hey, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just gonna wait for Dolph Lundgren's fucking Punisher. Yeah. To show up. Oh, oh man. my god! And the only thing yeah. that's the thing with Doctor Strange, though, if it does have these cameos, the best thing that No Way had No Way Home had going for it is it had that people leave the theater and they tell their friends you have to see it. And I remember that when I when I took my sister out for dinner for her birthday and we were going to see Spider Man, she had and it was two nights later. And our waitress had that thing of like, oh, we said we were saying that. She, oh, yeah, one of my friends saw it. So it was the best Marvel movie ever. I got tickets. When you get that type of natural, like, I meet this random person and they say, I have to see it. Strange could have that if they do have these cameos. If it's a good movie, that helps, of course, and that will get people going. But if it does have, Stephen's right. If there is even a murmuring of a Hugh Jackman appearance, that sells a bunch more tickets than if it didn't well, and there's, there's a bunch of that and if you don't a, you don't want to have the FOMO you don't want to be oh I don't want to be spoiled I don't want to miss out and, and that's yeah. the thing that feels like we we lost a little bit in in, in the the franchise blow up of movies where like I know Mar- like you know Marvel's putting up numbers every year so I don't may I could be out of the loop on this but it feels like like I remember when the original Spider-Man came out, there was this like you need to see this. Like even if mm-hmm. you're not a Spider-Man fan, or like everyone had like some sort of a Spider-Man reference. They watched the show, they you know whatever, and there was this kind of buzz of like, oh, I saw Spider-Man. Did you see Spider-Man? And Marvel now, you feel like if you hear somebody talking about it, it, it feels like it's someone is like, um, they'll be like, oh, did you see the new Marvel movie? And they'll be like, oh no, which one is that? And they're mm-hmm. like, well, it's the you know what? I don't know. It's, it's almost like a like a TV show that like people just watch or they yeah. don't and there's and it doesn't have that but and so because this plugged into that by bringing Garfield is big but Tobey Maguire is back from that area era where it reminds people of like oh no I'm not gonna evangelize this like you need to see this and uh and maybe that happens outside of these movies but I don't recall that being a thing in in this way for like a decade with anything 
he's in that era of we got one comic book movie a year and that was it right that mm-hmm. was a very like you think about yeah. what we got from 2000 to 2010 and what we got just last year you'd probably have very similar to the amount of content from last year with you count crazy anything, right like, yeah. yeah like shows and movies compare that to the last 10 years it's probably pretty similar that's just one year so it's definitely it's not like an oversaturation but it's not as rare the hype doesn't build as much as much because you get it all the time you get now we get weekly star wars and marvel every week now we're getting weekly dc like whatever you think about the cw doesn't matter you have shows all the time you have peacemaker you have a batgirl movie being made it's just these are things that my kids are never going to understand of yo yeah i was so excited to have x-men spider-man and daredevil all in you know a three-year span i thought man we are lucky and now it's just nothing and i think it it does take a lot to get to that moment and even endgame to me it wasn't a hey because of this certain acting it was just you it was the finale for a big show right and that's why it had that sort of feeling and yeah well it was like when you you know like i remember one of the movie releases i remember was like when everybody went to go see deathly hallows part two yes that was like the culmination of a decade mm-hmm. of a fandom. It's like, okay, this is it. Like, we've got a, we're all going. Like, this isn't a question. We're we're going to see this because of the buildup and because of the the. It was an event film. Well, yeah, and no, it's mean, so funny. Well, oh, go ahead, dude. No, I was just gonna say, like, I meant like event films, like even like the Matrix sequels that they they shot them both. You know, and then they release them both in two thousand what two or three or <laughs> two thousand three, yeah, six yeah. months apart. <laughs> six yeah. months apart. I mean, that was like a whole thing where it was like I literally, I mean, and I remember when the third Matrix Revolutions came out, they released it all like on the same time all around the world because they were trying mm-hmm. to do some crazy thing. And I remember getting woken up at you know four o'clock in the morning with my buddies. Hey, I got takes to the Matrix Revolutions at six a.m. You want to go see it? And I went no. And then I called them back. I said, all right, let's go. And yeah. But I mean, you'll never get that again. But yeah, sorry, Travis. Well, no, and I was going to say when you're talking about event films, to me, look at at least from how I felt about it. Look at Force Awakens compared to Rise of Skywalker. Force Awakens had that. You got to be there. This is a moment. Rise of Skywalker to me, obviously, it's a billion dollar movie. I'm not trying to downplay it, but it just was like, oh, yeah, it's the end of the franchise. But guess what? We know there's another show. We know they're making another movie. And just where it was with Force Awakens, that was for me. The last time I had felt that hype in quite a while of man, you got Harrison Ford, Fisher, you know, and then you got this new cast, and right, but then Ride Skywalker <laughs> didn't really have any of that at all. Oh man, well, if, well, has anybody seen Scream by the way? I here, nobody, the new it. Scream, okay, I think Travis did. Yeah, I'm sorry, Disney. Now. I'm oh, sorry. I won't say anything bad about Star Wars ever again. They, they cut, yeah, they no, cut no, my no. feed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know your feed kind of went wrong. That's funny. Right there. Yeah. yeah, but no, I was, no, 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 no. But I was just saying, like, if anybody's seen Scream here, there. I mean, uh, you know, the movies, like, you know, it's whatever. I've never been in, big on the Scream movies, but man, there's like a whole like in the final act when they start. <laughs> When the killers are, you know, uh, you know, are shown or revealed or whatever the fuck, and they start talking about franchises mm-hmm. and legacies, and they start breaking it down, they start talking about fandoms and stuff like that. That's where the movie really shines. Yeah, and I, it's, it's kind of funny. It's a whole diatribe of like how things are right now and how things, and it's just like it was just kind of like like yeah, like, like resurrections esque. Yeah, kind of okay. Yeah, yeah I, I would mean, say. It, well, I was gonna say because Ray, like I, I think what I can take from fans is like you're not the the biggest horror fan, but you like like good horror, right? Like there's certain ones, and yeah. 
you yeah. might have to see them all. But if anybody is on Twitter or on social media and knows the bubbles and talk about like toxic fandom stuff like that, you would appreciate Scream. You could maybe even go into it without seeing other ones. And they they have some really like good meta fun with like I, I, online and lots of yes. shout outs to certain movies. And I have yeah. seen the other four. I have. Okay. I've seen I would recommend forms. it at some point, even when it goes yeah. on VOD or something, because it, it has some really fun with toxic fandoms, and there's like tons of even Star Wars references, too, and it's okay. it's really good. I, I saw it today, and I, well, I actually quite yeah. loved it. I, well, I, well, I, well, I well, like it. And the franchise itself, quite honestly, has been pretty self-aware from yes. movie one, truthfully. So I, mm-hmm. I think that just what you're describing, what you and Dave are describing, just falls in line with the DNA Mm-hmm. Of what the Scream movies always did, because like I said, I've seen the other four. The fourth one was actually filmed up here in oh. Rosewood, uh, or not? Uh, I forget. It, it was uh, south of where I live in Michigan. Uh, it was it was during when we still had the film incentives here, mm-hmm. and that's when they filmed like Oz the Great and Powerful and Real Steel, which I guess is getting a show now. Getting a series, yeah. yeah and but, Santa Claus, baby. I, I you know, it, it, this is Real Steel. I don't know. If, I like Real Steel. Real Steel was good. It was I like actually it, yeah. a legitimately good movie. Sean um, Levy is very good at just making very like nice things. Like that free guy, you watch it. I enjoy rock, that picture. Rock'em, rock'em robots, man. Yeah. That's another one. Dave, that's another one of those like Detroit because they shot that in Detroit. And so yeah. that's another one of those movies where similar to the island, I'm like, I know where they're standing. I know where this is. Like that kind of... Same yeah. with BBS. Like, you know, just yeah. the whole like... The, the the beginning when you know that's supposed to ha- it's the the replay of the Black Zero event, and he's driving you know down the street towards you know Wayne Tower, yeah. and I'm like, oh, he just drove by my mom's little job. There's the bank, bank. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But uh, but yeah, so I I don't know. Like I think that. Wow, I'm sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> one thing, I, one thing I will say though, even though it's a little bit different, is. The Batman to me has a mini event feel. The reason is because I always equate this to is when I have people on my Facebook and not social media, because I feel like my social media on Twitter is much more people like us in the know, really up to this thing. My Facebook is. is, yeah, it's my personal, it's my mother, stuff like that. When it is my dad, who my dad is a psychiatrist, and I couldn't even convince him to go see Joker because he was like, you know, I'm just kind of done with superheroes. I've kind of seen, I've had my fill. When he texts me and says, like, have you seen this Batman trailer? And I had seen multiple people that they maybe share a geek-related thing once, uh, you know, maybe, oh, a Stranger Things, something like that, something very in the zeitgeist. That first Batman trailer, I saw that all over my Facebook feed, which was strange because that was what my Twitter feed would be. And I think it has, like, it is Batman, of course, but I think brought past enough it all actually really helps it because i think people are pretty convinced now he's going to be great but i think that initial oh this guy's batman and now it's like oh this guy's batman so i'm really curious to see how it does if it gets delayed my heart will break into two because i've said this i just need the batman i need the batman and they can delay every single movie for 10 years and i'm good but i i need to see the batman Batman. when more i mean that was like like people didn't even necessarily care that Morbius got delayed. <laughs> no, they no. were just everybody kind of went, "All right, fine." The, <laughs> right, right, right. But 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 really, the bigger reaction that day was leave leave the Batman alone. Yeah. And so like <laughs> yeah. the next day, when I think Reeves yeah. and like the, he posted like that the new Bat Cat spot, mm-hmm. and it's and and the Twitter account said March fourth. We're all like, okay, all right, we're still good. 
still yeah. good for now. Like that, that's the bigger, I'm with you on that. That's the bigger, but concern. then the concerns happen. But then Jason Kyler is like, Hey, you know, we're good right now. We're just monitoring. Yeah, everything. Right. It's like, and oh, then yeah. Disney's right. like, you know, that Pixar movie. Yeah. We're not putting that in theater. So ev- it's like a yo-yo with yeah. me of, I yeah. won't believe it's I, the same thing. We talked about as a geek first where I didn't fully believe I've seen Spider-Man until the week of, cause you're just like, we've had so many delays before you're just worried at any moment. Like, when this pandemic started, I had bought my No Time to Die tickets. I was ready to go see James oh, Bond in a few weeks, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you're not seeing that for another year and a half, <laughs> my friend. Yeah. So that's where until I'm a few days away, even a week away from Batman, I've bought my tickets, and it's all good to go, and theaters aren't saying they're closed down. Right now, it's uh, like MJ said, No Way Home. Expect disappointment, and you'll never be disappointed. So <laughs> I, I'm expecting a delay. I hope it doesn't happen. I, I, I felt that way about F9 because like mm-hmm. the whole time I was just like, you're making me wait another year and a half to tell me how the hell Han is still alive. <laughs> Seriously? Come on now. But, uh, no, it, you know, it, here's my thing about the Batman, though. Like, I, I don't want to say, it, if there's one other character <laughs> on planet Earth that has the, the Batman, I, we, we've said this, Brent and I have said this before, Batman and Spider-Man mm-hmm. are on their own level. Oh, as yeah. far as like global popularity, oh, they're they just, right there with Token Pepsi, they, man. They, they, they just are. Sorry, Superman yeah. fans. Sorry, Avengers fans. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's, it's just, the way it is. Batman and Spider Man for yeah. decades. No need to apologize for sure. <laughs> that being said, like Spider Man No Way Home is. I mean, that was like a culmination of that was a celebration of Spider Man in live action film for the last twenty years. Yeah, it definitely was. The, Absolutely. The Batman is not that. So I just don't mm. know about the billion dollar aspect of what it's I don't know about. I don't know. I'm not 100% confident in that. Now listen, if this thing blows away Batman Begins, which I subjectively think is the best Batman movie made to this date, if it ends up blowing away the Nolan trilogy, Okay, then all bets are off. Which we're all hoping for. Yeah. Hey, Scott, you're back. I'm sorry. I know you sent the message that you had to go. Do you still have to go? I still have to go. <laughs> okay. Um, Callum is not. Not Callum happy. Wakes, uh, no, no, he wakes up about, this is the third night in a row. He's like, gets restless about this time and he's snotty and stuff. So I okay. need to. All right. We'll head out. So go ahead and plug yourself, man. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, ScottDC27. You can find my podcast at DC Squadcast, where a podcast can be found. We're on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, and the entire network shows at squadcastmedia.com. You can also find me now, 7 o'clock Pacific Time, Sunday nights, on the Film Junkie channel, where we will be continuing Batman the Fan Man stream with Robin's Reckoning Part 2. That's right. All right. There Thank he you, is, Scott. the goat himself. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we all strive to be right there when we sending off. All right, Scott. Thank you for joining, man. It's I'll talk to you guys. Sunday. Talk yeah. to you Sunday. Bye. All right. What a yeah, bastard that guy is. You know? <laughs> I know. Jeez. Can we just talk shit now? <laughs> I'm about to... yeah. no. uh, like he, sent, he sent that message and I was like, oh, but then it was in the middle of a, a, of a Steve and you know, you know, uh, Steven, uh, rant or whatever the hell, you know? So I was like, I was like, all right, well, right. And then all of a sudden he disappeared and I was like, all right, I think he might come back. So no, no, it was like, that's, what's always funny too. Is like when, he, when anybody has to leave and then it's like, if somebody's talking, I don't want to interrupt that and be like, Oh, well, hold on, hold on. So, and so has to leave, but you know, we're good now. But, um, 
Anyways, we have actually a Patreon uh, video, uh, one of the, my, my patrons are going to say, that uh, we're going to play right here. I haven't listened to it, but it's from William. We know William. He's uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Sci-Fi Center um, in Vegas, which I visited. I've uh, visited that place. It's pretty cool. And I've talked to William, and uh, he's been on the Patreon stream. So he, it's the video that we have for him right now. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Vodka Crew Junkie. When a new regime takes over, usually they bring their own people and they transition out either abruptly or smoothly the current people that are in place. That's happened in most uh, mergers I've ever seen, and I don't see it being any different now. If that new regime is not on board with the current plans that the current regime is doing, how tethered will they be to those projects? Will it be a detriment to them? Or can they take the same approach that the current regime did with Zack Snyder's Justice League, whereas, yeah, these things got released, but they sort of buried it and didn't refer to it and went about their own way with their own plans. Uh, which approach do you think they would take? Thanks. Bye. Okay. So basically when the new regime comes about, it's like with previous projects, right? Anybody? I think, I think everything up to... Fury of the well, actually, really, I guess technically everything up to Batgirl is either in some form of filming or post production. Yeah. So you're kind of locked into the next five or six before you really yeah. could start changing. I think the first thing that could realistically be on the chopping block and hopefully isn't is Blue Beetle because that's still in pre production mode. Mm -hmm. So I, I think they're pretty set up to. Like I said, Fury. The like, uh, well, bat. I guess it depends on when Batgirl comes out because Batgirl right now. I, I think, think Batgirl's coming out in December because it's a Christmas movie. We've seen the okay. set. You know, really, you think this year? Well, that's because because Aquaman I, is also December. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't know, but it's like, are they gonna do a fucking Shazam again where they release a Christmas movie in April? I mean, I, I that's what I don't uh, give it that Wonder yeah. Woman. I'm sure HBO Max. If it stays on HBO Max, I bet they want a like a yearly. Oh yeah, DC that's Christmas right. Release. HBO Max. That's that's what we yes. got to remember. This is still yeah. slated well, for it, HBO Max. Well, I really hope it gets a limited theatrical. Well, well, that's another question that I've gotten from people is, do you think that because Blue Beetle switched, Blue Beetle's going to be theatrical now. So like, is Batgirl going to switch? And I was like, well, I think it, I mean, I think it's, it's going to be more popular. Maybe. I, I think the fact that it nobody knows switch. So, I mean, because they like you got to remember that they're they're going to go for like what they've got utility with for these. And so like part of the reason that they like greenlit these movies at all is to drive subscriptions to hbo max so you could be like hey we'll give you a hundred billion or a hundred million dollars and they'll be like okay that's great but like, we'd rather we'd rather have subscribers like that's the reason this movie exists so um even if it would do better in theaters i'm not sure that's a part of their i mean they like they they intentionally cannibalized their entire 2021 mm -hmm. theatrical slate to grow hbo max subscribers like they they knew that they were going to decimate block, you know, box office and every single one of those releases. They would all have done far better if they had been theater exclusives or if they had been delayed. But they knew that it was a an opportunity they weren't going to get back to to grow HBO Max subscriptions, and I think it worked. It paid off. And those those are an HBO Max subscription is one and a half times one movie ticket and it's 12 times a year instead of three times a year on average and they keep 100 percent of it instead of splitting it 50 50 with exhibitors like they this is why the exhibitors were upset <laughs> yeah and so yeah i i 
I don't know. I'm not saying it's not going to be in theaters, but like the incentive really is is HBO Max, as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Gonna be interesting. And uh, I actually wanted to get you guys' opinion about what we saw tonight mm. when it came to Batgirl. What, yeah. what, what, what's what's but, everybody but, feeling but, about? But, about... But, but, but just real quick, just to answer William's okay. question, I I think that we won't have. I, I don't think we'll have to worry about you know, projects being cut loose until after Batgirl. That's what's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Well, I, even, I agree with that. Well, I, 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 stopping the transition again, but I think there's also a people need to keep in mind, like what are we even talking about at that point? Cause it's not like when, no matter what direction it goes, like what plan are they committing to or abandoning? It's not like, there's some end game in the future that it's like, Oh, they're going to cut that off. Like there's not, right. we don't really know how far the slate goes or if it's building to anything. And, and even if it is like, you know, the MCU had a, a plan, but that's not exactly how it turned out. Like there was a different slate of Avengers for the first movie when they started going and it turned into a different group and Captain Marvel was going to come in earlier and they didn't expect Spider-Man like, and all this stuff changed. And they get credited as if they had like scripted it out from the beginning, but they they made choices on the fly and they reshot oh, stuff course. and they changed oh, stuff. Yeah. So yes. the Incredible Hulk end credit scene makes no sense when you watch it now. They added Black Panther and yep. Spider Man. Well, remember and... remember that deleted uh, the Incredible Hulk when like you know he was like, gonna kill himself and then he just like turned yep. in the Hulk and then Captain America's like body was in the ice i remember when like that was a that was a big thing i remember when that deleted scene like made its way to the internet and it was huge because everyone was like oh my god it's captain america's body right there you know and it was it was insane so yeah nothing yeah i think i think no matter what i'm not gonna say it's gonna make a billion but i think the batman will be a big hit and i think anything matt reeves and the batman related will be fine after merger obviously because i feel like he's making his own little mini universe there he has gotham pd he has penguin there's rumors of other shows so i think that it will be a hit and that's honestly i think what will happen after the merger is okay all these things will come out and they'll look at a spreadsheet and go okay what worked and what didn't work you know let's say if batgirl whether it's on the theatrical side or streaming side let's say it comes out and doesn't do that great streaming numbers they go okay maybe she's just a team-up character not a solo character same as blue beetle unfortunately and i think same thing with shazam coming up i think it's very important that sequel because if that the first one you know did fine but if this one doesn't do to whatever their standard is i could see shazam being relegated to okay he's a team of guy now we don't need to make another shazam and i i think that's all it's going to come down to is okay what's making us the most money what we're going to stick with it at the end of the day it's what they're looking for right so 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 what you're saying is travis is the rock could totally take over I could see people pitch the whole hierarchy of power in these universes (laughs) about to change. I don't know how many more times this has to be said. I could easily see because people might say, well, it doesn't make sense. He's a villain. I could easily see the next Justice League not having Shazam as the member and having Black Adam as the member because it's the fucking rock and he pushes numbers. It's like it doesn't matter at the end of the day what's comic accurate or not. Black Adam's he might be like a very torn anti-hero. But The Rock's not playing a villain. Everyone thinks we're getting like a villain movie. I know there's that scene 
mean, but he's going to have some little change of heart. There's going to be something. I, I feel that as long as you got The Rock, yeah, he could easily take over and it could become. <laughs> we got two days. I know. I don't know what happened. I don't, I, dude, my, like my my desktop went fucking crazy. I didn't say anything. I just in the back like in the, the corner of my eye, I'm like, he totally froze. It's like oh, no way home. Crazy. We got two days now. This is crazy. Which one of you lost, MJ? I didn't say anything. I just in the back. And you're on a bit of a delay now. It's trippy. No way home. We got two days now. I know, right? Jeez. Multiverse just it's like at the Doctor Strange when the portals open yeah, up. Dave, you're on like a six ten second delay, something like that. No way home, we got two days. I know, right? Jeez. We'll get to it eventually. He'll get there. Dude, I don't know. Everything's like going crazy right That's now. what the flash is gonna be in November, folks. Get ready. <laughs> oh boy. Jeez. Did you just say oh boy, like 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 fucking quantum leap right now? Wow. Speaking of that, we're getting a sequel series of that. Can you guys hear me? Uh, we, we, we can yeah, hear yeah. you, but are, are 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 we on a delay? No, are I don't think on... we're on a delay anymore. I think. Well, it was it was because I had oh. like dual things like happening. Oh, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, it was all a lot of things happening. I know that was not that was yeah a whole fucking wormhole like opened up. I was like, what? Taylor, what's Jeez. happening with DC in the next like three years? What's <laughs> happening with DC in the next three years? <laughs> uh, I mean, they're gonna be. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a sign. I'm not gonna continue what I was gonna say. No, um, what do I think is gonna happen with DC though? Because they got new people coming, and that's gonna be management in the next few years or so. So some new management. Okay, yeah. well that's in- interesting. I mean, as far like. <laughs> I will preference this for people that watch is what not that Taylor is on a podcast for the past seven years. We talk about news and movie, but most of the time it is me literally breaking the news to him on the web because he's on his Twitter, but you do not like what you, I don't, you constantly have to check with me. Like if this is a real story or whatnot, you completely detached yourself from the news cycle. You just, you watch the movies and you're good to go. That's basically it. I mean, my Twitter consists of pretty much just star Wars. And uh, so when you break in the DC news, the Marvel news, I appreciate it. it's great. And so, yeah, if they're getting new management, that's pretty cool. Uh, just kind of like going forward, like a, I don't want to say necessarily like a clean slate, but them just kind of uh, diving into new opportunities and new storylines. Again, like the whole seeing the Batgirl stuff, like that got me super jazzed. Like just, yeah, I, that's characters. what I want. That's what I wanted to like. Uh, that's how this ask all you. started. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how it all started. I don't know. Like all of a sudden, like the back roll, like uh, talk just crashed my shit. But <laughs> what are we? Uh, what are we thinking about this right here? I, I... Okay. So. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll, I'll go quickly first. go because I actually got to bounce here pretty quick. Um, okay. I I I honestly like it. I I think it's a good like like shout out to like the classic suit. Um. I, I feel like it'll look better once like the actual finished product is out, like the show. Uh, geez, the movie, I guess. Um, but as of right now, I, I think I'm over the fifty percent bar. Like I, I'm sold, but I'm not in love with it yet. But you know, it's it's a nice set photo. Um, Dave, you were talking about it earlier. Um, of just like <laughs> this is better than getting like a leaked photo, which I'm always yeah. down for. Yeah. Well, I, um, and I so think I. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say, Kirkland. I think that's 
that's what this is. I think clearly yeah. they're at the point where outdoor shooting is about to begin. And for yeah. once they got ahead of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. smart. Yeah. That's the way it should be going uh, forward. And I like it. I, I, I think like first viewing of it, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. And yeah, it's good. It's over the 50% bar. I get the thumbs up on it. But uh, yeah, unfortunately I got to bounce. So thanks so right, much man. for having me, Thank Dave. And talk, uh, talk to you boys later on. Have a good evening. Sure, man. Take it easy. Well, and I think it's interesting that we had Joker. Remember, they Walking Phoenix did that test and they put that out before he went in the public, and then we got that with yeah. Pass and the Batman. And it's like, oh, DC's gonna start doing this now with every big project, and that was kind of the only two that they did it with. It was this like big? So I think every studio should do this before they go out and start I shooting. I, I I happen to think that like because I am something of a believer in the in the controlled leaks. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's totally what was happening with the Flash. I I yeah. just I I find that very difficult to believe that that I mean I know they were doing a lot of out, outdoor shooting, but come on, we saw so much yes. in like the, the span of a month from that. But in in the case of the costume, like, and I you know what I was gonna read? I was gonna go back to reading because I'm in the process of like doing a bunch of catch up on like DC and Marvel comics. And I was going to read, I was going to go back to Scott Snyder's Batman, and I will at some point before March. But now I think I'm going to read Burnside. I'm going to read Batgirl Burnside. Because well, so that's, many... where this, that's where this costume is coming it, from. Exactly. 100% and... it is ripped from the Burnside run of Batgirl. And yes. when you look at that costume, you just kind of go like, okay, practical. This is practical. I mean, to, to me, it's like... Uh, you know, they weren't trying to go for like, all right, what what is Bar what is Barbara going to be going for when she tries to make her own bat suit? It's going right. to be this. It's a leather jacket. It's mm-hmm. leather pants. Right. She obviously crafted the uh, the the bat logo, and then she has all her gear. She has her, you know, and then she's like, all right, well, I'll put a cape. What intrigues me the most is like that that cowl. Look at the the the, yeah. the pattern yeah. on that cowl. Really fucking, I that really pops for me. Yes. to be honest, like, I agree. It's 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 different because I'm like, what is going on with that? You know, when it when it comes to all that. But when people are like, it's CW, it's CW. I'm like, well, it's straight out of Burnside. It it's right there. That's why. I mean, I'm sure it'd be very easy to uh, take a piss in. <laughs> you know, oh, whenever yeah. Like yeah. zippers. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of zippers. She can uh, very easily, you know, go to the bathroom when it comes to this because that's always been the thing when it came to bat suits. Right. And, and, and 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 all and of the you know the the CW thing is it, it's because it's not Michael Wilkinson it's yeah straight yeah. from the Batfleck that's what they wanted they wanted something that was from that school and it's like okay no this is it's Barbara starting out this is an origin film mm-hmm. she doesn't have a tailor that no. you know from Wayne Enterprises it's just gonna be and, it, and I even it's thought, not suit me up Uncle Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, for pe- yeah. Do, do we want that? Do we want that, people? Do we want? Oh, sure. Yeah. People? Do you want that? So, yeah. Where it know. looks like where it looks like the 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 Batgirl suit is literally like a lingerie. I mean, it's like a uh, you know, it's totally. It looks lingerie esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, she. Th- we can't. We can't say this is going to be. I mean, this is what's so funny. Anytime there's a a suit reveal for anything, everybody always like just does that 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 whole thing. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I can understand it. Sometimes not that great, but when it comes to these characters, even like with uh, with Battenson, that's we're gonna get a new. We're gonna get another suit. We're gonna get another bat suit. 
maybe maybe another two suits or whatever the hell. Mm -hmm. Same thing with this. You can't tell me that that Bruce Wayne, whichever Bruce Wayne you want to say it is, whether it's Keaton or whatever. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously, I guess it's going to be Keaton. Like, it's going to get she's going to get a new suit because this is the one that she made herself 100 percent and she's going to make it herself comic accurate and, and yeah to yeah totally to the to the to the burnside run and that and we're going to see her on a bike obviously i mean it fits with all the leather obviously but uh yeah it's not going to be the final form like when people were complaining about it, it's like this is the first suit this is like seeing in Spider-Man um, Homecoming, when he had, or, you know, the hoodie and the fucking tights, the, the sweatpants and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I mean that happened. was homemade. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You know, right. this is yeah. kind of like that, too. This is like that, too. This is like, I, I'm curious about, like, how she made the cowl. I mean, because the pattern and everything, that's, I, I get everything else. But I'm like, okay, what's going on with the cowl? That's what intrigues me the most about this costume is how did she make the cowl, the bat cowl? And, and how is she hiding all of it from J.K. Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> That's my yeah. thing. Is like, That'll be fun. You, you, I, you, I, you were rolling the dice hiding that from, uh, from, from Whiplash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like the suit. I've always liked the Burnside suit. Uh, my problem is just I just didn't think it was like a good photograph. I thought that it could have been better. I, I, I didn't that, like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost just even the quality of the camera. I just felt like, oh, we don't have anything of bit even more hd so i i think it'll look better on screen i just i think it just was unflattering in a way but i hope we get to a point where it is like yeah a bit more armored if you see what she's rocking right now like the gotham knights game coming up that is like the armored look but it is the burnside color aesthetic and that to me is like the happy medium of that purple and yellow that i would like to see but plus some armor going on because you know if there's gonna be a just league 2 and we happen to get batgirl she's definitely gonna need something a bit more than that as far as suit wise to maybe take down some sort of huge massive threat but i like the i like the suit overall so far and i'm i'm pretty excited for the movie I, batman as just a ip is the thing that excites me most more than marvel dc combined it's just batman that world and we haven't tapped into a lot of these characters i know batman's been around for so long we've had so many movies but the only live action film, Barbara, we have is, you know, okay, some little girl in Dark Knight, right? In Dark Knight. And then, you know, like you said, Batman and Robin. Same thing with these Dick Grayson rumors. It's like we had Chris O'Donnell, and then you, you know, cheatingly had Joseph Gordon Levitt, but it's, there's a lack of the Bat family, which count. I'm, uh, yeah, it doesn't count. So we, we, I'm, we have not had these. nearly enough live action Bat family. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's where when people always go, oh, we've had so much Batman. That's the thing with Batman. There's still so much between his side characters and villains that we haven't even touched. We haven't even scratched the surface yet, you know, and uh, I'm very excited for anything bat related. And I like the casting, the directors. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the newest bad boys, but a lot of people were. So I understand why I it was made to see that too. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm the minority. People love that movie. Gray? Oh, no, yeah, that, so. that was, that, that was, you know, if that came out, like, I mean, what, that came out like a month and a half before the pandemic started. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's not Michael Bay, but I thought, right. Pretty good. Oh, I, I heard a lot of good. I heard a lot of good things about it. Like I heard people putting it like on a high pedestal compared to the other two, and I was like, "Oh wow, really? Was that good?" So yeah, yeah I yeah. I do want to check it out, and and I I definitely want to see it to get an idea of their style for mm -hmm. this film. You know, to, to to see how they might do some things with the action and the cameras. But yeah, dude, I'm I'm totally like the whole the Bat Family stuff. 
there is, you know, it's just like someone was asking the question about Reeves' Batman movie. They're like, okay, which direction do you think he's going to take? Is he going to go grounded like Nolan, or is he, or are we going to actually be able to see like Mr. Freeze and some of the more fantastical villains? And I said, well, think about it. This is the dude that did Cloverfield and two apes movies. There's your answer. Yeah. So you're much. on the side you think you will get like freaky oh, stuff yeah, like yes. that. Oh, I, see, I yeah. I'm on the one anywhere so. I I don't think we will. I don't like anybody pitching a Court of Owls, you're not gonna have Court of Owls cloning themselves. Anyone pitching a Clayface or Mr. Freeze, I, I actually don't think we will. I think he's gonna stay very Clayface is always gonna be a hard one. I, yeah. Well yeah. And, and, and to be fair, Travis I, to be clear, Travis, I don't think he's gonna go like so like Clayface to me is like really far. Like, the that's... top, the tippy top of exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially after how they did him in the animated series, mm-hmm. which yeah. that's got it. That's got to be your baseline for how you do the character in live action. You can't like that's well, just yeah. Start you can't point. run away because the games and Harley Quinn show yes. they've all adopted it. You know exactly. So so yeah. no, but I do think I, I I think like somebody like Freeze I could see I could. So you I see a like freeze he, gun getting busted out, and you think he'll freeze Batman at some point not, in this not, universe? Maybe not necessarily a freeze gun, but somebody that weirdly can only survive in sub-zero temperatures. Yeah, okay. And maybe there's another apparatus for how he freezes things. But just, I could see, like, and he's almost like the baseline for how far I think they could go. Or mm-hmm. he could do a better croc, right? Like, he could do yeah, a skin cause disease, I, cause, stuff Because like I'm that. not necessarily, like... I mean, I know everybody loved the makeup from the studio from the Suicide Squad or, or from Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. but you I said the Studio Squad, didn't you? <laughs> well, I, I I do call I do call it Studio Squad, yes. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, like there's a, like not so fantastical with mm-hmm. Batman's villains, no. but I think that there is a line, you know. I mean, we've seen Scarecrow done practically with the fear toxin, practically with fear toxin, and somehow they found a way now i don't think you if you do bane again i think you actually have to make venom a steroid yeah i don't think you can do it the way that nolan did it with hardy you've got to actually bring the steroid into it but i think reeves could i absolutely think he could do that and i agree with that that's always been my push away people always saying like oh this would be perfect for court of owls and i i think it could be but court of owls when you look into it they like take people's blood and they freeze things like it gets very sci-fi I think Reeves could be, hey, I'm just going to make this secret society in Gotham that happens to wear owl costumes, you know, like like very to be told, eyes wide shut, like something like that. But with Reeves, <laughs> I, I'm with you. Same thing with Freeze. I could see that. Ooh. I just think lots of people I've Ooh. seen like, oh, you could do this film, this film. I think anything very fantastical. Dude. I don't think you're going to get in this one because I still think I that, just, I'm not and I'm not I'm not trying to push it much past you. But I will say that a lot of the stuff that we're talking about has it's not so Sci- or I don't know. I don't want to say it's not science fiction, but it's not nearly as science fiction as we might say. Well, I mean, I was just stuff like the freeze gun or even Clayface. You can give a like today. You can give a good scientific explanation for Clayface that would be like in the realm of the kind of science he did in like the Apes movies, where mm-hmm. you they've got compounds now that are like, um, you know that that will. I mean, not nearly on the level of Clayface. They'll be <laughs> they'll be they'll be leveling it up. But I mean, yeah. they've got stuff that like they've got brain interfaces, and they've got they've got stuff that will form um, into into shapes from you know from gels or liquids or or, or whatever and change states. Okay. And you would have to modify the character a little bit and exaggerate the science a little bit. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to go as far as Clayface, but I do think that that is not that far out of the realm. And so something like a freeze gun, I think that 
I don't know that we're going to get like a, someone's frozen in a block of ice. You know, you're not going to get like a Schwartz, <laughs> but I think something oh, like a costume that's like a not that far out of like what the animated series did and some kind of an ice gun of some kind is not that um is not that outrageous and plus i think a modern interpretation of freeze even if he had an ice gun probably wouldn't rely on it in quite the same the same way either mm-hmm. um, yeah i, as, I yeah okay oh, you know I, I would love stuff like that i just wonder once i see this movie i'll really get to know okay is there any even minor fantastical elements because mm-hmm. even stuff like always oh, like batman jumping from a building and landing on his legs that's already fantastical <clears throat> right this man would not be walking even with that cape that's a lot of impact on those knees so you got to of course suspend your disbelief <clears throat> but I, I i feel like he's just going to be more crying oriented if we get a trilogy we know one of them is going to have the joker because every director wants to do a joker and i'm completely fine with that and i i we'll, we'll have to see i i think they're just going to stay very very minuscule as far as the crime and the mob boss and the seven feel and stuff like that but i welcome it because there's a whole batch of batman villains that have kind of been sitting on the bench for years because i'm not that i'm mad seeing another Catwoman or another penguin but it is there is so many that we have yet to see and people probably still don't even know what a court of owls is in the ga you know they don't even know what that is one of the things i was thinking about when you were talking about the court of owls i mean i remember that like scene in eyes wide shut going back to that yes. when he's walking through that that whole thing when you were saying like a secret society can you imagine bruce like infiltrating a court of owls and it's like it's got that creepy fucking music i'm not uh-huh. saying that there's got to be like orgies happening in like the background or something like that but i mean <laughs> this is a different I, court of owls bruce yeah i know i i mean maybe maybe we could i mean i don't know how fat put, put, but i mean just imagine well, it can't bruce. be rated r though dave yeah, yeah it's it pg-13 like, yeah, it's, not rated r. it's PG 13. a kid's movie now yeah come on uh, yeah. yeah no but like but just imagine bruce like you know just you know Robert Pattinson, Bruce, with a mask, just walking through, kind of like in that eyes wide shut kind of scenario where he's like going through the secret society. They don't know that it's him. And he's just seeing like this whole this fucking cult. And you have this creepy music, man. I don't know. I just thought about that right now. I was like, damn, that'd be pretty fucking awesome. I think for me, one of the big things, like compare back to like what Nolan did. And I remember people were like, oh, they wanted just just keep the Dark Knight canon and just introduce Superman to that. Why are you rebooting and, and all that stuff back then? And I think that for me, the thing that kind of was always a great like bright line was imagining like, let's say let's say they they, they kept Bale and you get to Batman v Superman and you're like, OK, so there's Christian Bale Batman and everything's exactly the same as it was. And now you're like, oh, and Superman arrives. I'm like, nope, that just doesn't. No, that's, that's a no work. in that universe. That just doesn't. doesn't right. I think it, it breaks everything. And I think that the the feel that I get from like the Pattinson universe is, could you be like, oh, Superman arrives and have me not be like, nope, no way. And I don't, I don't think that I I would draw that line yet. That doesn't mean I think they're gonna go that far. But I think that it is because I mean you take away all the Superman stuff from you know Bale or Bale um Affleck's Batman up until Man of Steel would have been pretty similar to that right without the like superman was the most fantastical thing he'd ever seen so um i don't know i don't I, i'm i think that we're probably going to get something far more grounded however um it doesn't feel like it would just break the 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 aesthetic of the universe to have a metahuman in it i agree 
And that's what's interesting because I, I think that they were right to reboot and go another route, but I am someone that still thinks they could have actually made it work with Bale. And the only reason I think that is because if you were to just show people two movies in MCU and you show them the first Iron Man and then you show them Endgame, don't show them anything else. The first Iron Man is super grounded, very based in scientific fact. There's no ale. It's him dealing with terrorists and another guy that builds a robot. You jump 10 years later and it's him mm. fighting an alien after a bunch of magical stones and you have other aliens <laughs> and you have spider people and stuff like that. So I think there's I a way that. where with Bale, you could have done that would be the impact of so far. Now, he'd probably get destroyed, but like the yeah. impact of he is a normal guy and this is something huge and fantastical coming in. What would I do with that? Obviously, it doesn't really work with what no one does with the ending and stuff like that. But I think you could actually feel the same way if we were to have a real-life Superman land down. We would feel that weight of, man, we are not officially alone. And there's a superpower being. You could have done that from Bale's perspective where in Man of Steel, right away we set up, okay, the fantastical is real. We have different planets. And, you know, but again, I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong not to do the reboot. I think that was the route to go. I, I, I think that the, the only counterpoint I would have to that, Travis, is with Iron Man, the, the one thing that is a definitive, like just really just puts kind of a, draws a definitive line between that and like Bale's interpretation is mm -hmm. Stark's tech. The suspension <laughs> of disbelief yes. with everything Tony Stark yeah. has, including the suit, is just at least three levels ahead of but what he, Bale has in the Dark Knight trilogy. To a point, except for when we get to Rise, as I feel, because Rise, I feel like that man is busting out a whole bunch of plot armor left, right, and center. And I love Rises, but he, a little he, bit. He, but if you look at like what when he goes to Lucius Fox and he's like, "I need a solution for this," and Lucius is like, "Oh, here's this like top of the line thing," <laughs> and, and and it's like, you know, something that is exists in the real world already. Mm -hmm. And now, like, you know, the, the what do they call it? The bat, I think, was like the, yeah, the you know, bat. Yeah. Some yeah. of it stretched a little bit. Or the bat that, is, yeah. that is like the absolute farthest it stretches it versus like Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. Like, yeah. there is a, there's a slightly different, is. like, level of, and, and, like and a then baseline also, of... And then remember, like, when he has the first suit, like, the whole thing with him and, and the Air Force after he, you know, takes out the thugs in Gomera, like they think he's a UFO and they're going to shoot him down. And then they're like, it's a man. Batman's not doing that. Yeah, not or, Bale's just, or, Batman. or the concept of like just the arc reactor and the chest keeping him alive. Yeah, that's the that, most fantastic. Yeah. Like, right, like, that, that gets out like that would never that that type of science would not exist in the in the Nolan universe. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, I, I get I get what you're saying. Like, so I think do I. That, yeah. I think we're both. I think we're splitting hairs. I just split mm -hmm. it like on that side of like. <laughs> oh yeah, and I think they were right because I would not have wanted them to be like, yeah, there is a Superman and Bale's as much fun as it would have been because you do have that if you had a problem of hey, I want more Batman movies. Okay, there's an established Batman, but it is a like a nice, well put together trilogy for the most part because like that third movie is not exactly what Nolan wanted to make. We all know that. So I feel like it's like the best he could do under the circumstance. And we're going to have to see what Ryan Coogler does later on this year with a similar situation as far as, Hey, you know, your big character, because Joker, no matter what, no matter what was going to be happening, that character would have prevailed. I was talking about this with Chris on Marvel Alliance that you don't have Joker hanging upside down saying we're destined to do this forever. And then Nolan do a third movie and never touch that again. If Heath Ledger is with us, right? It, it wouldn't be that. Oh, yeah. I think there is a key piece missing there. And that's why I, whether it's right or wrong, I always grade rises on a curve. Cause I always feel, ah, Nolan had some stuff taken away the same with Wakanda forever. If that movie is at least just good, 
I think that is a miraculous thing they pulled off with not even like the political stuff going on, but just with even losing your main star. If it's just a decent movie, that that's as I'll be happy with that because that's a hard, same thing that I did with Fast Fevin, right? You lose Paul Walker in the middle of production. The fact that they pulled that off and pulled that so well, it, it's uh, I'm hoping the best for Coogler later on this year because that, that's been quite a production for that uh, poor man to take on. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. And yeah, no, I mean, like when it came to, yeah, I mean, Nolan was obviously going to probably use Ledger again in yeah. the third one, but. I that don't know didn't that he would have been invincible, but he would have been no, him. he wouldn't have been yeah. he wouldn't have been the main villain, but he would have had a presence. There's no way that yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, the line, we're destined to do this forever. I mean, that's just uh I think that's where kind of like rises kind of suffers from people. It's like, oh yeah, it's just all right, we're just on to that next thing after we did this great thing right well, here. Yeah, especially, you with cool? it, <laughs> especially with how much it borrows from um the Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. which yeah. you know that's not that he would have gone, you know, he, it borrows enough to like have borrowed a lot without going that deep into it. But sort of the, 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 the thing that gives him catharsis in, in returns is, is very much involves that, like the tunnels with Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not that they would have even really recreated that, but bringing him in the, the idea of Joker being rehabilitated and all that, I, you know, he would have escaped in a movie if if yeah. Fletcher was alive. The Joker, at, even if he was not the main villain, at some point that man was busting out of his cell and causing some trouble, you know. And it's, <laughs> and especially imagine if we did live in a world where he was alive, how big that performance was and oh, just the hype and I, the merch and everything. And I do still believe even if he was with us, he would have won that Oscar. It's one of those things I that agree. even Warner Brothers couldn't even probably resist. Like, no, you got to find a way to get this man that, in the that, movie. Like, you know, that is the most for me. It's like as a fan, it's like the most heartbreaking thing is yes. how much his career would have absolutely exploded mm-hmm. after that, because there was and I mean, the perception of him had changed so wildly fast because before that it was all about him being in Brokeback Mountain. Yep. And, and since 2008, he has only been thought of as the Joker. Mm-hmm. And that is all anybody thinks of him as going forward. Oh, Which yeah. is a I mean, great and yeah. bad thing at the same time, you know, because it's this iconic role, but then your other work kind of gets put away. And I agree with you, yeah. Ray, that he would have been, you would have seen Heath Ledger in a lot, a lot of projects. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he probably would be on his Oscar by now, for all yeah. we know, you know, because, I mean, I, I still remember, you know, when, when it was announced, it was like, all right, all right, is that guy cool? All right, we'll see what happens. And then when that first image was released, I still remember that. This was like pre so much social media yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> and we had that first image of the scarred face, and everybody just kind of went, Holy shit. You, you, you know what, though, Dave? Like huh. going back to that, though, here's the funny thing about that. I do remember, and this goes back to the Batgirl costume thing, and it even goes to like some of the, I remember the some of the early reactions to the Joaquin Phoenix uh, camera test. Mm-hmm. I remember. You're right. It was before Twitter and all that, but I remember on superherohype.com forum. Oh, yes. yeah. Hype coming, yeah. coming soon was still around. Yes. Totally remember the people that were angry that it wasn't Killing Joke. It wasn't Acid Bath. It was just face paint. Mm. That's not the joke. That, that was a thing. I remember that argument. Oh, yeah. People were having back then, and I'm like... Yeah, but that, <laughs> that, that, was, that was in their threads. That was it. That it was. was. Their it wasn't totally. All, you know. I, and that was what made me go back and look up like the first Joker appearance. And like, I read that comic and I'm like, well, the comic doesn't say what it is. Killing Joe, like in the very first 
Joker comics. Comics isn't say it could totally be makeup, and like the whole thing where he impersonated the cop, and then I think there's another one where, like which Nolan put in the movie. Yeah, like all that's there, and it's like, well, there is no explanation for why he looks like that in the beginning. You're you're taking something from Alan Moore's comic in the '80s. Okay, cool, but that's not like the only definitive origin so dude it didn't matter what year it was it even without social media there was something. i know but it, but it wasn't as noisy but i remember also yeah. when they when the, the first very first dark knight uh teaser came out and it was just a logo with all the yes. fucking like oh, yeah. and, and, and then you yeah and then you heard heath ledger's joker laugh at the yes. end of it and everybody i think i mean pretty much collectively we were like all right, this is going to work because did uh, you hear that shit and mm -hmm. match it to the face? This is going to be fucked up. <laughs> you know, that, it's like... The, no. There was that first Joker trailer that they, I remember it came out like, I think it was like December of 2007. It was like, it was a month after they finished principal photography. And it's that one where it's like, all, I think it's like largely the Joker's voiceover. Like he starts it off and he's like, to them, you're just a freak like yeah. me. And it was like mm -hmm. the first full on look that we got of him. And we were just all like, oh my God. God, this is gonna work. This yeah. is gonna be so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. <laughs> but yeah, nowadays it's just like, hey, now we got just another superhero reveal <laughs> every week or something like that. It's like something's happening. And when it came to, I mean, it, it was funny because I just literally like got done with my Peacemaker, well, you know, episodes one through three review. And I was like, all right, I got to get some dinner and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, just boom, just, oh, yeah, on a Friday night. Here we go. Here's the Batgirl costume finally. And I went, okay, cool. And then I was like doing my Twitter thing. I was like, okay, regardless how you feel about it, it's still very much being ripped from this version right here. Okay, that's fine. And I get it because, you know, the image, yeah, we're all fucking spoiled by Zach and Clay Enos. Those guys who make like just they make portraits sometimes. This was not exactly, you know, yeah, maybe, but it still had some it's still good because I think even Steven, you uh, like like we you were talking about, I think we have where we're like the silhouette like the 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 shadow of the ears, you know, on the be on the uh, the pillar or whatever the fuck behind her. That was kind of cool. You see the red hair, you see the you know, there was still some really good uh Aesthetics, I guess you could say, in the uh, in the image. I, I don't. Know. I just don't know if there will ever be a day where there's a, any kind of a costume reveal and people handle it in like a rational. There's <laughs> just never way. gonna be that. Yeah. Like because I think, and also there's I think maybe some context to this one because I'm I'm like 99% sure that they shot this like live tonight five minutes yeah. before they posted it. Yes. Um, because you can see there's even a, there's a video going around on Twitter of them doing some outdoor shooting where they were shooting some spotlights up in the air and the camera didn't look up to see what was up there. And I didn't see any other like, um, paparazzi photos or anything of her going around, but, um, we all know how this kind of stuff ends up leaking out. And so they're doing outdoor shoots. So I'm, like I said, I'm like 99% sure they just, um, had her up there and they shot this and I wish that maybe they'd had you know they've got all the camera equipment so you'd think they would have gotten a shot with something a little bit better with yeah but um so so this is like better than a than a like a set leak but also like this is the worst that this costume will ever look in terms of like <laughs> reveals go yeah. mm -hmm. and I, like I don't mean it even as an insult I'm just saying like this is it will only look better than this as they have like proper lighting and framing and camera and 
um, and editing and color grading. And, you know, like, I don't think that we're going to have the orange with the red, like the orange red brick behind the purple suit with the yellow. Like, I think that that's probably going to be more gray and the final product, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and like, people are comparing it to like the CW, but like the difference here is like, she actually wears a Like, this is an actual costume she has in the comics. It's not adapted into like mm -hmm. a leather suit just because of that's all they have. Um, and also like with all those CW reveals, like, whereas this is the, the worst this is ever going to look, all the CW, like, costume reveal photos are all the best that it ever right. looks. Because those are all the high def. Yeah, it's on studio in, in front yeah. of a green screen or a white backdrop yeah. or whatever with with uh, controlled lighting, and then mm -hmm. and then they're Photoshopped to hell. And, um, and uh, Very you know, it's heavily like, Photoshopped. All yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and so those are like very much promo photos where the, whereas this is like a step above a paparazzi photo that the directors are like, let's just get this out here in order to, um, in order to make sure that the first image isn't a like really bad, like cell phone camera from someone standing across the street. Um, and, um, I mean, having said that, I, I don't really have any design issues with it. I think it makes a lot of sense for, this is not a, a suit made by Wayne. Um, and it's, and she, you know, she has a, a motorcycle. So having a, like a motorcycle leather suit makes sense. Um, I was off camera, but I heard Dave talking about the helmet. I'm pretty sure that's carbon fiber. Um, yeah. Is another good I like, I like the pattern, the pattern. Yeah. 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 It's um, a, you know, and I'm curious how she, cause you gets, can, you can yeah. make carbon fiber like at home with like, uh, yeah. you get like sheets and, and, and mold it almost like a like a much, much stronger paper mache <laughs> to like simplify it. But I mean, that's very much a, like a, a material that you can get homemade stuff for. And she either covered something else up with it or crafted it on her own. But I think it's a great combination of like homemade suit, uh, without being like the daredevil, um, <laughs> which I love Lots that. Suit, but I mean, yeah. Well, I mean the daredevil, um, like the black suit from the, black the show. Suit, yeah, oh yeah. Show, um, yeah. Which I like, I love that suit, but I mean that, that is way more low, but, or like even the Spider-Man first suit was like super yeah. low budget. I oh, think this is a great, even, yeah, I think this is a great, like middle ground of sensible. It makes sense where she got everything from and how everything was made. And it looks like a superhero suit. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, so I don't really have any, I don't have any, I just think it's funny that like, I, it would have been nice if they had done, had a camera test or something like Matt Reeves did maybe to reveal it. So it could be oh, yeah. more in like, this mm -hmm. is how we want it to look with the end product. But you know, even then people are like freaking out about stuff, but look at how much better that looked than the, the leaked set photos of the Pattinson suit. For those people were like freaking out because they had the big yeah. motorcycle helmet version and the, and like the, he wasn't wearing the cape. There was all sorts of, I don't know, the stunt suits are always a little bit different. And so people were freaking out about that. Um, I don't know. I think, it, I think it looks good and I'm excited to see how it looks in motion. Yeah, I agree. Taylor, Taylor, you've been quiet. What do you think of the Batgirl suit? I mean, I, I, I really liked what I saw. Like, again, I think it fits like what you guys are saying. Like it's not done by Bruce Wayne. It's not done. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. It doesn't have millions and trillions of dollars backed behind it you know it's just uh she's trying to get into the game she just wants to help out uh you know the bat family and this is her making her statement and so i look forward to when she gets that uh wayne stamp of approval uh armor or suit sent her away but i think this is a great entry point and i just i like the color scheme a lot it just for some reason when i looked at it it just gave me vibes of like 
old school like Wanda and Vision suits for some reason when they were wearing it like for the Halloween episode for some reason. But I just I like how it looks like sticking with the comics a little bit there. And yeah, I'm super excited to see her rocket in live action. I think it'll be much better when you we see her like moving around and everything and it's flowing around and it's not just like a solid still. So <laughs> I love that she's got the yellow boots. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, it's yeah. straight out of Burnside, definitely. I, I, and, I w- and, and Lane, Barry's kind of a brilliant guy. He's, you know, I mean, well, he, also, he also had different, he had different requirements. He had to channel the energy and right. yeah. the material. He had, to make a, he had to make a suit where he didn't fucking burn up when he ran fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally. And like he had, had the time and resources to, to yes. he moves at this, you know, as fast as he moves, he can make that um, a lot better. So I don't know. Yeah. I just saw that. I was like, it's not the same. No. Sorry. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. Well, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, people, <laughs> people, uh, I like Lane. Lane's great though. Yeah. I love you, Lane. Don't worry. I was just saying it's not the same. She will get an upgrade. She will. She will get an upgrade. Don't worry. You, you, you I know, I I had said, you know, when, when Leslie Grace got cast and there was all manner of controversy about her being cast, I remember one of the hangups was whether or not, she, you know, she was going to have the red hair. And I remember from the beginning... Oh, I, fucking flowing. I love it. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, from the beginning, and I still maintain... They didn't have to give her the red hair. No. But no. since they've decided to, looks great. It does. <laughs> I mean, decided I mean that's, to. that's part of Babs. That's part of Babs is the red hair, you know? And and when she, when they announced, uh, I think it was DC Fandom the past year, they said, oh, yeah, definitely going to have the red hair. And then what we've seen is full on red hair. I mean, that's just, that's just, I think it's always just been that when we watched the 66 Batman and, Anytime we knew a Batgirl episode was going to happen, when when you had the opening credits and you had the fucking she she went across, you're like, oh, it's a Batgirl episode, and any young boy was excited for not just because you know we like Yvonne Craig, (laughs) but like Ray said, they didn't have to do it. You know, Aquaman was a full on blonde guy before that. You know, look at yeah, little highlights. That's about it. Yeah, Yeah. and obviously they did it to like hide her persona, but they did that with MJ and MCU, right? There's not a speck of red hair, and that's like very definitive with MJ, right? Of like the red hair, that's her costume. And for me, I was always like, oh, I wish Sunday would have done that because you've seen photos her red hair and she looks great. But they went, no, we're gonna have you know, we want to have this MJ twist that wasn't a twist because you know stuff gets out and everything like that and but it's it's very cool that she has the hair it's it's it, it's just it's fun little comic book accurate things that you go okay they're 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 caring and i i appreciate that so and right there travis is like that that's where you really a lot of times you see where people are really coming from when they have complaints about this stuff because like literally like just it's like okay all the so many concerns that any of us had about how comic accurate to Barbara Gordon, this character was going to be at mm. least four of them have been completely eliminated. Yeah, by this picture, <laughs> it's like okay, this straight off the page in terms of how she looks. She's got the red hair. She's Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. She's Commissioner Gordon's daughter. So this is not Alfred's niece, like from <laughs> well, Batman and Robin, right? And that's oh, where God. like this stuff is always too. Like it implies, um. It's the costume is often a part of like the storytelling. Like even when the Daredevil black 
like sweatsuit costume from from the Marvel show came out, people were upset about that for you know for all sorts of different reasons or whatever. But but that costume is so integral to kind of his journey to to becoming Daredevil, Damn. and then he comes back in season three, and like mm-hmm. and so. Um, and actually, you know, I I think I prefer that costume anyway. Just and I'm a big um, Man Without Fear fan. So. I was gonna say it's a but, comic accurate one, right? It's yeah. like that's what he started um, with. And so there's a difference between like, is it does it look good or does it look right versus like does it make sense? Mm-hmm. And and like, that's like like for insane. example, like Tom Holland's first Spider-Man suit, I think it looks horrendous. Like it's a terrible suit, like Spider-Man suit, like the one, and he doesn't wear it much in the in the movie. But like the the one that he made himself, it looks it looks awful. But like that's the the point. Like it's because he's not or or Tobey Maguire's even his first Spider Man suit was I like it's hilarious. It's laughable. Imagine if that leaked and everyone was like, oh, what are they doing with they ruined Spider Man? It's like, well, no, it's a storytelling point where he doesn't have the he doesn't know yet how to make or he hasn't yet made the other suit. And so I'm I'm not saying like this is going to be like a in the movie for three seconds. I'm sure if she gets another suit in this movie it's not going to be until the end probably she's not going to get one until like the next movie <laughs> but even so where she is in her story arc as batgirl having a motorcycle suit and a carbon fiber helmet that she made herself makes the most sense to me if she were to show up and yeah. have like a more like the gray and black suit or like anything you know more like more sophisticated i think the people are doing a little bit of reverse engineering here where they're like i don't like the cw and it looks a little bit like the CW suits, therefore it's a bad suit. When that's not really the order of the logic there. The, I don't like the CW suits much either, but it's not because they're on the CW. It's because Oliver Queen doesn't need to wear a motorcycle suit as a superhero in the CW. Like he's a billionaire, he can make a, a proper suit like Bruce Wayne made. And like and the and they and so there's things like that. It's not even so much. I know not to get in an argument about the CW again. But the point is not so much to say like one is bad or one is the other, but like I don't think there's storytelling reasons for those suits in that universe. Those suits are those right. suits because of budget reasons, yeah. not because of storytelling reasons. Exactly. And here yes. it's for a storytelling reason. Right. So it's just, it's just weird to kind to be like, oh yeah, it does look like a CW suit, but like that's because that's what you do when you don't have Bruce Wayne's budget. Research. Exactly. And you don't like, have and yeah, Bruce it looks like money. cosplay when you when you have a cosplay budget to work with when, and when, when, when your suit is not made by bruce wayne or crafted by the gods or is your cloak when you were a baby from another planet yeah. or yeah. was what you inherited underwater when you took the trident from king atlin or you know wasn't aerodynamically built because you're a super speedster yeah. all of the above like when it's not that yeah. I mean, I mean, we all love the uh, the BVS bat suit, but I mean, that's 20 years in the making, essentially, you know, <laughs> what, was, what was Batflex's first bat suit? You know, what was the first it, one, right? Yeah. I know. I've always wondered that. Maybe that's like a question that maybe I always like the uh, mask of the phantasm. Yes. With the, with the ski mask. And yes, yeah, the ski mask. Well, yeah. that was kind of in <sighs> Batman Begins also. It you was. Know? It was. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, Christopher Nolan, like the fact that me and Scott have been revisiting, you know, Batman, the animates, I mean, Christopher Nolan really, I think he, he took heavily from a lot of, uh, the Batman, the animated series, you know? And, uh, cause like it's scarecrow episodes, there's just certain episodes you go, oh, there's some parallels right here to Batman begins and dark Knight. you know, there's stuff like that you see, but yeah, 
when you go back to master the phantasm there's like a, a spot where he's just wearing like a tactical suit with a ski mask and that was in batman begins at one point you know and so but yeah you you wonder like what was batflex like was it the same thing like how you know when he was a younger version but like the yeah the suit that we saw bbs or even jl whatever you prefer i mean that was just that's just him now where it's 20 years plus of him making something fantastic and it's you know looks obviously awesome you know but you know but everybody else they got their suits given to him except for barry of course but he had to made it because <laughs> he didn't want to burn alive when he's running but everybody else got their suits well, handed to him and he can spend the equivalent of of 20 years making it in a couple days yeah you know where he like he has right. that the, the time and the intelligence you know to to put that stuff together but i think the biggest thing is like it's it he needs it like she doesn't need the the armored suit and if, even if she did is not necessarily going to have the the resources or the time to to put one together that's as good as 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 what barry did right um i'm kind of wondering too when it comes to the back girl movie because i'm remembering the first appearance of uh back girl in the animated series going back to the animated series is like the reason why like barbara in at uh i think in that episode i forgot what i forgot what the title of the episode is i think it's just when we get introduced introduced to her it's like she just had to make an appearance just to be yeah. just to give people the like hey batman's not around so i have to take the place just to show right. that i'm that there's a batman there's like that people like like people like know that there's yeah. the batman still around kind of thing you know and some someone grabbed her cowl and ripped it and her hair fell out yeah and that's how ah, they knew that that's it was right. that's how they knew Not, it was a girl that's how they yes, knew it wasn't yeah yes. so, so i'm wondering if that takes in play with this i don't know it's it's interesting it's intriguing but but anyways i think uh i think we should wrap this up right now um we're four hours plus into this um it's been a great conversation as per usual and uh thank you for um thank you to uh, steve a g for coming on and talking a little bit of, you know, about what's going on with him. He was freaking talk about just a fun guy to talk to. I mean, we're right off the bat. He was just easy going and just, you know, obviously he's a comedian and everything. And, uh, please, uh, you know, support that guy wherever he's at support him on the, um, on Twitter and everything. And then of course, watch peacemaker, you know, if you're up to it, it might not be for you. Give it a chance. If it's not, Walk away. Move on. Don't tweet <laughs> about it for a fucking month straight. That how bad it is. Anyways, um, oh, no one's know. talking about it. <laughs> I know, which you know, that's not the case. It's always fun, but what can you do? Um, and then of course, thank you to Scott for of course jumping into and uh, and uh, yeah, let's go around the horn. All right, let's go with the uh, the geek first guys. Go ahead, Travis. Uh, you can find me at Trasby Snail. We're usually doing probably about three to four casts over there weekly. We do weekly Boba Fett reviews, news, and stuff like that. Uh, this week we're doing our first annual actually MCU awards. We're going to be that's why Taylor's catching up and watching Eternals because we do we pretty much do the Oscars, but just MCU. We do that with geek movies as well. That's coming up later, but it's one of our fan favorites. But yeah, just some fun stuff. And I don't know on my Twitter feed right now, you can see me catching up on Euphoria because that season two premiered and. I I keep hearing hype about the show, so like I'm gonna watch it. And the uh, soap opera Kid Me is enjoying every second of it. So, yeah, I'm catching up on <laughs> on a teen show right now. That's what's happening. 
Sorry, I coughed right there. I thought I hit the mute button, but <laughs> I thought I hit my cough button, but <laughs> it didn't work. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't. So sorry about that. But yeah. All right, Taylor, go ahead. Oh, yes. You can find me with Travis of the Geek First, Travis and Kirkland, uh, doing all those fun podcasts, late night shows, reviews, Book of Boba Fett, all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, Don't and I'm on Twitter. Clues. I always feel guilty. Like, should I shout that out? Why? It's, not it's a really, separate show you do. It's not really for everyone. Like, not everyone's into like the Bigfoot kind of thing. But I mean, yes, I do host another show called Cryptic Clues with my co-host Ruben. Um, episodes, two episodes a week, I'm trying to keep. If it you're a conspiracy but, uh, theorist or you like things like Bigfoot or the sea okay, I might tune into that. I like that shit. So yeah, there you go. Taylor, there you go, right Taylor has people that are usually <laughs> unnamed that have had account like encounters with people and stuff. Oh, like you that. have like time travelers from the future. <laughs> Not yet. That's a good idea, though. <laughs> I will try and find there, some. Yeah. Yeah. So find some time travelers, man. That's mm-hmm. always fun. Uh, all right, Ray. Uh, you know where I'm at on Twitter at, at the flight cast, uh, trying to argue less and doing an awful job of it. <laughs> um, also you can find my blog and my weekly podcast at the flightcast.com or wherever podcast can be found. I'll definitely be talking about the back row costume this week and you know, everybody's how the, the rationalizing of the costume and, you know, just the umpteenth time that the DCEU has been declared dead since its existence by certain people. So Peacemaker's uh, killing it right now, I hear. Like, it's he's literally killing the DCU. As all right. Yeah. All right. Yes. yes uh, <laughs> show that completely okay. exists within the franchise is trying to kill it, whatever. Um, but right. yeah, so there's that. And uh, we still, uh, Brent and I, are st- we're taking a, it's going to be a little bit longer before our next episode of Fans Without Borders because he is uh, off with the family doing some other things. Uh, but we'll be back, and whenever Morbius comes out, we'll review it. <laughs> that was going to be our plan. We were going to review it. April Fool's. April Fool's. So, so, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, that'll be in another couple of weeks that we have our next episode of that as well. Nice. All right, Stephen. I am Stephen Colbert. You can follow me on Twitter at SM Colbert or find my writing at screenrant.com or listen to my podcast with Andrew Dice at uh, SnyderMinute.com. Um, and Ray, you should check out, I think the best feature on Twitter is the turn on the quality filter. <laughs> and then there's one where like you don't get notifications from people that respond to you unless they follow you. <laughs> and I tweeted this morning something, I, I, I quote tweeted the, the Peacemaker dance and said something like, I saw some yeah. responses to it, and I said something like, um, I, I don't know how to explain this, but if like you're triggered by this, maybe you're taking it a little yeah. bit too seriously. Yes. Um, and then like my notifications were fine, and I just like whatever went throughout my day. And then someone was like, man, people are like mad about that. And I was like, what? I looked it up, and the comments were just like full of stuff. And I was like, oh, oh man, wasting your time in there, guys. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. we are yeah. we are past you that. Can so cleanse that. Yeah. Um, quality filters, okay. Yeah, quality. Right. Fil- go into your settings and, and turn on your quality filter, and you're just like, don't even. I, anyone that shows, yeah, it, it. I don't know exactly what the what the combination <laughs> is, but it filters out like most of the people that you're gonna be like, dude, I don't want to talk to you. It just won't notify you. Okay. Like, yeah. Oh, I need that. Yeah, I, I oh yeah, that. yeah. Most I, people, I, I, most people just want throw a knife at Stephen. Yeah. yeah, 
I liked that tweet, by the way. I did see yeah. I did see that tweet earlier. I totally liked that tweet. Yeah, no, it's a yeah. It was like yeah, you, you should not be triggered by it. That's very much a representation. I mean, you of don't the have to show. like it, but like no. It's, it's just, yeah, you just it's go uh, and then you move on. You just not inspire <laughs> that much anger out of you. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go, guys. All right, make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Subscribe, join the membership if you want to do that. Patreon, it's all there. Hit that notification bell. Film Junkie Closet down below. All that stuff. Thank you to, of course, uh, Steve G for joining. That was nice talking to him. And then, of course, thank you to everybody at the panel. Scott, Travis, Taylor, Ray, Steven, everybody. It's been fun, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>